You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blurred Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with. I start this podcast with a fuck Jordan. He didn't. He ripped my my Invincible comic. Uh no. Soon as he comes, <laughs> soon as he comes over here, my shit gets damaged. What's this? <laughs> fuck your property. Like no. a, like a kid. No, he had his his in giant compendium of Invincibles laying face down on his carpet, and I'm like, oh, let me let me open it up and read this. And then when I set it back down on the carpet, no, the pages he are he so does, thin. He Sit it back down. He slammed it back down and it slid on the carpet and it ripped it. and it ripped my page. It's like a fucking kid. And I taped it. Yeah. Don't touch it. Don't touch. Uh, and it's broken. It's not my fault. It's very thin pages. I, I blame the craftsmanship. It's, it's thin pages, but guess what? I didn't rip any of them. I've got fat fingers, I guess. It's my massive power. Okay. Hey guys, we are back, and this week we are talking about a couple of things, hopefully things that don't require a lot of time, because I, I got a couple messages last week saying, like, I'm listening to the podcast, and you guys are talking about, hopefully it's a short podcast, and I'm looking at the timestamps, and it's a four-hour podcast, <laughs> so I'm like... Yeah, that's our trend. He says this, do uh, that. every every time. He, it's like he wants the jinx. He he likes the long podcast because no. every time he says, "Oh, it's gonna be a short podcast," we go for like seven hours. No, it's your fault. It's, I was like, like, it's not my fault. No, you're then, the one that keeps jinxing it. No, no, no. What, usually when There's you don't no say jinxing. when you don't say anything. It's not as long, but every time you say we're gonna cut, we're gonna try and go for a short <laughs> podcast, it ends. We look, we look at the time. Right now it's one forty-four. Bet you when we when we're done, we're gonna look at the time. It's gonna be nine o'clock. You act like this time comes out of nowhere. What actually happens? I say it's gonna be a short podcast, and then out of nowhere, the news section expands. <laughs> it's like when you do things at your iPhone, and like you, there's no space, and for whatever reason, somehow your iPhone is just like, oh, there's space now, and it fills up space. That's what happens with the news section. <laughs> it's like no. Wow. We to talk about so let's just talk about everything at length i haven't even looked at news so i don't know what's going on oh god <laughs> i am look, a- I, I am looking at dogecoin in my uh it went down a little bit so i'm a little upset doggy coins what whatever i call it dogecoin <laughs> i lost um, like 300 dollars because it went down uh stock market gambling i see no gambling's illegal. I mean, is it gambling? <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> I mean, it, it is, but I'm not. It's not like I'm trying to do like day trading. I'm mm. not. I'm trying to keep it in there for hoping it goes up even higher. Get rich off stock markets. I feel you. Hopefully, hopefully it goes up to like five dollars. <laughs> well, I, but I do know what we have to talk about this week in news is the Venom trailer that dropped. Yeah. <laughs> and we're both excited about it right Michael clearly from this tone of voice but we've also got my academia of the week we've got the new superhero show to drop on Netflix Jupiter's Legacy based off of who is it a Mark Miller comic is that Mark, Mark Millar Mark Millar yeah um and we've also got Yasuke the Lakeith Stanfield Black oh, yeah, Samurai I forgot, I forgot anime yeah 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 
So that means you loved it. Yeah, it was so great. It was so amazing <laughs> that it just blew right through your mind. Um, uh, we'll get to it. I was gonna say, don't, don't say anything. I'm not gonna say anything. You, I'm like, just, you like spoiling your thought. Like, why'd you play? Why'd you post? Hey, we're about to record the podcast, and this is already what I think of Yasuke. I don't mind putting what my th- what I think on Front Street. I'm, I'm not like that. Well, if you want to see what I think, you gotta listen to the podcast. That's my general thoughts. And if you don't agree with it, then by all means, listen to the podcast and see why I might think the way I think. Or if you do agree with it. Listen to the podcast and see why I think the way I think. Either way, you know what I'm saying? I'm not like, no, you can't know my opinion until the podcast drops. That's how you got to be. That's called advertising. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into some iTunes. Wait, no. We don't have those. Let's get into emails of the week. We do have a few of those. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Um, our first email comes from Gilbert Ramos. I'm mean, speaking of advertising. He kind of gives us uh, promotion tips, which is something super easy. But I'm, I'm like, why don't we do this? I've been meaning to send this email for a while now. Can you please promote your YouTube and Instagrams at the end of the episodes or something like that? For example, Michael mentions he has a YouTube channel in the middle. And I think about checking it out again, but forget because my memory is trash. I just think you guys are missing the opportunity to get more viewers like me to your other projects. So why don't we just say... Michael Jordan and AKA our other platforms. How come we've never done that? I feel like we do. You talk about Power Rangers Unworthy all the time. I mean, but it's not like a thing where I'm like, it's, hey, this is Jordan, AKA Blur Division on Instagram, and you don't say, hey, AKA Blackhead Comic Geek on Instagram and YouTube, and I don't know. I'm just saying. We do talk about it, like he says, but we don't put it on Front Street. Ironic that we were just talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> Promotions. So, my name is Michael, Blackgate Comic Geek. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, he goes on to say, Invincible. Just wanted to say, I just read Wait, volume... you didn't say you. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> Even though it's... It's called Blur Vision, Yeah, right? I was like... Oh, look, yeah. <laughs> look anywhere, any other platform, <laughs> Blur Vision. I guess Unworthy Productions for YouTube, for uh, Power Rangers. And we're dropping the trailer at the end of this month. We are almost done with it, finally. And next month will be the full episode. This episode was such a grind, but goddamn, it's going to be so worth it. It legitimately looks like... I'm not one to, like, exaggerate things I think are, like, things I make. But I legitimately think it could be like a pilot on TV. It could definitely be something on like CW or even Netflix. I've seen a lot of shit on Netflix. It could definitely be on Netflix. So, so Jupiter's Legacy? I, I mean, <laughs> eh, I'm going to save it. For, I'm going to save <laughs> Jupiter's Legacy talk because I, I don't, I didn't hate it, but I've, I've got thoughts. Oh, check out my OnlyFans. You have an OnlyFans? No, I don't have oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's news to me. Uh, Invincible. Just wanted to say, I just read volumes 20, issue 100-ish, and something happens that is as shocking as... Issue 100? Well, shit. I don't want to know. I'm not even... I'm like 80 issues behind. He's saying that something happens just as shocking as the Omni-Man reveal. Just putting it out there for future seasons. I mean, issue issue 100? For what season? Four or five? Or like... (laughs) I know know two and three got greenlit, but... Because I was going to say, well, depending on how they do it, because remember I mentioned season one... Basically encompassed like the first twenty something issues. So Robert Kirkman said twenty. They can go ten seasons. I mean, he made he made change. Cause well, actually, yeah. Cause I think he I think I read or somebody told me that he said that 
he wanted to expand. He wants to expand upon what he did in the comic. So oh. I'm, I'm thinking he's going to use the show as the way to do that. <laughs> expand so, upon the. So maybe it might end differently than the comic. Yeah, but expanding upon the giant Bible of a comic you have over there, it's only one third of it, and it's like a fucking Bible. Yeah, well. <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, finally, Michael, have you checked out Jujitsu Kaisen? I'm still only. I haven't. Yeah. No. So the answer is no. <laughs> no, I've seen three episodes. Oh, so no. <laughs> I still haven't finished it, actually. I need to. So then there's you too. <laughs> oh, but I've seen more than three episodes. <laughs> uh, Jordan, have you checked any of the movies from Michael's list? P.S. I would like to say. <laughs> it's, funny, it's funny. I'm glad you reminded me. I forgot about that. I did too. <laughs> I forgot I had homework. <laughs> I'm going to get on that. Uh, apparently not. I, 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 I'm totally going to though. Uh, P.S. I would like to see this list since I immigrated here when I was 14. I know nothing about any of those movies. Oh, so he's saying he also wants to, to watch the things on that list. It's like me and you are like Bucky and Cap, and we have a list. A list a notebook. Well, <laughs> yeah, I have a little notebook I, of things. That I passed you. Yeah. Uh, thanks for a great show as always. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. Thank you, Gilbert. Um, and thank you for the tips about advertising ourselves. We shall do that from now on. Did I give you an actual list? No, I gave you like... I forgot what I suggested. I would have to scroll up on our... our I want to say I copied it to my notepad. Yeah, I would have, have, have to scroll up on our private DMs. Mm. Uh, next email comes from Daryl Griggs. A belated welcome back. I'm an old-time listener, me Immaculate, hey bro, uh, who finally got caught up from the 2020 hiatus, and I tried to leave an iTunes review, but that is still trash. Yeah, what is with that? I- I'm still waiting for an iTunes review from another listener that said they left a review, but it hasn't come up yet. Um... It's like they they put they put all their focus on certain things like they can make the algorithm so great that they can spy on us to the point that if I talk about like pineapples or whatever I go on my phone and see a pineapple advertisement, but yet they don't want to fix their freaking just leaving basic a review. Shit. Yeah, basic shit. Yeah. To leave a review. But even like Twitter, I, you, know what's you can't. Weird? Why, Twitter gives you stories and then they try to make it like Clubhouse, but there's still no edit button. Yeah, it's just weird to me that we've all accepted that. Like, there was a time where it was kind of like, a, hey, do you notice that when you say something, like, it kind of pops up on your phone? And people were like, yeah, that is weird. I, I've been noticing that lately, too. And now it happens so frequently that there's no way to deny that it, it's definitely the phone's listening to us. Yeah. But yet, rather than us all get into, like, a rage of, like, oh, our privacy is being fucking taken away, everybody's just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, there are people that... like, what? <laughs> I mean, there are, pe- there are people that, that do... Don't uh, that do have that mentality and are fighting for it and everything like that? But yeah, the general public is like, but there's no most people would think there'd be like a big backlash. I mean, because even the same thing with the government, NSA and everything like that, checking on your webcam, listening on phone calls and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like most people are just like, well, if you got nothing to hide, then you shouldn't care. But it's like, no, you should care. But that's how that's the mentality that most people have. Well, I don't have anything to hide, so they can listen in on me. I don't care. Yeah, but, but it's yeah, like, but, but that violates the Constitution. And it's a slippery slope. Yeah. I, I just don't like that we're all just comfortable. Like everybody, everybody talks about it It's now. like, have you not read or watched 1984? Yeah, like from Gen Z to my mother, everyone knows that's happening. But everyone's just like, eh. And I'm like, that's the first step. <laughs> the complacency of that is how we're going to end up with a fucking totalitarian society of of United States in a couple of years. I mean, Captain America talked about it. like. Yeah, man. Exactly. Come on, superhero fans. We, we were warned about this Winter Soldier. Yeah. 
that's not freedom. That's fear. That's fear. <laughs> but most Americans, they think, oh, if, if spying on people can catch terrorists, it's safety, security, liberty, or whatever. If you got to, what, what was the quote? If you got to sacrifice security for liberty, it's something like that. Yeah, you, you know what I'm going. But we're, I don't, we're, I don't, we're we're trickling down the Hydra. <laughs> we're, we're almost at Hydra, guys. I'm just saying, be careful. Um, blah, blah, yeah, blah, if you see any helicarriers? <laughs> Uh, anyways, just want to leave a mini review for The Flash since I know you guys have quit on it. We talk, I watch it every week. I may watch the 150th episode. Is and that that's, the one and that's it. that has all the Flash <laughs> people coming back? Yeah, Impulse and uh, Nora, Excess. And Nora Allen come back? Yeah. I don't... I just don't Even care Even though I won't anymore. know what the fuck is happening. I do may we, watch that. Did we talk about um, uh, Vibe and Reverse Flash leaving the show? I don't remember. I thought we brought it up. I think we did. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, we did. And okay. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even like Tom Cavanaugh was like, "Come on, guys." <laughs> at this point, like, at how least, many different roles do I have to play? Yeah, but at least we were able to finish Arrow. You know, what I mean, we still crawled to that finish line. But the Flash, I, it's sad to me that I used to like I loved that show yeah, once that upon was the a time. Best, that, for, yeah, for me, that was the best show of the Arrowverse. But now I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I just don't care anymore. <laughs> That's a lesson to anybody out there trying to make their own show. Audience burnout is a thing. <laughs> um, da, 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 da. It's not even just audience burn. It's just uh, the quality of the show dipped. Yeah, we burned Super, out. Supernatural. Well, because I was going to say Supernatural's been going for like 15 seasons. But I would say like, I mean, not for everybody, but I would say every season was pretty good. But the problem with The Flash is, and even why Arrow, I feel like we gave it Or more, even people still watch it. Grey's Anatomy just got him renewed for 18th season. So clearly people are watching it. Yeah. It's just they're keeping the quality up. But The Flash, I feel like the quality is it's just... It's not even about keeping it up all the time. It's For something like Arrow, I feel like the reason why we finished that was because there were still high seasons. Like one and two were great. Three and four dipped. But then five was great. And then dipped again. But at least when it goes up and down like that, you have an incentive to keep watching because maybe it'll get good again. But The Flash consistently got worse every single season. Like, for one was the best. Two was worse than that, but still okay. And then from there on, three was like, I think three was the last tolerable season. And then after that, every single season after that. Yeah, season four was dreadful. Oh my God, The Thinker? And the, Fuck out of here. The only thing redeeming about season five was the relationship between Barry, Iris, and uh, Nora. But yeah. that wasn't even... Yeah, it was barely holding on at that yeah. point. <laughs> Um, let's see, he says, mini review, overall so far I'd give this season a more than passable, I don't even believe you, <laughs> there hasn't been a villain of the week and the side characters are getting a lot of love, especially, but what does that mean, when you say there's no villain of the week, is it like fucking Cicada, where you just fight the same dude every fucking week and you, somebody escapes every fucking week and it's just annoying? That's also yeah, what they, they me run out. away in a, in a Prius. Yeah, and it makes you <laughs> and angry. Every season he gets, they make a whole, th well, maybe not this one because they're talking about his powers are, are waning, but every season he gets faster and faster, faster than he's ever been. <laughs> we had a fucking Toyota Prius is still able to escape him. Bro, it's a hybrid, man. You can't keep up with that shit. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. A lot of love, especially our fellow blurred Chester R. Runk. Chester P. Runk. I guess that's the guy that's new Cisco. Uh, I guess they're giving him more to do because before, they, didn't they like put him on ice or some shit? Yeah. He is definitely getting more love in the show than Mr. Terrific did on Arrow, which is a low bar. Okay. Congratulations, I guess. Honestly, at this point, I'd probably wait for the whole season to hit Netflix. I ain't going to binge 22 hours of mediocre television. That's not. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> like if it was a 30 minute episode and it was eight episodes, like, like Yasuke, sure. But. 
no. An hour episode of just hate watching 22 times? No. <laughs> I'm good. No way every episode is going to be like point or a drag. Yeah, fuck that. Um, but they have gotten back some of the season one and two vibes. I, I don't believe you. Yeah, I, don't believe, I don't believe that. <laughs> I, I want to believe you, but I just don't. Speaking of vibe, he and Harrison Wells are leaving the show after the season, so it might all go back to hell. That's it for me, though. Thanks, Michael, for bringing back the weekly Buffy references. And remember, guys, to always stay nerdy, my blurdy. Thank you, Daryl. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you're, like, digging the show, man. But I just don't believe anything you say. <laughs> um, I don't know. Joss Whedon and his Buffy references might happen. <laughs> next email comes from Suthi. Uh, he hit me up specifically and bumped this email up because I missed it last week. So he says... Hey, Michael and Jordan, how are you guys doing? Long time listener here. I started listening to your podcast right after BVS came out back in 2016. Even though I didn't agree with most of the things you guys said. I, That's oh, a theme. Yeah, bringing that back. I still enjoyed the podcast. Uh, the disagreement was not just on BVS, but almost every show slash movie you reviewed at the time. Damn. The dynamic between the three of you, including Jamie, was hilarious. Oh, Jamie. Despite my opinion being different from yours, I still enjoyed every minute of your podcast. For me, it was not about agreeing with anything you guys said, but just listening to you guys fight and having a good time. Bummer, though, that Jamie left us. Miss her a lot. Yeah, she was the source of a lot of discourse with us. Uh, may she just... May she rest in peace. She's not dead. Yeah, she's not dead. She's not dead. <laughs> She's just not in America. Damn. Yeah, yeah she's, she's not in America anymore. He put her in a box. <laughs> not because. Oh, okay. He, he continues. Not because she died or anything, but because she shortened her lifespan by screaming at you guys for being wrong so many times. I know Jamie won't come back again, but do you do you think you will bring? Wait, he in, said, "I know Jamie will come back." I was like, no, "Won't, she's not. Oh. won't." I was won't like, she's "Not in America." Yeah, she's in another time zone, <laughs> another another country, uh, another side of the planet. <laughs> I know Jamie won't come back again. But do you think you will bring in another guest, preferably someone non-black and someone who is able to articulate well enough to keep up with you guys? Let's say Ben Shapiro. LOL. No, just kidding. Oh, okay. I was like, absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> uh, but a third person would be a good addition to the show. The non-black is not because I'm racist, Michael. So predictable. Well, he didn't say that, so. I wasn't even thinking <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> uh, but because it would give us an opinion from another angle. I mean, he's not wrong. That's why I like Jamie on the podcast, because she didn't agree with us usually and also she wasn't black so we got an outside perspective and her being asian it brought in a different perspective for certain things um as i said i almost never agree with you guys i don't know what happened in the past five years but the more i listen to you the more i it's been five years what no way i feel so old just now there's no way it's been five years three well i think three for me so I guess maybe three and a half for me. I only did 25 episodes before you, but I guess... Yeah, the, but remember... But those 25 yeah, were spaced you spa- out. They were spaced out. Yeah, it wasn't weekly. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You would go like record one month and then it would be like eight months later. Yeah, that's The true. next episode. True that. But a third person be good addition. As I said, I almost never agree with you guys. I don't know what happened in the past five years, but the more I listened to you, the more I started to agree with you. Not always... Oh, so you've been slowly brainwashed. Good, good. Yeah, not always, but like 80-90% of the time. I think it's because you complained about the CW so much, it made me hate that shit too. <laughs> well, good. We did a service then. <laughs> you know, you hear something over and over and over and over again, and suddenly you think, hey, they are right. You guys, bra- oh, you said it too. You guys brainwashed me into hating the CW. Good job. <laughs> we did our job, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we definitely brainwashed so, yeah, you, but first- we cleaned your brain. <laughs> 
Your first episode was 26 January 17th, 2016. Oh my god, that is technically five years ago. Yeah. It just doesn't feel that way because we weren't consistent. Ew. <laughs> or actually, no. Episode zero was December 22nd, 2015. Oh my god. Oh my god, like a lifetime ago. <laughs> and oh, look at that. So cute. One hour and 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't go long like we do now. Oh, look at that. Episode 9, 53 minutes. Oh, I can missed you that. Can you imagine? <laughs> no, I, I wish we would do better than uh, But you guys also made me love and cherish a lot of new shows and movies. Boku no Hero, Love, Simon, Dr. Stone, etc. I started to... You need to finish Dr. Stone, because the last, the last season was good. I finished it. Episode 13, 52 minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Watch Dr. Stone. Uh, I started to watch a lot of new anime and superhero shows because of you. I hope you guys still watch a lot of new stuff and talk about them on the show. It's a lot of fun listening to your reviews and watching them. Thank you for that. Also, you can never, ever again go on a hiatus again. And he put that in bold, so he's serious. I mean... Never again. If there's another pandemic, <laughs> a zombie <laughs> don't, apocalypse... I'm like, don't, don't jinx it. <laughs> like, fucking, like, an hour in the podcast, we hear, like, God damn it, Michael. <laughs> you see what happens? Also, also, make the podcast longer. Word. <laughs> word. The longer it is, the happier listeners will be. I don't... I, okay, fine. All that said, I have some minor complaints about spoilers on this show. Oh, no. It's probably all me. Jordan, if you are reading emails and you see that someone wrote some spoiler, please don't spoil us, too. You're right. I should be more... I should honestly read the emails before the show, but I also like the surprise... Like, the, the actual genuine reaction I have reading them on the show. But you're right. Uh, or maybe I should just go back and edit the, the spoilers out. Um, I just want to share your joy and not your pain. <laughs> True. Maybe I'll also do it to make you guys <laughs> endure the pain with me. Uh, and if you know that Michael knows the answer to your question, please don't ask him that question. Because I will answer it. <laughs> He's, well, he, he predicted that one. You know he will spoil you. You shouldn't ask. <laughs> also, really excited about Unworthy Episode 4. Can't wait to see it. When is the release date? Um, the trailer's release date. I haven't announced it yet, but right now the prospective date is going to be May 31st, so uh, Memorial Day. And then the actual episode, uh, we're thinking one month after that, so the end of June. Um... By the way, between Jamie, Michael, and yourself, you are my favorite on the show. <gasps> no one ever says that. Thank mm. you so much. And look, this hater <laughs> over here getting upset just because I get a little bit of love. <laughs> Thank you, Suthi. I appreciate that. Ah, oh, it, it warms my heart. Uh, Michael, you need to stop. <laughs> you need to stop spoiling stuff, man. <laughs> even if Jordan's curious, uh, even if Jordan's curious knows ask you questions just tell him to shut the fuck up damn okay but you like me the most <laughs> tell okay, me to shut i'll the take fuck your up. advice then shut the f jordan shut the fuck up <laughs> but, maybe it's, but you're the one spoiling you should shut the fuck up I'm, I'm 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 just answering your question oh okay uh and even if you think some of the things are clear as day don't tell us there are some dumb avengers who probably haven't figured it out yet like jordan and me that's right i hope jordan introduces you as the rainbow peacock ranger in the unworthy universe he can't he can't give that whoa Motorcycle. You can't give that role to any other person. He mentioned that person should just play a regular ranger. Fuck her. Go Michael. Oh, yeah. The girl that wants to be Rainbow Ranger. <laughs> I don't even know her. So she does not get first dibs on Rainbow Ranger. Uh, also, congratulations on your newfound success on TikTok and YouTube. Thank you. Yes. Uh, the listeners, stop writing emails with... Oh, he's talking directly to the listeners now. Stop writing emails with spoilers in it, motherfuckers. <laughs> 
Oh, and Jacob, good luck with your new job at the movie theater. Miss your love letters. Uh, do one again. Uh, there is so much more I want to write, but I'm sure Jordan will just skip this mail if I write any more. Ah, joke's on you. I write it all. So love from Switzerland and stay nerdy, my blurdy. Suthi, a.k.a. Edshot from the Blurred Vision Land. Thank you, Suthi. I really appreciate that email. Yeah, the heartfelt emails are, are the best because they really give me the motivation. Yeah, I appreciate the email going, except you know? for the one small part. What's the one small part? That he's your favorite. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that, you're, that you're his favorite. Hey, let me have this. <laughs> like, uh, next email comes from, I think we only have two more. Yeah. So next email comes from Joel Jean Baptiste. Been watching things. Hello, Michael and Jordan. I have... I hope you've had a great week. i just like to say that after years of all its praise and the outrage from its ending, I have finally started Game of Thrones. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's impressive that you're starting after we've talked at length about how the ending ruined the whole show. <laughs> I mean, on... if you don't know, then... Uh, yeah, if he's not, he's yeah. more spoilers, then yeah. Yeah, I feel great for you going in ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> but just prepare for heartache. Yeah. In many different ways, from, <laughs> from character deaths all the way to the death of the show. I'm one of the, the most tragic character. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm on season three, episode seven, but ooh, lots of cars passing. But just from watching season one, I can easily see how this show was so well loved. Yeah, at first it was. The characters are so interesting, and I love watching them, even if some of them are scummy, the Lannisters. If I had to pick a favorite character, it would be Daenerys. Poor one out for yeah. the homie. Yeah. <laughs> She her, was my favorite character, too. Yeah. <laughs> watching her go from a tool used by her brother to a leader and mother of dragons has been very enticing. Yes, it was. <laughs> it kind of breaks my heart. It, does. it does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sweet summer child. <laughs> the setting with all its different regions and kingdoms makes me want to explore them myself with an army surrounding me. Uh, with an army surrounding me for protection. I also just finished watching a new animated movie called The Mitchells versus The Machines. Have you heard of that? I haven't heard of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a minute to watch that too. I heard it was really good. No. It's a story about a girl on a cross-country field trip with her family to take her to college. It's on Netflix. Then suddenly the world is taken over by a robot uprising and only her family... Wait, wait. No. And only her and her family can stop it. Now, when I first heard this description, I thought it sounded lame. Actually, I think it sounds dope. I'm like, what? Robot uprising? I don't really hear that often. Um, it sounded lame and generic. Did it? <laughs> but the main things that kept me watching was the animation and humor. The visuals felt like they were made by someone just as quirky as the protagonist, and the humor wasn't overly forced and was well-timed. Here's a link to the trailer so you can see for yourself. I'm definitely going to check that out. That sounds cool to me. Um, you don't see many robot uprising in, in things. Yeah, you just see zombies or something like that. It's on my list to review. Okay. I have a couple things I need to knock out before I go back to work because I'm not going to have any more time. Oh, no. Uh, I hope you both have a great week and stay nerdy, my blurdy. P.S. If you guys haven't already checked out the new trailer for Castlevania, check it out. Uh, yeah, we saw it. It looks cool. I'm excited for the last season. It'll come out this week or next week. It does? Next, that fast? Next week, I think. I, I, I know it's this month. Holy shit, that was fast. Let me Castlevania. I feel like we just watched the trailer. Season four release date. Make, I like anything that has definite ending. In two days. Oh, so it's this week. In May 13th. Okay, so we, now we have something to talk about for next week. Um, and our last email comes from our old pal, Xavier Sutton. Hello, guys. Let me rant about the MCU shows real quick. Go for it, bro. Although I'm glad that they exist, and I'm happy that they're giving the spotlight to characters that deserve it like Wanda and Sam. I feel like this is a Kanye West setup. I'm going to let you finish, but <laughs> uh, it makes me disappointed that we will most likely not have any shows like Daredevil, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., or even Cloak and Dagger. I mean, Cloak and Dagger, really? 
Because Marvel wants everything to be connected. Yeah, first season of Cloak and Dagger was all right. I didn't even finish the second season. Yeah, second. Well, I think I think I did. I don't remember. I think you did. I think you told me about the ending. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did finish yeah. the second season. But I yeah, second season was not. Um, because Marvel wants everything to be connected, the upcoming shows will have to have the same type of tone and feeling like in their movies. I think that's why I like what DC is doing with not having their movies connect with each other, allowing creative freedom for the directors of the films. I wish Marvel would do the same with their upcoming shows. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's a double-edged sword because on the one hand, yeah, DC might give the creators more freedom and they might feel like they have more variety in like their tone and aesthetic style and stuff like that. But then... You don't get the the immersiveness and the connectivity that the MCU shows had that we all love because it's like watching one long episodic show or multiple seasons in different places. Yes, like I like the connectivity of the MCU, and a lot of people always say like, "Oh, we need they need to stop doing that." Like the time for shared universes is over, but they keep acting like Who the fuck is saying that. I, there's a, there's a couple people. There's only like two successful shared universes. That's what I was just about. To, <laughs> that's what I was just about to say. Like, because even somebody like like John Campion was just like, "Yeah, not everything has to be a shared universe." Blah blah blah. I'm like, but they're acting like yeah, just because Marvel has been doing it for a long time, they're acting like this whole thing is has always existed. Like this yeah. I, this concept is still new or it's easily just only, replicatable. It's, it's just a, yeah, it's a really only Marvel that's been doing it success, successfully. Yeah. So and, and Conjuring, I guess. <laughs> I mean, not really. Not really. I'm joking. Not, not really, no. Because <laughs> even the monster, we haven't seen like a monster crossover. <laughs> Annabelle teams up with La Llorona. <laughs> yeah. Even though, no. <laughs> so it's like, I want to see a shared, like, bat, like, people forget, Batman v Superman was the first time that we've seen those two on screen together. Mm-hmm. And it was fucking trash. <laughs> yeah. Could have been better. <laughs> should have been, it should have been way more epic. Yeah. And aside from Justice League, we haven't had that since. I'm trying to think of any other successful shared universe. I mean, everything else has basically failed, right? Like, what else has been successful? The MonsterVerse failed? Yeah, the MonsterVerse failed. Um, I mean, X-Men DC, doesn't really count. The DCEU's failed because yeah, DCEU they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're like, oh, we're going to do standalone. It's like, y'all been doing that since the beginning. Yeah. Warner Brothers has always, or DC has always had the rights to all of their characters. Yeah. So they should have started the shared universe long before Marvel. Like, you have the two most iconic superheroes ever, Batman and Superman. Why did did it take till 2016 to Mm -hmm. finally put them in a movie together? I'm trying to think. Sony's Spider-Verse, even though they're trying to make that work, it's... It's like sucking in the teeth of Marvel. So that doesn't really yeah, because it, it doesn't really count because they don't really have access to all the. Yeah. Because they can't really use Spider Man. So why are people saying the shared universe time is over? There's not the only people that are doing it right is Marvel. Yeah, but I think I guess because Marvel's the only one that's doing it, and now other companies are trying to do it and they're not doing it successfully. They're like, oh, just stop, just do standalone movies. It's like, no, I want to see like a wolverine interact with a doctor strain or whatever like yeah. i want to see wonder woman meet up with constantine and make that's a like ju- making the comics standalones they're not yeah like, they're not just, that's, and that's why i thought the mcu worked so well is because they literally just took the comic formula and put it into tv shows and movies exactly yeah. but the thing i will agree with in the sense of marvel handicapping themselves is tone yes tone like they keep they do try to keep the whole because i would say Avengers is what created the tone that they're living in now, the yeah. Joss Whedon tone. Oh, that yeah. was their biggest movie. Yeah. And then ever since then, they're trying to live 
in the Joss, even though he's not part of the MCU anymore, they still kind of style. Yeah, the style, the quippy plus action plus emotion. And then style. not only just that, but not 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 just their movies, but they try to have everything fit that tone. Where it's like, yeah, for if Deadpool was to show up in an Avengers movie, I don't expect him to be a rated R character. Mm. But when he's on his own, and and they did say they were going to do a rated R Deadpool, but didn't they also say Deadpool was going to be? Oh, you said Deadpool. I said Daredevil. My no, brain. Deadpool. But I'm okay. saying like, brain. <laughs> they, but they did say that's the only that's the one they're gonna keep rated R. But something like Blade, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, make he said they're not, gonna keep, they're not gonna keep it rated R. And that to me, I don't like that. Why would you make Deadpool rated R but not Blade? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Same exact or power even, set, basically. Or, yeah, basically, or even something like a Logan. Like, yeah, when he's with the X Men, sure, don't have him be rated R. Yeah. But when, if it, if they do a spinoff, make it a rate, just like they do in the comics. Yeah. In the comics, when he's all when he's on his own, you see blood and shit in his solo comics. But then yeah. he, when he's with the X Men, you don't see that because usually they're so, fighting robots or some bullshit. Like yeah. That. <laughs> so just do do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I, I would never say that the time of connected stuff is done because I feel like. The reason why the MCU is so successful and why there's, it looks like there's never going to be into it is because it's one giant story that has all these moving pieces that you always want to see the next step in those stories. And since there's so many characters and so many like, intersecting plot lines, it could go on forever, just like the comics. <laughs> I will say that. I want to be 80 years old and be like, oh, I can't wait till Avengers 20. <laughs> like, fuck that. I will say, though, I do hope that with regards to X-Men, I want them to wait. I want them to, like, I feel like the X-Men can stand on their own. And for the most part, even in comics, for the most part, they do stand on their own. There's not a lot, a lot, a lot of crossover. Mm. Oh, you're saying you don't want them crossing over the Avengers and the main MCU a lot? Not a lot. I mean, I want some, because even you think about who but really... But we need Avengers versus X-Men. Because I'm, th- I'm saying, like, who do you, like, who really crosses over with the with the Avengers and stuff like that? It's really mostly, like, Wolverine. He's the yeah. only one. Yeah. Like, Cyclops, and every so often, like, Storm joined the Fantastic Four but that's why point. I love the Avengers versus X-Men, like, concept. Because they make, they talk about that in that in that book. I thought it was really dope, where it was like, you know, you guys fight for being, like, superheroes and all that stuff, but, like... You've you've known about the the mutant plight for how long? You've never done anything to fix it. Like you're gods, like you're powerful. Like why don't you? Well, the only thing to is, though, like, how does that work in the show, though? I mean, the MCU because they don't exist. Yeah, they don't exist. Well, I guess you have to introduce X Men first, and then get to the point where it's like we've been here this whole time, and you've ignored us. But have they? Like, or they? I don't know, man. Retcon it. <laughs> I just love that conversation that's, between so that's, Cap. That's, and, yeah, uh, so that's the whole thing. I'm you know just like, about though, right? the, the conversation between Cap and Cyclops. Yeah, but there's no more Cap. Yeah. Or well, there is Sam. Yeah, not Sam Cap. But I would feel like if Sam, I don't know, maybe not, because I was like, if Sam knew about mutants, like you're black, like I would think he didn't even know about Black Cap. So what does he know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he didn't know nothing. Uh, let's see. Xavier finishes off his email by saying, "Also, this next question is based on a video I was on TikTok about." Wait, what? Based on a video, I guess I saw on TikTok about how we have ideas about projects that we don't do because of how similar it is to other projects someone's already done. Facts. Uh, The video talked about how we need to focus less on the idea and more about the execution of the idea and to bring your own creativity into it. Is there a project or projects that you guys stopped because you focused on the idea over the execution? I know. That's why I looked at you when I read that. I I know. I know. I want to hear what you say say about this. Don't look at me. Don't call call me out. I'm not calling you out. I'm just saying there's something I thought you could relate to. Uh, That's all I have. Stay nerdy. My blurry. Thank you, Xavier. So how do you you feel about that? It's about the execution. I'll say this. It's there are so there are only so many 
100% original ideas. Most things are just permutations on the same kind of concepts. So I think this advice is 100% accurate. You should definitely be thinking yeah, yeah, about it. Yeah, I hear that advice, but I'm just like, I still don't like it. Oh my God, why? Why? Because I know okay. you're working on a book, and oh, here we go. What's he, what's he, what's he about to do? <laughs> so this is, this is the book. The Fallen. Yes. And the Leviathan. Yes. Okay. So... Similar to the concept of this book, I just showed Jordan a book called The Fallen by Thomas Snagoski. And in college, I was thinking about coming up with a concept of a story where, because, you know, my whole thing is about representation, yada, yada, yada. So I'm like, I want to see more gay superheroes. And when I say superheroes, I don't necessarily mean capes. I think even something like a Buffy. She has powers. She's a fucking superhero. Yeah. So... Um, and being that my thing is mostly like supernatural and magic, that's where I, lo- you know, I love him. Jordan hates magic, but I don't hate magic. Jordan, yeah, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan hates magic, but I love blood, sex, gore, and magic. So I came up, I was coming up with the idea, and then I was like, you don't really see, because at first I was married to the idea of doing. I always like half breeds. I always wanted to do like half vampire, half human. Mm. Dampier, which is what it's called. Mm. Vampires are like my first love. That's what got me into Buffy. As soon as I saw Vampire Slayer in the title, I was like, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but then I was like, because oh, Twilight and everything was going on, True Blood, yada, 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 when I was in college. So I was like, okay, vampires are starting to get a little played. Maybe I should do something else. Then I was like, well, you don't never really see half angels, half humans that much in fiction. Mm. Nephil- this is Nephilim. Nephilim, yeah, which Nephilim. is why originally, if you remember, my name remember. on Instagram Nephilim was Nephilim Rising. Nephilim Rising. Because mm-hmm. I was like, well, it's my first time joining Instagram. I call myself a Nephilim, so I'm rising on Instagram, but then I can also put that as the title of my book. Mm. He's rising as the Nephilim. Got you. So, I was coming up with that general concept, half angel, half human. Then I was like, I, I haven't I hadn't fully had the idea fleshed out because I was also, like, again, I was in college and I was like, I wanted to make the character. But then I was like, I got papers to write. I got monologues to learn. I got all this shit. I'm going to, I'll worry about it after I graduate. Mm. So, and then also I don't have a laptop and I don't have any money to buy a laptop. So then when, <laughs> I get a, when I graduate, get a full-time job and buy a laptop, then I'll start writing. Yeah. Then I came across... Uh, actually, and then I also was thinking like, okay, so another thing, because I want to play on the trope of the, the Lucifer and say like, oh, he's the son of Lucifer. Yeah. Then I was like, but then I was like, uh, if I do that, you know, and I make him gay, and I'm not playing into the trope that, oh, gay people are evil. So I was oh, like, wow. you know what? I didn't I'm even a, connect that. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm going to flip it and say Lucifer's not a villain. He's, uh. He was... I don't know, misunderstood or whatever, or yeah. history changed his story or whatever the fuck. He's I not mean, really a yeah. not really a villain. He was manipulated. Yeah. So I'm gonna take I'm a I'm a I'm gonna separate the concept of Satan and Lucifer because people think those are together. Yeah. And I'm gonna say Satan is actually the one that manipulated Lucifer, and he's actually the main villain. He's mm. the real devil, not Lucifer. Yeah. Came across this book. It, it's exact plot. It's fucking exact plot. <laughs> Obviously, there's some differences. He's not gay, and yeah. then there's also another thing. Like his his whole thing is like his, his he's like the chosen one in a sense where his he's uh, what's called the redeemer, mm. where basically uh, he has the power to return fallen angels back to heaven. Okay, so a bunch of fallen angels are coming to him to be returned back to heaven. No, anybody that rebelled against God, but then there's this like 
KKK-like faction of angels that sees Nephilim as threats mm. and then also just the idea of sending fallen angels back to heaven. So they want to obliterate all Nephilim okay. and things like that. But then as you get later into like book four and five, that's when they introduce the concept of like Lucifer is actually his father. Lucifer is not a villain. And then they introduce Satan. Satan's the main villain. I was uh, like, uh, how the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and it's a very good book. I bought yeah. all four. What is it? Four or five? <laughs> well, your priest is promoting the book now. Is that- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, bought, I bought all five books and then funny yeah. enough they actually made it into a movie they did I never like heard an H- HB HB uh, HB I'm saying I was about to say HBCU an a- ABC family movie oh. with uh, I can't think of the guy's name but the the guy that plays Stefan on Vampire Diaries mm. but the way they did the movie it was it was not the book it, oh, it was, so it was one of those bad it, adaptations? Yeah, it was completely different from oh, the book. Okay. The only thing they kept was he's the redeemer and Lucifer's his Why father. Why do they do that shit? Yeah. But yeah. That's that's all they kept. But in terms of like the actual story, it was nothing. I just want to be like a director or a writer like that does adaptations like that. I just want to be in the room to see like them get the source material and go like, we're making a, a movie about this book. And he's like, fuck that. And he just throws it out. <laughs> like, yeah. We'll just, we'll, just take, like, we'll just take this character, this character, this yeah. character, everything else, fuck the book. But what about the book? Yeah. Like, well, what about it? <laughs> We're doing our own thing now. But, Why do we bother? But yeah, so ever since I read this, like, and it was a good book, I was just like, I'm not, I'm not doing this story. Like, it's yeah. fucking my idea. And well, I hear, I hear, yes, but it's how he wrote it. Yes. And then also, it's very different because you're, his character's not gay. So that also changes things. Like, yes. I get all of that, but it's still like, but I've had this idea in my head since I was in college. So just the, just the, I like the. Okay, so, but that's more reason in my mind to do it. And, and find your own twist on it. I don't like it. Here's, well, well, here's my little bit of advice. I'm not going to say like Unworthy is like super original because based on Power Rangers. But when I was making Unworthy, the same thing kind of happened where I was trying to come up with the concept of a Ranger Terminator. A Ranger that goes across the different variation of different worlds of Power Rangers and kills Power Rangers. And then as I was writing that concept, Shattered Grid came out. And that's about Lord Draken, who's a corrupt, dark version of Tommy, who goes around the multiverse killing Power Rangers and taking their powers. So I was like, what do I do? Do I just throw out the entire concept of the Ranger Terminator and just going, all right, well, maybe I'll make it about Draken now since it, it's basically the same thing. But instead of that, I pivoted. And that's what I think you should do. You should pivot. So you take that concept and go, okay, that's what they did. But how can I diverge from that idea using the same concept but kind of do it, make a twist on it? And in my case, because I, it, my thing is based on Power Rangers, it's like Cheddar Grid's based on Power Rangers, obviously. I, I, instead of steering away from it, I put it in part of the story. So the reason the Arbiter even started killing people or killing Rangers is because of Lord Draken and the things he did in the multiverse. You see that episode three where Lord Draken uh, just fighting Jason across dimensions and time ends up on the, the a proto planet early in the time time timeline, that's where the Arbiter is, and he destroys the Arbiter's world that he's been protecting, and and also very very heavily influenced by the Flash, where he's like a time remnant, because in every other iteration of the time stream, the Arbiter's a good guy, he's just the first Ranger, but because Draken fucked with time and destroyed his his uh, the planet who's protecting that version of the Arbiter or version of the first Ranger became the Arbiter. See what, I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Like, I just took that concept and kind of, like, went left with it. And I feel like you could do the same with your Nephilim story. Because that's... 
that, that the concept of angels and demons and vampires and even Lucifer and Satan is not owned by that guy. So you can just, it is. It's not. <laughs> you can just take the concept and just go your own direction with it. It could be it, like we said, even just with something as basic as your main character is gay, that completely would change whatever his story is and like how you relate to other characters and all that. Like, that's not what that guy is. So just that change alone might completely diverge from whatever story he made. Yeah, yeah. Just, what? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm trying to, I, trying no, to inspire I, no, you. I, I, I hear that. But then also, because it's been so long, like it's been years since I've been out of it. It's been, I graduated in 2010. Yeah. So then because I, ha- I had that mentality, like I'm just like, fuck it. Then like also other stuff has been coming to me. And then like I'm in fucking indecisive. So I'd be like, oh, no. well, I want to see this, but I also want to see this. It's like I have a hard time sticking with one. No, man. If anything, I think things happen for a reason. And I'm a big believer, and this is going to sound real trippy, so don't, don't think I'm crazy. I'm not crazy. I think inspiration is energy. And inspiration, energy cannot be created nor destroyed. So where does inspiration come from? So many creative people say shit like, oh, when I'm thinking about lyrics for a mute, for my, the song I'm writing, I'll hear it in my head before I write it. Or even like people that write, like, um, Nick, I just saw Nikwana, what's her name? Nick, Nikwana. Nick, Nick, Nick. I don't know her personal Something name. Something Martin. But on the, yeah, on, on TikTok. Yeah. I just, literally before I came here today, I just saw her post something about being like, um, I'm so happy that people enjoy the voices in my head as much as I do when she writes skits. Mm-hmm. I genuinely think that when we have inspiration, when we have thoughts, we're tapping into some other dimension or something the speed force <laughs> maybe but i think the, the, that's where the the concept of muses come from like your muse gives you inspiration to make any kind of art and i think that's i, I think when i hear things like i've been thinking about this for years why where is that spark coming from and why does it keep coming back and i think in this case you're talking about things like vampire diaries and twilight being really big when you were first thinking about the concept things happen for a reason now that the vi- vampire craze has kind of died down now there is an opening again for other stories like that that aren't going to be directly compared to, oh, but Vampire Diaries is out right now, who cares? Or Twilight's out right now, who cares? So maybe now's the time to start writing that type of story. And maybe now it would get more attention than it would have 10 years ago when it was the market was saturated with vampires. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just saying, you can do it, Michael. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. I'm, I'm just thinking, because going back to what I was saying, because again, because I always talk about things I want to see and all this other stuff. So, I, so right now, I was married to the idea of the half and now I'm kind of married to an idea I was like you know what I would love to see a gay wizard detective (laughs) (laughs) I mean that sounds interesting but when you put it all like that just like on front street a gay wizard detective well he's got a lot of jobs okay (laughs) well being gay isn't a job (laughs) whatever (laughs) he's got a lot of traits I I thought Constantine plus Dumbledore So there's, uh, I keep, again, I keep thinking, my mind just goes all over. The, I'm like, wait, that's actually cool. Then I'm like, wait, but that's actually cool. Like, so, so why not and marry there's both another, There's another idea that I have that I don't want to say out loud because I'm like, oh, that is actually a good idea. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> but you can combine the ideas. If you don't want to make two separate things completely, you could have one of the characters in your Nephilim story be a gay wizard detective. <laughs> no? I mean... Yeah, but I'm just saying. Because I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, because I want his boyfriend to be a werewolf. I'm, I'm sticking to that. Oh, okay, why well, didn't say they had to be dating? It's no, just me. But I'm still, I'm still just thinking about that. Because I'm like, I want to date a werewolf, so I need to put that insert oh, oh my in God. my story. Speaking of werewolves, because werewolves are loyal. Werewolves are very loyal. Because they're dogs. 
and they're protective. Because they're dogs? <laughs> like, where is that coming from? Yeah, it's because they're werewolves. Because they're dogs. Like, Fuck, dogs dog, are loyal. Don't disrespect werewolves like that. What? But dogs are loyal and they're protectors and... Yes, but dogs are a lesser form of werewolves. <laughs> okay. I mean, speaking of werewolves, though... You want to and, I wanna, and I want to fuck a werewolf. What the fuck? <laughs> yes. Okay. What we've learned today is, not, Michael... Not in, wolf, not in wolf form. Not in wolf form. Yeah. So then why is he fucking a werewolf then? He's not... Because he's still a werewolf. Just, so just, just that, the idea the, so, the anim, so the animalistic nature is still in him. Ah. <laughs> Um, so Michael wants to fuck werewolf but not be a furry. Got you. Got you. Yes. <laughs> I mean, seeing it's werewolf. weird. I say I want to fuck a werewolf, but I'm like, I don't even like guys that are hairy. Like, if you're like hairy chest and stuff. I would assume a werewolf would have a lot of chest hair. I mean, I'm just. I mean, Tyler Hecklin didn't. <laughs> and Teen Wolf. All right, fair. Fair point. <laughs> fair point. The pre werewolves. Um, but yeah, to get back on topic, definitely write. I think you should write your story. Don't, don't let your dreams be dreams. And also. And this is me probably downplay or you know uh, what's the word? What the fuck is the word I'm trying to say? What? Talking self-deprecating? The, that, but yeah, talking down on myself. But I also feel Do not like diminish yourself. But the warrior within hears your words. But shut the fuck up. But for me, I also feel like I'm a much better person, like coming up with ideas than actually making it into something. <laughs> Wow, I, I somehow, again, if things happen for a reason, before I came over here, I was hit with every possible thing for this conversation. I'm like, did I save it? Oh, fuck, I didn't save it. Cause I, yeah, because that's what I feel like. Because I'm like, I could come up with some great ideas, but actually starting it, I'm like, okay, well, how would you start it? I don't but that's, know. But that's how just, do you put it in the middle? I don't know. How do you end it? I don't know. That's writing, but I just know what I want. <laughs> that's writing in a nutshell, though. It's, it's all planning after you have the initial concept. But this is what I was talking about. <laughs> thinking about my comic book, actually writing my comic book. <laughs> it's all fun when it's in the cloud phase. That's what you're thinking about. It's in the cloud phase. When you have to put pen to paper and go, like, all right, how does this connect to this? Okay, but we do this here. Is it repetitive if we did that same thing, like, two scenes ago? Like, it's... That's the logistics of it. Because it happens all My the time. Like, part, right, like when I talk, because I talk about like, oh, this is what I would love to see in the comics for Storm. People are like, oh, that's a great idea. You should write it. I'm like, eh. <laughs> eh, I just got the idea. Somebody else could write it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are story story people and then script people. Those are two separate, you know, parts of the job. It doesn't have to be the same. So then write my fucking story. What the fuck? <laughs> you and Crystal now. You're like, you like to write, right? You should write my story. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> it's just a lot of collaboration. Because I have to like, get into your headspace, what you want out of it, a lot of back and forth. That's, that's fine. Yeah? All right. Well, I'm we, gonna, we, I'm could, gonna... we could, we could uh, join Strike and Vipers. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend will love that. <laughs> no, baby, I'm just going over to Michael's to write. Wink. <laughs> okay. But speaking of werewolves. Yeah. And he just happened to pick a female avatar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But speaking of werewolves, let's talk about um Yasuke that for some reason had werewolves in it or were bears, maybe. But uh, yeah, let's talk about Lakeith Stanfield's Yasuke. The legendary black samurai. What have you been doing? There's not been even a whisper of you. I've been surviving. Keeping to my own concern. Black Boatsman, my daughter has grown very ill. We must travel upstream for her to be cared for. Where I'm from, every man and woman cares for every child. I've seen many illnesses, but nothing like this. It seems our young prodigy has a warrior as her protector. 
can face anything as long as we don't do it alone. We are close to achieving real power. Where is the child? I will make the girl's power my own. Saki, run! You will always be a servant, no matter what armor you wear. I serve no man. If you don't know our racism here on Blurred Vision, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable. And then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Catchapon. All right, man. You, said, you don't know our racism? Did I say racism? That's what it sounded like thought, to me. I, I meant to if say you rating system. You don't know our, cause you, I guess because you said it real fast. You don't know our racism? I was like, what? <laughs> My enunciation's trash. So I meant to say rating system. <laughs> if you don't know our racism. <laughs> if you don't know about racism, then you need to check out a couple documentaries. <laughs> oh, man. Let's talk about Yasuke. Um, I don't know where to start with this. I mean, it's based on a true story, which I thought was the most interesting part of this. Where there was an African American slave turned oh, African. I guess yeah, black. <laughs> There's a black slave turned into a samurai. Actually, in, in feudal Japan's history, which was like that was interesting. Never knew about that when I saw the movie Last Samurai. Yeah, all yeah, all those times you see like a white person going and becoming a samurai and all in actual Japanese history it was all it was a black person which kills me I'm like so it should have been Lakeith Stanfield in Last Samurai not Tom Cruise mm. alright maybe not Lakeith Stanfield <laughs> <laughs> maybe like a like, I mean T'Challa Chadwick well, Boseman was supposed he, to yeah, play they, him they, was, they were gonna make a live action Yasuke which is I like, don't know I don't know if it's cancelled now or they're just gonna get somebody new I would hope they get somebody just new I, yeah I would hope they cause, even, cause, when they cause announced, it's a dope even when they announced Chadwick Boseman I was like Part of me was like, that's kind of Black Panther again, even though it's not. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. But, yeah, but that's the Hollywood mentality of why they would cast him as it. I get that. Um, it would have been interesting because I feel like just that premise, which is based on a true story that actually happened, is really compelling. Yes. And, and there was a line that kept coming back in this in this show that made me really feel like it would be, really, be a really compelling idea, which is it doesn't matter what armor you wear, they still see you as a servant. I'm like, that's deep. That's something that I would love to see explored. Unfortunately, in this anime, that's only one little piece of the anime pie that is this story. And even though it's set in feudal Japan, even though there are elements that are pulled from actual historical history, even though I need to watch the trailer again, because I, I don't remember the trailer enough to say, like, were there these things in the trailer? I just didn't register it. But there are so many fantastical elements in this story that really detracts from what I think could have been a really compelling story just about a black slave who became a samurai. Just, just that, that, that one sentence synopsis sounds more compelling than, yeah, it's a black slave who became a samurai, but also he's protecting a little girl who's got psychic powers, and also there's robots, and mecha, and fucking demons, and mutants, and, and werebears, and I'm like, bro, you had me at Black Slave who became a samurai. Why did you go so overboard with all this other anime bullshit? And like, I wanted to love this. Just to give my quick thoughts non-spoilery. I wanted to love this, 
But because of all those extra elements, I found myself tuning out basically every single episode. But there were moments of greatness, like when they would flash back to his his, his past history, when they would say things like, uh, you're, you might be wearing samurai's armor, but they still see you as a servant. These are the old ways. And I'm like, there could be such a compelling story about a, a black man finding his place in a racist society where he's literally on his own trying to find his place in this society like it, it could have been so interesting and yet they decided to just throw in all this other fantastic anime crap to I guess make it more action packed but it didn't need it and I felt like I could have watched any other anime to get those same things and in this anime it just felt like there were two scripts and they got mixed together at some point. And it was like, yeah, we got this, this crazy over-the-top samurai anime with the fucking robots and werebears and demons and all this other shit. And we all got the script for a black samurai. Oops! Mix them together and here you go! It's Yasuke! And I said it in my story, but, like, I think The Last Samurai... I, before it became really socially conscious, I didn't even have a problem with The Last Samurai when I was a kid, when I first saw it. I didn't think, oh, white guy becomes The Last Samurai, of course. I just thought it was an interesting story about someone from a different society learning the culture and the ways of a society completely divorced from them. And in, in the case of Last Samurai, it was somebody that had no honor finding honor through a different culture. And yes, you could say white savior syndrome, totally true. <laughs> you could say that's been done to death and other things like Pocahontas and the Dances with Wolves and all that shit, totally true. But it just breaks my heart that that story... And that movie, for a, if you're going to watch a three-hour story about a person from a different culture becoming a samurai, I think that's just a better story overall. And I think if you're going to spend three hours watching something, definitely watch that instead. I wish I could like be like Thanos and change reality can be whatever I want and like go back in time and put like Denzel Washington in that movie and make Last Samurai Denzel Washington. And it, it would have been this movie, but better. You know what I'm saying? Or this show, but better. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I think it would have been Last Samurai, but better, because then it actually would have historical truth to it. But, hey, it is what it is. Hollywood's going to Hollywood, right? But uh, if I would give this a rating, I'd give it a low passable, only because the action, at least... It was it was good animation for the action scenes. Um, I mean, it was drawn well. The problem is just the story. Some of the voice acting, especially with Keith Stanfield, I watched it in dub. Even though he's not as bad as he is in the trailer, he still isn't... He doesn't have enough vocal range, I guess. But he's an actor. So I've seen him act better than how he voice acts in yeah, this. Yeah, I think maybe he's just not good at voice acting. Yeah. And I'm like, why is that? Is no one in the room with him? Is he by himself, maybe? Is that why he sounds so dry a lot of times? Probably. Yeah. Because I've seen even Invincible. I saw a, a clip of them doing the voice acting for that show. And they were in the room together. Uh uh, JJ, JJ, what's his name? Um, well, considering how long it takes to animate, and usually what they do with new animation as opposed to anime yeah. is they would animate around the actor's facial expressions. So they record their stuff first, and then they create the animation. I could see that with something like that last moment in uh, Invincible with Omni Man, where it wasn't even, he wasn't saying anything. It was just him going, uh, like just pain. You just hear the pain in his voice. Like, uh, <laughs> and that was animated. Yeah. So I'm like, what came first? The animation or... Uh, I want to say J. Joe Jameson. What's that his name? What's his, what's his actual name? 
J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons's J.K. Simmons's performance. I'm not sure, but seeing the behind the scenes, I would think the performance came first and they animated around it. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I think of it. Wish it was better, but it is what it is. What'd you think? Everything you said, I agree with. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want it to be great? What would you rate it? You said you wanted it to be short. No, but <laughs> basically, every, what, what you what the kind of uh, what you said about uh, when I was talking about the book that I was reading, it's like they had a concept, a story, and it was just like fuck the story <laughs> we're gonna do this and it's almost kind of how i felt about because it's the same person that made cannon busters because you like cannon busters oh. i didn't really i didn't really care for cannon busters that much well i liked it didn't love it let's get that straight i feel like you liked it more than i did probably but now that you say that it makes more sense but i could, I could go with cannon busters being ridiculous because it's its own thing it's yeah, not it's, it's not own, grounded it's its, own, it's its own thing yeah it's not it's not in a grounded world but when you have literally feel japan and then there's literally a robot and they're just hanging out and no one even talks about why that robot exists there's just no acknowledgement it, it's almost like there's a group of bounty hunters in this show that came from different anime they just they just like they, they fell through a portal and they landed in yasuke and no one questioned it i'm like he is a robot what time period is this it, yeah that's 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 the thing like 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 you mentioned uh there was a much more interesting story to be told here, and that's exactly what I thought. Because I didn't watch the trailers, I didn't read the synopsis, I just saw Netflix is doing Yasuke, yeah. an animated version. And so I thought it was going to be a more realistic take, like uh, Afro Samurai, as an example. I'm looking at you like realistic. No, Afro Samurai was was it was stylistic. It was style, but it was but it was more. It wasn't as fantastical. No, even though they did have androids and shit in that. Even that felt more grounded. But, it, but it was, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. a little bit more realistic. Yeah. But this, it's like, oh, we're anime, so let's throw in giant mechs. I'm surprised they didn't have dragons in here. They almost did. <laughs> Damn near, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they had fucking a Legend of Korra season two fight at the end. They do. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? And not only just that, because, you know, I always oh, say, man. things I love in my fantasy, blood, sex, gore, magic. Minus the sex, they pretty much had everything else. But this is the first time where I'm like, I didn't want it. Too much magic. <laughs> I didn't want any of it. Because yeah. even the blood and gore, like the animation, I felt like it looked kind of sloppy. Like even with the blood and gore, like when they sliced in half. Oh, really? I thought that animation it, looked it, good. It didn't look that good. Or even the fight, even the fighting, I felt like it was the same frames repeated over and over again. Hmm. Like, or there was another moment where. It wasn't super smooth. I'll give you that. No, like yeah. I, when I think of fight choreography, I think of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Like that's the standard oh, yeah, in that's, animation. That's peak. And this was nowhere, not even close. No. And granted, not everything has to be as good as Avatar: The Last. Even like something, not the recent season. I still haven't even finished the recent season. But even something is like Seven Seven Deadly Sins. Oh, don't even bother. But yeah, <laughs> it's not even as good as that. Yeah. Again, not the most recent season. Yeah, I, don't. I haven't seen it, but I've heard yeah. about it. No, that's garbage by comparison. <laughs> I heard they fixed it up in the Netflix release. A little bit. Put a bandaid on it, basically. <laughs> but it's, I mean, but it's still better than I heard what was what came out in Japan. Yeah, yeah. I watched it. It was garbage. <laughs> or even like Dragon Ball Z. Like it wasn't even as action in terms of like action uh, choreography. It wasn't even as good as Dragon Ball Z. And a lot of Dragon Ball yeah. Z is just like, just still excited. And I wasn't really excited with any of the action action sequence. Now I will say. Because I watched it in the Japanese dub. Oh, you cheated. Yes. You so, motherfucker. That was way more interesting. I'm I, sure it was. But I suffered through the dub because I thought you were watching dub for Lakeith Stanfield. No. You motherfucker. I listened, I listened to like 10 minutes with Lakeith Stanfield. 
I suffered. And, and the other and the <laughs> other voice actors. And you have like people like Ming Na Wen, uh, who I think played the mother. She's only in one episode, so yeah. Um, my my Glee crush, Darren Chris. I don't remember who he played, but I was looking at the voice cast, mm. and I was just like. And even the little girl, I was like, yeah, I don't, the English, I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I'm going, you bastard. I'm listening to Japanese. <laughs> and it also helped, you know, because fuck, not, not fuck Lakeith Stanfield, but I'm, Bro, in, ter- in terms of the acting. That was the, the whole acting, point of watching this. No, but no, I, when I found out that the Japanese uh, voice actor was, was also, also black, black, I was like, so I'm still supporting a black actor. Yeah. So I'm going to listen to Japanese dub. Just it, was way, unnamed, it was way better. Like, and so like I even no went back, not every, not whole episodes, but I would like listen to a scene in the Japanese dub and I was like I wonder what it would sound like English so I would rewind it and listen to it in English uh, and I'm like this is so flat I like, can only imagine because I didn't have the point of comparison but if I had a point of comparison I could only imagine how fucking you know flat what? he would sound pause the podcast we're gonna play it right now what? come in my room what <laughs> it's not gonna take that long uh, oh wait wait oh. Um, we're back yeah, so we're back. So I, I let Jordan listen to the different, just the, like the first opening, like five minutes. I'm not going to lower my rating, but it almost did. <laughs> it's almost less than passable now because, man, when you have the direct comparison to a black Japanese actor uh, saying the same lines that Keith Stanfield said in English, the level of emoting is completely different. Yes, so yeah. that's why I was like, "Yeah, fuck this." I'm listening to it in Japanese. Yeah, I so that made it hours. somewhat that made it somewhat enjo- more enjoyable because at uh, least you had that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and over, I'm like, I'm not gonna say I hated. I I, I didn't hate the anime. I just I feel like I just went in with different expectations. If you go in with or knowing what you're gonna get, maybe you would enjoy it more. Mm. But the the flashback moments where they, they were talking about his rise and how he became a samurai him yeah. going from being a slave to one of the best fighters in the ranks I'm like go back to that that's a much better story that's the story I thought I was going to get going into this anime <laughs> yes. that's what I wanted to see and they could keep the blood and mech and you know the mechs and everything like that but make this part of the story as he's rising the baby fighting giant mechs and everything like yeah. that but they didn't this show is called Yasuke but the main protagonist was this little girl yeah. that's who this that's what the show was about it wasn't yeah. even really about him so it's like why sideline he was just, him he, yeah he was just like, side, I mean he was in every scene he had he had you know storyline but really the story was focused on this this messiah this little this yeah. little she's not white girl but it's crazy psychic powers that's yeah. like not a little Kira like what the fuck yeah, it's not a little white girl but the little little Asian girl but it's might still well. almost this, yeah might as well, might be. As well be same it's the Just same someone that's yeah, it's not the same black. dynamic yeah but someone that's not black who takes the shine of the black main character yes and that's happened in how many times in Hollywood so it's like it's like someone was like yeah we can make a, uh, an anime about black samurai but people aren't really gonna care about that we, we need this little girl to have powers <laughs> it's like what? And, and that's the thing I don't understand like this anime was made LaShawn Thomas is a black man so it's like why what? oh that's right in my mind I forgot that yeah you're saying the guy that made Cannonball has made this he's black yeah so I'm like I don't understand what I thought it was just some anime company I was like yeah well, yeah, we don't care about the black story we care about the anime of it and the crazy powers but it's like no you're black bro why wouldn't you this is your chance to make an anime of a black person but that's why you're I not feel, gonna focus on the black just, story not in the same vein but that's kind of how I felt about Cannonball it was like anime we're gonna throw everything in it so i'm like yeah but that was more like it that was was empowering because it was just a crazy ass anime but the characters were just black like it was i think it was like thing was almost like invisible it wasn't part of the story but we never see that in anime yeah no i agree so i liked i like but it's still i was just like it's too much going it's too much going on like this should have been a story's not focused yeah so 
Yeah, like, I, again, I didn't hate it. So for me, I would give it a low passable. Oh, so we're the same. We're in the low passable realm. Didn't you say less than passable? No, I said low passable. Oh. Yeah. If, if, if the action wasn't decent and if the there weren't elements of a great I could see a great story here like yes. you could see moments like I said the servant line like no matter what armor you wear you'll always be a servant in their eyes like I'm like that's a good story go more go more it was like nah <laughs> and then not only just that but like this anime uh, this show's anime was only half hour per episode like most anime yeah but then it was only six episodes so because of that you don't really have enough time to really get to know some of the characters that they introduce. No. no. And it's like they kind of make it where it's, where you're supposed to care about these characters, but you're like, but I don't know anything about you. It's weird there's that no I time, cared, There's been no time focused on you. By the end of this show, I cared more about those weird bounty hunters like from a different anime than I even cared about like Yasuke. And I'm like, how? Yeah. <laughs> how did that happen? <laughs> I, I agree with that. But even with that, I was like, I didn't even really care that much about the bounty hunters. because no, We saw them for like two or three episodes. And then... Yeah. And then also, this reminds me of Luke Cage. Yeah, it does. It reminds me of Luke, Luke, Luke Cage, but not in... In And also in a good way, in the sense of... Remember the general consensus with regards to Luke Cage, where it's like... The first six episodes are the best of yeah. the first season. Yeah, yeah. Just watch that and ignore everything else. Yes. And then you get to the second, it becomes a completely different show. Yes. This is kind of what ha- it's kind of what happens in this. Not in the sense that the first, because you know it's half a season. Yeah. Where the first three episodes, like it's one show, but then the na- next half it becomes something completely different. That's that was like this is Luke Cage all over again. But the, oh, only, yeah, but the biggest it. difference is I didn't like the first three episodes, and I yeah. just didn't like the. But it's just like. The first, but they were more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The first half, you have, you're focusing on one villain and one storyline. Then it changes to something completely different by the second half. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell is going on? Did they even, even tease what that last villain was? No. Okay, I was like, am I like, did I miss something? It just like, came out of nowhere. I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> like, fucking spider lady shit. Yeah, like, it just came out of nowhere. And that's another, like, again, I don't mind if you have the 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 mechs and the magic and all that. Like, I found the 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 African priest or whatever. I found him interesting. That would, mm. I would like to have seen more. Like, maybe if he was like Even the that, main, I'm like, if he, he was like Yasuke's main villain or whatever. I would I, I would be fine with that, but like you mentioned, they didn't even explain how no. this world works. No, nothing. It's feudal Japan with robots and magic and things, but they didn't even go into how, nope. the, they didn't even go into the world. Nope, don't even exp- mention it. <laughs> explaining the mythology, the lo- like. I they, like they fell out of different anime. Like where they come from? <laughs> like even 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 as much as we shitted on Mortal Kombat, at least they tried to explain the world. They didn't explain yeah. shit about this world. Word, give me some arcana shit in this. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Arcana, that's how they have magic and robots. Got you. Okay, let's so, move so on. So even, even the little girl being like the most powerful psychic ever, what is she? They didn't even explain what she is, how nope. she got her power, what is this, what is this prophecy that of her, she's supposed to protect the world? They didn't go any, in, no. into any of it. They just said nope. she's the chosen one. The chosen one of what? I don't know. Season two. Yeah, I hope, I don't even yeah. want to season no, two. No, I don't either. Jesus Christ. And it ended on a weird note. So I'm like, did they leave that open for season two? Of course they want, they're going to want, they of course... Every show wants a season two. Oh, but no, not this. Except for, unless you're like Watchmen. <laughs> no, small encapsulated stories, people. Don't, especially something like this, don't expand it. It's fine. Just leave it. <laughs> so for this, like, 
and I know I gave it a rating, but my official official rating is the Tyra Banks meme. I was rooting for you. Yeah. <laughs> we were all rooting for you, Yasuke. Um, I mean, it's not much to spoil. So if you, I mean, we'll spoil some stuff now. Just random things we want to talk about. And if you don't want to hear this, jump forward and timestamps for the next section. But honestly, just it's it's fine. The spoilers aren't really spoilers. Yeah, it's, not- it's so batshit crazy. Like, what was the deal? With like the, the the priest who was a mutant who could who could freak me he out. Was res- he, was a, he was a Resident Evil villain. Yes, he's a nemesis. <laughs> he like he could stick his tendrils in your body and electrocute you for some reason. And even with that, it's like where did that even come from? I don't Why know. did he do that before? I don't like. No, it came out of no. It's just you saw things in anime before it's been cool before yeah. let's throw it in there because it worked in other anime yeah. but why usually know. when something works there's a reason for it you just don't just make up arbitrary rules and I feel like for this show every episode they were just throwing in arbitrary anime tropes just because you've seen it before I mean the first five minutes we both were talking about before when we were watching the, like the, to compare the Lakeith Stanfield dialogue to the Japanese dialogue like in the first five minutes we both were confused that, is this even the right anime like what the fuck is going on it opens with psychic arrows being Flow, flow through the air and fucking robots shooting bullets and I'm like what anime is this? Yeah. <laughs> is this Yasuke? <laughs> is this Feudal Japan? What? <laughs> and, and, and again like like I mentioned like considering what they promised that we were going to get you know the story about the, black, the rise of this black samurai and then they start with magic and robots and it was way too jarring of a of a, of a switch. Like they should have started maybe with Yasuke training, yeah, and then slowly segue into the fact that oh, this world also has magic and robots. The fact that they relegated the more interesting story to his flashbacks as a B plot, I'm just like, how could you, as a writer, look at this and go, you know what's more interesting than the 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 black samurai becoming a black samurai from going from servant giant to mechs. black samurai? Yeah, giant mechs and energy beams and were bears. There's a bounty hunter who just randomly can transform into a, a werewolf bear. Just cause. It's like what? Were bear, not a werewolf. Oh were bear, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's literally a literally an AI robot that says things like does not compute. I do not understand. I'm yeah. like, where are you from? Yeah, where are you from? Who made you? Why what, what, what I don't I don't But the understand. weird thing is, by the by the end, they're not the bad guys because they reveal there's a bigger bad guy, the Damyo, who's like the spider yeah. woman demon chick who can infuse her powers in the other people and give them like demonic boosts and power. But there's a moment at the end where they, they start killing off all the bounty hunter people. And and you're supposed to care, but I don't. But there was a moment where I kind of did care where they were like, I guess we're friends because we kill people together, right? We're friends, right, robot? robot? And the robot's like, yes, we are friends. And then the chick who says that immediately dies. And then he's like, friend, are you dead? And then he's like, I will sacrifice myself. Self-destruct mode activated. And I'm like, I oddly feel for this robot. But why? And why does this robot have more of an emotional like through line than Yasuke? <laughs> the only one I kind of cared about was the bear lady when she died because it was kind of brutal. It was very brutal. That was the most graphic that I, that the show was. I don't understand I think. why she had to die like that because she was not like a bad, bad person or anything. No. Why they brutalize her like that? Because <laughs> anime. I don't know. Not even anime. Well, what pissed me off the most was the ending because I'm like, like you said, the real main character was that little girl, especially by like the... I would say by the second or third episode, she's just straight up the main character. Yeah, and even with that, like... Why is Yasuke even there? She's more powerful than him. She's more powerful than all of them, apparently. Yes, but it's like when you have the protector and the, the kid role, 
Like, you can do that if there's limitations. Like, a, a Mandalorian with Baby Yoda. Like, yes, Baby Yoda technically is more powerful when he uses the Force, but because he's a baby, he can't use that that often. And when he does, he can only use it sparingly. So it gives you cool moments where he can't help, but at the end of the day, Mandalorian is necessary. In this, especially at the end, Yasuke wouldn't even have to be there. Really, it's a, there's a moment where I'm like, okay, well, at least they have the theme of, like, they had to work together to defeat the main villain. There's literally a moment where they go, we can't defeat her alone, but together we can. And they fight together, and she gives, like, Yasuke this weird psychic white armor. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then she immediately beats him. And then he, she kills him, and then the little girl activates her true power and is able to be like, no, actually, I can do this myself. All the power! And then she beats the main villain by herself. So I was like, so Yasuke didn't have to be here. Like, you no. know what I mean? Like, you, you fail at your basic premise in the very end. Like, what? the show was called Yasuke, but Yasuke didn't even take out the main villain. No! <laughs> like, again, it wasn't his story. It's just, I'm like, what was the point of this? <laughs> so, I don't know if maybe... Because it just seems like they just used the name Yasuke to sell a story. that He wanted to tell the story of this girl, for whatever reason. And yeah. they just used the name Yasuke to sell it. I don't know what it was. but That's I, so weird to, to connect yourself directly to historical truth and then do nothing with it just to sideline all that interesting plot for fantasy and then even with the girl like you know plot convenience where first maybe like two episodes i can't control my powers we need to see the doctor then she's getting chased the by next episode yeah then she's getting chased <laughs> by bounty hunters all of a sudden she's an expert escape artist by herself she's able to yep. ride power lines like fucking uh coal yeah. on uh, yeah, uh infamous infamous yeah. <laughs> like and it's like you're right i didn't think about that but there's literally a moment where they go to that doctor and it's like i don't know how to use my powers and he's like word and he like uses his psychic powers like throw shatter and yeah. she's so good she's not only able to stop them but he throws like a a, a sword at her and she dematerializes it and then rematerializes it in the air like she remakes it yeah and i'm like but you don't know how to use your powers? <laughs> I'm so confused. Like, it's inconsistent. It's very inconsistent. <laughs> so weird. Like, there was, there was even a scene where she got so out of control, she couldn't control her, that she blew away the, the, the children, and they were scared of her. Yeah. But then, like, the next scene, she's like, uh, like I mentioned, escaping from the fucking uh, bounty hunters easily. This is so weird. So I'm like, I also didn't like how midway into the show, I think the third episode, when he's fighting that weird mutant nemesis priest, he's like tortured for like most of the episode. And I'm like, I mean, and then you say that black person made this, okay. But I'm like, I mean, the whole premise is he's a servant that became a samurai. And we're going to spend a whole episode of him basically being whipped. Like, you know what I mean? It's basically the same thing. I'm like, I don't want to see this black man being tortured in a show I thought was going to empower him. You know what I mean? Like, it was very small, but I was like... Does he have to be so weak? Does I mean, he have to be the be one? it'd be fine if by the end he was in power, but like you said, he, he gets beat. <laughs> yeah, he gets beat. He dies at the end, and it's the girl that ends up defeating and saving the world. Not even him. Yeah, but don't so worry, guys. Then why he gets is revived called, with bullshit by the end? Why? So. Is, yeah, he gets revived. Why is it called Yasuke? It should have been called Sakai, that which is her name. Yes, <laughs> should be called Akira. That's what she fucking is. <laughs> I, I never saw. I can go Super yeah. Saiyan. <laughs> I say, I've never seen that. So oh, that's a classic. You should watch it. But yeah, I'm... Don't I'm like, tell me what to do. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, is there anything else I even want to talk about that's spoilers? No. Not really. <laughs> like, there's not really... The story was kind of weak. Like, in terms... Like you said, even the characters didn't have enough characterization to make you really care about them. Like, what was carrying this was the premise and the premise. <laughs> that's basically it. <laughs> this is glimpses of goodness. 
in a sea of mediocrity. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I swear hearing, to God. And part of me is like, so then why is it a low pass? Why should give it less to pass? But I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I didn't it. hate it either. Yeah. Because there, there were moments I was like, this is interesting. And now it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and I think if Lakeith Stanfield wasn't attached to this, I don't think people would even be talking about it. Like it was just it was just fly underneath the radar and it'd be like, oh, I came out, whatever. I feel like even with him being attached to it, people are like, yeah. Oh, I came out, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well. Because I haven't really seen anybody say, oh, it was great. I've, most people I've seen, I haven't checked like actual like YouTube reviewers, mm. but in terms of like Twitter. I haven't seen about talking about it yet. In terms yeah. of like Twitter and things like that. Most I've heard I've seen most people say like uh, it mm. wasn't that good. I, was, I wanted it to be better I thought it was gonna be more yada yada yeah so if you're out there guys you haven't seen Last Samurai I would suggest watching that instead <laughs> Tom Cruise was a better samurai than the actual historical black man that was a samurai I haven't seen that but I'm not watching it. you haven't seen Last Samurai I'm not watching it <laughs> I would totally like to hear your thoughts on Last I'm not, Samurai I'm not watching. why <laughs> just because it's a white guy yeah. Last Samurai yeah <laughs> okay that's fair too. <laughs> Um, but speaking of things that are whatever, let's talk about. I can, I can watch Iron Fist for that. <laughs> no, don't even compare Iron <laughs> Last time I it was great. It had a great story, it had great characters, a great soundtrack. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and that's the thing. That, that was also, I mean, the music was pretty good. Yeah, it was okay. It, nothing really stuck with me, though. No, nothing stuck with me, but I mean. I'm just trying to find anything. <laughs> I'm just grasping at straws. Like, yeah. oh, I think that was pretty good. Speaking of things that are, are, are whatever, let's talk about Jupiter's legacy. 90 years. 90 years, and what do we have to show for it? We've made a difference, Shell. What was Dad like when he was younger? Nothing ever rattled and bastard. The man I knew was never at home when I was a kid. Too busy saving the world. Brandon, Chloe, everything you do is a reflection on this family. You have to be the ideal. No one can live up to the ideal. Not even Dad. Um, I've watched the entire first as eight episodes, the entire season. Michael's seen the first two. Let's give non-spoiler thoughts, and then sp- I'll spoil things. But not even really. I'll just I'll just give more spoiler spoilers than our non-spoiler discussion. But it's not gonna. I'm not gonna go in depth about anything. Um, but I do want to talk about the comic and what I learned about the comic after finishing the season. So I do want to just give that warning out for anybody who hasn't watched Jupiter's Legacy yet. But I don't think anything in this series is so important that if you hear what we're talking about, you're going to be like, oh, you ruined it. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on Jupiter's Legacy? This is the thing that's on Netflix that was kind of like a CW show in terms of their costume department. <laughs> kind of like the... I, I thought more the boys in terms of how their costumes looked. Um, but it's a Mark Millar comic book. Uh, it's a loose adaptation, I've, I've, I've been told. Um, and it's eight eight episodes of Netflix and it's if, if, if you've ever seen or read rather Kingdom Come in DC which is one of my favorite DC stories it's basically that as a premise where the golden age heroes are aging out and now their kids the new generation of heroes are kind of taking on the reins of superheroing in the, in the world but they have a different code of ethics 
Whereas the, the Golden Age heroes had a vow, their code is to never kill, never never govern. Um, now that in modern day, villains are becoming more violent and they're actually murdering the heroes, the, the new generation of heroes are kind of questioning that code and going like, why wouldn't we kill? In a world where, and they even bring this up in the show, uh, professions like if you're in the military or you're a cop, you can kill in self-defense, but um, the Superman of this world basically... A hard line between black and white. He does not want any murder to happen. He's like Batman, or, super, or not even Superman. Superman kills, but he's like Batman, where he doesn't want to take any, even a single life, even if your life is threatened. If a if a if a well, villain goes low, you go high. DCEU Superman kill and the DCEU Batman kills. That's true. Okay, I meant I meant the car uh, the the comic book Batman, <laughs> animated series Batman. Um, animated yeah. series Superman doesn't kill. But that's literally the plot of Kingdom Come. You read Kingdom Come, right? No. You didn't read Kingdom Come either? No. Why? Why? I don't, really re- I don't really read DC. I'm, I'm more Marvel. I think you would like Kingdom Come. And, and I, I, part of that is also because I have easier access to Marvel because they have the, the Marvel. App. Yeah, the Marvel. I mean, DC mm-hmm. has it too, which I actually just got it. But I've heard I'm, I'm on a seven-day free trial because I wanted to see because I've heard a couple people tell me it's not that good. Uh, I used to have the book. I, so I'm because, so because of that, I never got the DC, DC app. But I'm on, I, have, I have the seven-day free trial, so I just pulled up mm. Kingdom Come. Yeah. But Jupiter's Legacy, at least the the show, is basically exactly that premise from Kingdom Come, where where rather than it be uh, spoiler alert, that's also why most of my TikTok videos are Marvel related because I know more about Marvel. Ah, uh, what's his name? The it's the Union is, is the Justice League, but his name is the Utopian. Rather than the Utopian in the DC move in the DC comic, it's Superman instead. But basically the same exact plot. Um, what you how'd you feel about it? I mean, being that I only saw two episodes, so there's, what, eight episodes in total? So yeah. there's six episodes that I haven't gotten. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily fair to give a rating or whatever. Cause, well, you can rate the first two episodes. But, yeah, I mean, the first two episodes for me, I mean, they weren't bad, but I felt like they were pretty generic. Like, mm. even in the... I'm interested in the story that they have so far, because it does seem to be very character-driven more than it does then it seems to be action driven but in the moments that they do have action scenes it did remind me of like the flash and it just the way like the bad cgi and the flying I feel like it was more high budget cw at least it was a little yeah it was yeah. higher it was higher budget i yeah. would say more like a lesser budget but a higher a higher budget than the flash but a lesser budget than even superman and lois Cause I don't You're not think, wrong, actually. Like, I don't even think it looked as good as like the first episode of like yeah. Superman and yeah, Lois. Yeah, I'm thinking about that first fight at the end of the first episode. Yeah, yeah. By comparison, Superman and Lois did look higher budget. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> and I'm like, this is Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, based on the character stuff, because like- you know why too? Because <laughs> oh, at least Superman and Lois, when Superman punches somebody, they go flying across like the state. But it's always weird to me in low budget stuff where when they have superpower individuals and they'll show when they get hit, it hurts and they go flying far distances. But then when the fight has to like actually be choreographed, they all stand within like a little like 50 meter range. And even though you get punched and kicked, you don't fly that far anymore. It's so weird, right? It's like it's a weird, it's a weird disconnect of like, I'll hit you off screen and you'll fly a hundred miles. But then when we're fighting, it's just a normal punching and kicking. Like, you know what I mean? It's not anything crazy looking. Yeah. So I mean, taking the action stuff out, I'm I am a little bit more interested in the character moments. You know, you see uh, the origin of Utopian and how that started and all mm. that stuff. The the fact that the the son is trying to live up 
to the ideals of his father. The moment mm. that I saw the little girl, Chloe, and the, I'm not, again, not, we're not spoilers, but the moment I saw her, I was like, oh, I kind of see where this is going. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's like problematic white girl. <laughs> <laughs> I can see this already. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I did tag you. I was like, uh-oh, Karen. <laughs> Though she didn't go the direction I thought she was going to go. From that first scene, I thought she was going to go more of like a Zula type of route. But she didn't. She became more of like a burnout type of route. <laughs> no, but it's still problematic. <laughs> oh, okay, fair, fair. <laughs> but, so yeah, that's the stuff I'm mostly, I, I am mostly interested. I, I do want to see more of the character, character mm. dynamics. Because I do see that they're, the writing is on the wall that there's definitely going to be a clash between the son and the father in terms of the dynamic mm-hmm. of, like you mentioned, the son is seeming more like he is willing to kill, mm. which I'm not going to say because, you know, happens. But Did you feel like, my issue with that is only that I feel like he's the weakest actor, the son. Yes, yeah. I do feel that. Yeah. But I'm still interested in the dynamic. Yeah. And I'm also curious because I do feel like there's going to be somewhat of an, a, cl- a clash between the uncle and the father because they kind of have different ideologies as well yeah and he kind of strikes me as I'm like nah he's the villain I feel like he's the villain okay alright yeah (laughs) because I'm like it seems kind of like he's manipulated especially he has he has brain power Mm mm-hmm and like he's manip- he's the villain. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I still want to see that unfold. You, I mean, your reaction basically told me I'm right. It's it's my biggest issue with the first season. But continue. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So Mr. Prediction. Yeah, but <laughs> but it was pretty obvious. That's why, that's my issue with it. <laughs> so I'm. But I do want to see that unfold. Like, do they explain? Do they at least explain his motivation, or they just say, "Oh, I'm a villain because I'm a villain." I mean, his motivation is kind of the the main... Oh, just evolve. You have to evolve with the times. Yeah, the conflict of this series is his reasoning. Okay, well, uh, that's that's lame. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean... You know what? It's not even... I'm thinking now about our our email that was like, don't spoil things. But I'm like, that's not even spoilers because it's so fucking obvious. But the show acts like it's not obvious. So is is Sharon is the power broker all over again? (laughs) Yes, but worse because it's... They stretch it out longer. And I'm going to get to that when I get to my review. But yeah, what you what would you think? I mean, so yeah, over, I'm I'm interested in still checking it out, checking the rest of it out. But I'm just like, it's not like, oh my god, I need to watch the next episode of Jupiter's Legacy. Like, holy shit, episode three. You just hit the nail on the head for my issues with it. It's just like, eh, I don't have nothing else to do. I'm unemployed for, <laughs> for now, for at least the next two weeks till okay. I go back. Oh, so oh man, so it's official. Well, they haven't given me an official date, but. He's making it seem like he wants me, like, at least in the next two weeks. Like, he talked about, like, tomorrow we're going to have this phone call or whatever at, like, 10 o'clock and we're going to oh talk about certain things and yada, yada, yada. Just trying and to he asked your dreams, me, bro. Yeah, he asked me when would I want to come back. I was like, I mean, Never. yeah, call me. Honestly, call me back in September when my unemployment runs out. I still yeah. got five months of free money. Yeah. I don't want to go back to work. <laughs> but, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Like, I can't just be like, yeah, no, I don't want to go back to work. And then my unemployment runs out and then I'm like, what job am I gonna get? <laughs> Wait, so, so what would you rate it? Right now, I would give it a. Mm, it's a passable. I would passable. give it a passable. All right. Well, I finished the series, and if you don't want to hear spoilers, I would say just skip to the next section. Now, I'm not like I said. I'm not gonna go heavy into spoilers, but I'm gonna give my thoughts that unfortunately I'll have to also include some of the plot developments in the comic. Um, but I also give it a passable. I'm, I'm a, I finished all eight episodes. It never. The problem with this show to me is it never elevates its premise. 
Like, it does stay in that very generic kind of middle zone where you see the potential of a story like this. Like I said, Kingdom Come's one of my favorite DC comics, and this is basically the same premise. But they don't move fast enough. Like, like you said from the episode one, you could tell that the, that the uncle's the villain. I mean, it's obvious. He looks like a villain. Like, he's got the villain beard. He's wearing all black. And he's got a different uh, a different set of morals and ethics compared to the, 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 the father who's Superman. But it's like, they spend eight episodes pretending he's not. And then when they get to the very end, the big reveal twist in the last episode is, oh my god, he's the villain. And I'm like, yeah. And if... It's weird because they do things throughout those eight episodes that make you feel like, oh, maybe maybe that was like the red herring. And you think he's the villain, but then they introduce something else later and it's like, oh no, okay. So he was meant to believe he's the villain, but actually this guy's the villain. But then it's like, no, that was all red herring. Yeah, actually he was the villain the whole time. And it's like, that's it? That It didn't amount to anything. And then why, so I felt like the biggest issue for me was the pacing. Because if it wasn't bingeable, like if I couldn't go from episode to episode after I finished one, watch the next one, I don't think I'd be interested enough to watch it week to week. And I felt that way slightly after finishing the season, but then when I heard what happens in the comic, I'm like, oh, that's why it felt slow. I do plan on reading the comic, though, after. Okay. Do you, do you, so you want me to say what happens in the comic? Right, go ahead. Okay. It's not, it's not a huge... I, I don't know what happens past the... Because the comic, the Jupiter's Legacy, for those of you that don't know, the comic's only like 10 issues. Yeah, and there's a, there's a, there's a prequel comic called Jupiter's Circle that explains how they got their powers in the first place. And that kind of gets incorporated into this season where it's like Arrow, where they'll split the episodes into half present day and then half flashbacks of um, the original superheroes getting their powers. And it, ironically, just like Arrow in their flashbacks, it's all about an island. They go to an, a mysterious island to get their powers. But that's dragged out. I don't, when I was watching it in the first episode, I'm like, please tell me they get their powers really early in these flashbacks. And then the rest of the season is, it might still be flashbacks, but then we see their 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 first uses of their powers in the flashbacks. They don't get their powers in the flashback until literally the last episode. And we, we don't even really see them use their powers in the flashbacks. It just, it's like, so you spent all that time giving us all this backstory. I'm like, why? You could have just told us. And in the comic... Oh, yeah, that happens in the first issue. It's super fast in the comic. And the thing that happens at the very end of this season is apparently the jumping off point for the events in the comic. So it's not a spoiler for the comic to say that the uncle's the villain and... Maybe this is kind of a spoiler. He does something terrible that completely changes the status quo of that world. And then it becomes this totality... uncle? The uncle, and it becomes this this, this totalitarian totalitarian superhero regime. So it kind of becomes like injustice, and that's what that's how the comic starts almost. And I'm like, that happens at the end of this first season. How bold are they to save essentially what's the main like the main premise of the comic for a season two? Like, isn't that odd? Like, that'd be like if they didn't do any of the Omni Man stuff in season one of Invincible. They saved all that for season two. And it's like, no, that's kind of what this whole thing's about. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to save that for next season. <laughs> so I just, I see what the potential this could have been because the, the main guy, the Superman of that world, is interesting. Like, I, I like to see him wrestle with the moral dilemma of the world around him changing. It's just Superman all over again. But it's, it's interesting to see someone with a really strict moral code wrestling with the idea of like, what do I do when the people themselves want us to kill? 
what do I do when police officers are telling us that we should be judge, jury, executioners? What do I do when the, the kids that, you know, are being raised in the next generation of superheroes look to us for guidance, but they're turning away from us because they don't think that our, our philosophies work anymore in the present day. And they, and the, the show shows you how it doesn't. They show, there are moments of greatness in the show where it will show that moral conflict with people like his wife, who's Wonder Woman of this world. It does show you moments of like, oh, even for someone like her who rides with her man, she 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 does enforce the code. But when there are moments where she has to watch uh, a young superhero that looked up to her get killed by a, like a a villain who doesn't give a fuck about her life, and she has to she she has to fight him, and rather than put him down, she has to follow the code. And even though in that moment she wants revenge, she is so angry that he was able to take this woman's life and is trying to take her life too. If she wasn't stronger than him, he would have killed her too. But he has, she has to follow the code that her husband laid out. And this is this awesome moment where she's just like, uh, she's walking out of like the, the, the fight area and one of the cops is like, uh, what happened to whatever the villain's name is? And he's like, he gets to live. But meanwhile, the, the girl that gets killed doesn't. And it's like, shit, you're right. And they even bring up the point, like, hey, man, cops can kill if their lives are threatened. Like, it's like fighting with your arm tied behind your back. Like, how is that fair? And they don't really give you a straight answer. They don't tell you if the code is right or if it's wrong. Um, that's what makes it so interesting. But the problem is it just spends so much time in those flashbacks getting to what I think is an interesting outcome. But it just took so long to get there. The problem is every character other than the main father, the Superman character, Utopian, kind of weak. Like the the son's uh, whole arc is pretty weak. His acting's weak, and you're supposed to kind of focus on him. We're not focused on Utopian. Um, but I don't know. I see elements of just like Yasuke. There's there's elements in the show that are great, but I don't know whose executive order it was to stretch this shit out. But I feel like if they just follow, if they actually adapted <laughs> the comic. It would have been a far more impactful and interesting show, especially when now we're in a world where the boys and Invincible exists. Like, if you're going to have a show like this, you want to go balls to the wall. You don't want to save your best stuff for a season two you might not get, right? Like, I don't understand that line of thinking. But, I don't know. So, I, I'd rate it, um, yeah, low passable. Uh, if they do get season two, there are things that happen in the comic that might. Like, low passable. Low passable. Because <clears throat> there are things that happen in the comic that they happen in the show because of how the show is structured and the direction they took the show in, which is a, a different direction from the comic. It would hurt the show if they did the same thing they did in the comic. Like, hurt the show bad. Like, I don't want them to do what they do in the comic in the show to some extent because it would, it would neuter the best parts of the show. I'm not going to spoil that part. But just know that if you want to read the comic, you read the comic. But from what I've learned about the comic, I'm like, damn, that's crazy. I don't know how I feel about that if they did that early in the show. But now that they've gone a whole season with these characters, if they do what they did in the comic, it might hurt more. But it also might ruin the show completely. It might like completely like cut the legs out from underneath it. So I'm like, I don't know what I don't know what the better answer for them to do is at this point. Um, I don't know. I'm just curious to see what they do for season two. If I'm, they get I'm wondering what you're talking about because I learned something about the comic too that I don't know if they did in the show or not. But I'm wondering if th- if that's what you're talking about that they didn't do it. Okay, this is now for ultimate spoilers, people. <laughs> if you don't want to know anything about Jupiter's legacy, skip ahead. But what are you talking about? 
I learned that the son kills the father. Utopian. Holy shit. I didn't even know that. Oh. But I didn't know the son... I mean, the, the father dies. I thought maybe the uncle did it. But the whole the whole the idea of the the uncle is to turn the son against the father, but they do so much in the show to make that they 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 develop their connection more in the show than they do in the comic apparently, so it's like I can't see either relationship is strained by the end and that's the the, the uncle's plan. It's not to the point where I could see him killing. The so father. when you said oh the uncle does something by the end, I was like oh so did they change it where the uncle kills the father? That's what I thought you were saying. But either way, if they kill the Utopian, he's the best character in the show. Like it would ruin the show. So I'm like, I don't know if they're gonna go that route because I would like I would like to think the reason they changed things and stretched things out is because they were the, the creators were watching the show as they were making it and were like, Okay, the son's a terrible actor. If we make the show about him, we're fucked. Or they wanted to stretch it out and be like, Oh yeah, because we're gonna kill the Utopian in season two. <laughs> Maybe, like I said, it might hurt more because they, they do a lot of character development for Utopian. I, I don't want to see him die. And he's like the most interesting part to watch. There are moments where he's he's having um, these... Which uh, I know you don't recognize him, but that's the father from uh, Love, Simon. Oh, shit. No, I didn't recognize him. Which, I think I mean, they're, they're, they're aging. Somebody mentioned in the email that I got them on Love, Simon. Their aging makeup is not bad. Like the fact that they make them look older in the present day stuff, it's not that distracting. They make him kind of look like Zeus Jesus. <laughs> um, but there's, there's a really interesting like uh, through line where he's talking uh, to a therapist. I mean, they do try to make him see like, I mean, and obviously he's the utopia, but I'm like, you got him in the 20s and he's supposed to be like the, the good white man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't even really they're touch not, on that. The not racist one. <laughs> yeah. They don't even really touch on the racism as they, they do a little bit, but they don't like... Are you racist? Eh, I'm the utopia. I'm a good guy. It's like, oh, okay, sure. Um, but they do this interesting thing where he, he, for like a lot of the the season, he's talking to a therapist, and then later it's revealed that the therapist he's talking to is like the Lex Luthor of that world. So he's he's talking to a a a, a super villain who's a super genius to kind of get insight into his life. It's really interesting. And there are even some. There are a lot of moments in this show that were like surprising to me in a good way. Even what they do with there's a black character introduced later, who's the son of a hero, and you don't know what happens to the hero in this in the series. But he's got this teleporting rod that if he says if he thinks about something and says it, he can teleport to it. So he thinks like uh, Iowa, he'll teleport to Iowa. If he thinks like uh, McDonald's, he'll yeah, teleport saw, to McDonald's. I saw him in episode two. Yeah. That's that, that, it's you know it's pretty interesting power. There's a moment where he can't speak and he I'm can't like, use his power. I'm like, I need that work, <laughs> bro. But there's something he does with it later. I'm not gonna spoil that for you. But he does something with it later, and I'm like, I didn't even think of that. But that's op as fuck and badass. But what? somebody's body, huh? Maybe. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say yes or no. I mean, but, yeah, that basically. Yeah. <laughs> I'm terrible when you. I can't lie. <laughs> but but. There are a lot of moments like that. I'd be like, Jordan's house. Yeah, basically. While he's in the shower. What? <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of moments like that in the show where like they'll, they'll introduce one thing and they'll twist it and be like, oh, that was interesting. So it's not a terrible show. It's just it, in a world where we just watch Invincible, it's like you got to, and, and the boys exist, you got to step it up. You got you to gotta punch up those numbers, man. That's, <laughs> you got to bring your A game. Um, but yeah, let's move on. Uh, talking about A game, let's get into My Academia. Class A versus Class B continues in match three. I mean, but does, because I'm thinking about it, I'm like, but does everything have to be like Invincible of the Boys? Like, in terms of, like, gra- you talking about in terms of graphic? No, not in terms of, like, uh, how graphic it is, because it, it gets pretty graphic. 
Um, just in terms of like holding back in your story, like, the, like I felt that there was pacing issues before I even learned what happened in the comic. But then when I heard what happened in the comic, I'm like. Oh, that's why it felt slow because they were pushing all that really interesting put, shit. I would even put Umbrella Academy on there too because I really, I did I really liked season two of Umbrella Academy. I didn't even watch season two, but I did like season one. Is that face like it was so good? Why haven't you watched it? Or like my face is what the fuck are you doing? Really, it's that good? I I liked season two. Okay, how the fuck did you watch season two? I don't like know. The I opening watched... five minutes alone, I was like, oh yes. <laughs> I liked the first episode. I just I just fell off for some reason. It didn't hook me. The way the first season did, I guess. It's because you're trash. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Let's talk about my academia. Uh, need, how'd you feel about... Need to watch Umbrella Academy season two. Well, that's something else I got to put in the list then. I'm going to write that down, actually. Um, and yeah. black movies. <laughs> yes, black <laughs> movies. Uh, but yeah, how'd you feel about uh, this episode of uh, my academia? Creative title match three. Oh wait, that's it. Are you gonna think of anything else? So next week's gonna be match four. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's no different than all the other episodes. Like, I I, I enjoy seeing these matches. I enjoy you know, uh, seeing seeing more development from class class uh class A and class B, especially class B. And My Hero Academia just does a great job with establishing these characters that you want to learn more about them. Like, yeah. Deku and Bakugo are the main characters, but when they're not the focus, it's still very interesting because they're all you can you can see that they all have their own distinct person. Like they are they are actually characters as opposed to just there to service Deku and Bakugo. Like the Asuke, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and so I I just I I enjoy seeing them, and uh, not only just that, but like um. Even even the moments that you do see, uh, like Deku and Bakugo, like even in this scene, like you can see, like Bakugo's kind of evolving, mm-hmm. even though he's still a still he's, an asshole. Yeah, he's still Bakugo, but he still cared enough to be like, "Hey, you guys, you told me to keep your secret, but you guys are out here being secretive as yeah, fuck, being very obvious, so obvious." <laughs> I'm like, are they even hiding it anymore at this point? Like, yeah. <laughs> even the class, I was like, uh, "All Might's really taking a." thing to Deku and it's like nobody's putting two or two together like, like his power is kind of very similar it's not even kind of, he no. says smash before he does it yeah he does <laughs> but I don't know if he says that if he's saying that out loud or is he saying it in his head he shouts it oh yeah that's smash! true smash <laughs> I mean yeah that's true I mean but it could be like well he's a, he is he is an All Might fan like if you go yeah you go in his dorm room it's nothing but All Might shit yeah but you think someone would actually like question it? Like no one's ever been like, so why do you say smash before you punch things? Because you're all my fan? Yes, because I'm all my fan. Like you know, it's just it's just taken for granted. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. But even that, like with him uh, talking about, oh, you want me to keep your secret? But then him asking, like, what's a level of concern? He's like, something happening for one 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 for all. Yeah. 
And so, and then he's in his own way pushing Deku to get better. Like you know, like I've gotten better since our fight. Like we're gonna master that power, Deku. So like, yeah, I like I like all of that. And, yeah. uh, who who, who like, bitch? I beat you at nine percent. Okay, I get <laughs> or eight percent, whatever it was. I mean, I go twenty now, bitch. Are you twelve yeah, percent stronger? Go, yeah, he can go twenty. <laughs> and I mean, because I'm I'm wondering. I, w- I would like to see them fight with Deku's at 100%. At 100%? Yes. He'd kill him. Like, what? Would he, though? <laughs> 100% Deku could, like, teleport. Like, <laughs> I mean, he, he was one punch man. <laughs> yeah, but I still, but Bakugo's smart. <laughs> yeah, I just know how smart you are. He's a million punches. <laughs> Fucker, he can, he can dodge it. 20% might be a good fight, but 100%, nobody touched Deku. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, because, I mean, yeah, because I was going to say All Might didn't struggle with Bakugo at all. He just was like, no. Knocked his ass out. But you gotta, I still you gotta see. think about Overhaul. Overhaul was OP as fuck. He could touch you and kill you. And Deku was so fat. He blitzed him and destroyed his his regenerating body. He punched off his regeneration. He, he did one punch, man. I still want to yeah. see. I still want to see it. Bakugo at one hundred percent. Oh my god. Deku at one hundred percent. With including all the quirks that he gets too. That's even more OP. Like, well, I don't even know what that's gonna look like. But yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. I give it a perfect vision. Not yeah. much. I don't feel like there's not much to say. Not much to say because it's mostly fighting in this episode. Yeah. You basically covered all of the character kind of character stuff. Um, but I, I like seeing the theme of where the next generation kind of played out through uh, Ida and uh, Todoroki. So you get that moment of Igneum passing down the mantle to to Ida. And then, you know, of course, Todoroki being the next generation Endeavor. And they did like a, a comparison where they actually showed Endeavor being the number one hero in his day-to-day life, kind of. I like that scene a lot because it shows like he's he's kind of becoming more warm toward the people like All Might would. He's, he's still Endeavor, yeah. but he's, he had that moment Shoto! with the kid. Yeah, and I like that. He's like Sundir for, for Todoroki. He's like, <laughs> it's become like a joke now that he loves Todoroki. He's like, you know, kind of... Uh, uh, his his heart is not scorned, but you know you know what I mean. Like he's not. He, it's a one sided love story right now with Endeavor and Todoroki. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I like that. It shows that he's still, like you said before, you don't want the redemption to be easy. So it, I like that it's consistently showing that. When, no, I don't want them to John Walker him. No, God no. <laughs> if the Endeavor is gonna have a hard time being redeemed, than John Walker, who murdered a man, <laughs> like it's bullshit. But yeah, people wanted to cancel Endeavor. I didn't see the many people trying to cancel John Walker. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, and I liked even like the the heroes, like uh, the other heroes watching Endeavor were like, man, he's really got a hard on for for Todoroki right now. Like he just he constantly does the Shoto. <laughs> um, even though that's his name too. But his name Shoto. Yeah, is his name Shoto? No, his name is Inji. Is there a last name Todoroki? Inji Todoroki and Shoto Todoroki? I don't know. What? <laughs> Todoroki's not his first name. Looks like Bakugo is not Bakugo's first name. Isn't his first name Katsuya or whatever? That's why he calls him Kachan? I'm going to look it up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It's confusing because Japanese first and last names are switched. And they usually call you... If you're not familiar with somebody, you call them by their last name. That's why people call Midoriya Midoriya, not Zuku. Right? Japanese culture 101 and we learn on the on the podcast right now. No, no, it is it is NG. Yeah, NG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoto. <laughs> um and you don't you never did you ever watch Gurnlogan? No. Ah, oh, damn it. All right, well this is a question for all of our listeners. The the class B character that had like drill hands, 
that fought the karate guy. I don't know if he's supposed to be a Shimon from Gurren like homage. Shimon? Shimon. Simon? Michael Jackson? Kamina? No, you didn't watch Gurren Shimon! No. <laughs> Come on, <man. laughs> Shimon. Um, but he's got a drill. He kind of had the same face. And I've, I feel like the maker of My Academia does a lot of like, um, homages to other things like Star Wars and stuff like that. So if it was Gurren Lagann, I would totally buy it. But I just didn't know. Um, I also thought the glue guy with his glue powers was interesting. A what? power that you wouldn't think is kind of strong. It wasn't really glue. He, was just, he just melts the ground. But it, but it acts like glue. He, 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 he makes he it ma- sticky. Well, it's kind of like quicksand almost. Yeah, so whatever he touches becomes soft. Like, soft. Yeah. Which is like, that's stupid. But then it's like, in practice, I'm like, wait, it's, it's actually useful? Yeah, it's <laughs> useful. Especially for somebody like uh, Ida. Ida. Yeah. But then we got or to even, see... Or even... Uh, not, even just, not even just Ida. All of them. Yeah. Basically, unless you have flying power, because we all walk on the ground. Yeah. If you can't walk, yeah. you're pretty much... And especially going into the fight, I was like, they got Todoroki on their team. It's like the characters themselves were like, Todoroki's on the team. They're going to fucking destroy them. And you see how Todoroki makes those giant fucking ice walls. So I'm like, how the fuck are the cast going to fight that? But then, I guess Melty Powers is a good yeah. fucking counter to that. Who knew? But I like that the show can keep you guessing like that. Like, powers that you would think at first glance are whack end up being fucking useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got to see the weird, I don't know how this works, Ida's power... His training is just picking off Pick, his take it out. Like because I'm like, because I'm like, I'm one, I'm like, was he born with that? I guess so. Or is that something he? Or is that something he put in his leg to, to 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 enhance his powers? But the way they made it sound is, if they they pick it out, it grows back stronger. Isn't that what they said? They call it maintenance. Oh, okay, so but, maybe, yeah. But yeah, that's like because he. I mean, yeah, no, because he did say like it's gonna be very painful. Yeah. So I, it's like it's like breaking your bones. Yeah. Pretty much. It's so weird. I'm like, because that, we... that's what it does happen. If you break a bone, it heals back stronger. Yeah. So that's basically what he did. He like broke his own bones. What is with this anime and breaking bones to get stronger? <laughs> like, yeah. If you want to get strong, you gotta break every bone in your body. <laughs> but yeah, just a weird visual of him picking out the fucking engine pieces like scabs and then somehow makes him stronger. I'm like, okay. But whatever gets you to recipro burst yeah, re- turbo. Re- recipro turbo. Recipro turbo. <laughs> so he can go. Well, he's like the juggernaut. He's unstoppable for, for 10, 10 minutes. minutes. For 10 minutes, he's super fast. I, I like that moment, though, where it was like a, 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 a limit. That was before. Now I'm bursting. <laughs> but you still have a limit. You get 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a longer limit, but yeah. still a limit, bro. <laughs> um, I mean, that's basically the gist of it. And then the fight continues next week. Uh, but again, I feel like every episode is that, like every episode is gonna be two two episodes, or every fight is gonna be two episodes. Yeah, except for because even in this episode, they're like, "What's gonna happen in ep- the fight? The fifth we, uh, fight?" Yeah, so it's Deku. like you're you're leading to the fifth fight. So basically, what's gonna happen is, like I said before, he's gonna get under control under the control of uh, Shinso. He's gonna see the one for because they keep saying the first time you saw it was because of Shinso. Yeah. So we already know, so we already know what's gonna happen. He's gonna get under control again. He's gonna see the one for all. Maybe he's gonna get more information. If that's the case, then he's like, gonna break out of it. Yeah, but that was the case. I'd be like, hey, hey Shinso, like, real quick. I, just, I doubt they're gonna let. I doubt they're gonna let Deku lose. So the, the, his team is gonna win. Yeah, that would be kind of weird if he beat him the first time and then loses this time. But 
I, if I was Deku, I'd be like, hey, bro, can you uh, just mind with me real quick? Just just, just cuz, bro. Just for real nah, quick. That's not going to work. <laughs> he has to be desperate. He has to be like, no, oh. I have to get out. I have to oh, save. Okay. And that desperation is going to trigger something that caused the vestige. Uh, oh, anime logic. To, yeah. <laughs> we're here to save you, but I have to give you this long monologue to give you some more information. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so, yeah, I give it perfect vision, too. Uh, yeah. That's basically it. And for my academia, like every week, I feel like it's all about execution. Like they they're able to execute these stories in a very satisfying way, because it I means basic stuff. Like this could have been done way worse, but my academia just finds like the best way to tell these very, you know, basic shonen tropes. And that's why it's it, I think it's one of the best shonen anime because it's able to elevate these common shonen storyline beats. But yeah, uh, so let's move on. Let's get into news of the week with Michael. She's the Black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. They just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I can call you a nigga in the comic book. You better not. If he says that shit to you, his ass on Instagram. I don't want to hand me down. I don't want any gay things. It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. It's mostly trailers. That's fine. So let's see which trailer should we start <laughs> I just got, with? Someone sent me a message about uh, Yasuke. If they made Yasuke exact to his story and life, it would have been better, but they had to ruin it. There you go. Yes. <laughs> In a nutshell, right there. there. Well, speaking of something that they had to ruin, perfect segue. Yeah. I was like, which trailer should I start with? Well, there you go. Let's start with a movie that, yes. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, let's 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 talk about Venom Two, The Cookie Monster Chronicles. Oh my God! <laughs> Good evening, Eddie. Hey, Mrs. Chen. Good evening, Venom. Function hi, Mrs. Chen. He says hi. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. I've been thinking about you, Eddie. Two can be as bad as one. It's the loneliest number. Because you and I are the same. Every decision we ever make. Who do we leave behind? And how do we leave them? Waiting in the darkness for the rescuer who never comes. Welcome back, Eddie Brock. It's been a long time. Miss you. So much. Soon come chaos. So one is the loneliest number that you ever knew. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what, I was like, what is this tone? This is not the tone of the first one. <laughs> There were elements of that no, in the first were, one. Yeah, there were elements of it, but went, I feel like, yeah, they cranked it up to a... Do you remember those... Um, an 11, haha, because we're going to talk about Stranger Things trailer too, so... There's a Stranger Things trailer? Yes. Oh, I didn't watch it. Uh, wait, so uh, did you see the Japanese advertisements for Venom? Like, no. the, the way they marketed Venom in Japan? No. They marketed Venom Japan, it almost like a spoof, but it's like these really cute... Like a, a girlfriend and Venom is the boyfriend type of like advertisements. So like they, they completely made Venom adorable. Well, I mean, I have seen people ship Venom and Eddie Brock. Yes. I was like, and I feel like they just took but that it's a goo monster. I know, <laughs> but it's like they took that that marketing and was like, you know what? People like the fact that Venom was kind of like Eddie's bro by the end. Let's just dial up no, to not eleven. A, not his bro. 
his lover. <laughs> I mean, there was a moment that he did look like a penis in part one when he came out. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, the weirdest roommate ever when he's making you breakfast and singing songs to you. I mean, aside from the fact that he squirted ketchup on Eddie Brock at the end, that was a pretty good looking meal. I don't know how you were feeling about that, but it had, it had waffles, it had that eggs. That shit didn't look good at all. It had bacon. It's like he just threw, this shit didn't look that good. That shit looked delicious. I don't know what you're talking about. He <laughs> got cheese on so, there. So basically, don't go to Jordan's house for food, like to cook. <laughs> don't let him cook for you. Big ass plate. <laughs> that looked, it was all over the place. It looked a mess. It looked delicious to me. <laughs> but I mean, I think the biggest development in this trailer is Cleese Cassidy's new wig. Yes, that. Thank God. It's much better. <laughs> Fucking sideshow Bob looking wig in the first one. Yeah. There's gonna be carnage. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> but I mean, that same energy's in this trailer. Oh, Eddie, we've missed you so much. I'm like, what the fuck is this? But I'm, I'm wondering how they're gonna, because you know, Carnage is supposed to be stronger than the Venom symbiote, which is why the first, oh my god, Spider Man is teaming up with Venom. Like, this is fucking crazy. Well, you saw the Spider Man cameo, right? Yeah, the spider. Yeah, across the spider. Oh, there he is! Yeah, there he is. Mephisto! <laughs> Mephisto! I mean, Stan Lee was in a cameo, too. Did you see that? So, he was? It was like a little magazine. When uh, Eddie Brock walks to the convenience store, uh, Venom's tendril like uh, uh, neatens up a magazine rack. And one of the magazines has Stan Lee's face on it. Oh. That's okay. cute. I yeah. mean, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but Stan Lee shouldn't be in this anyway. <laughs> like, how dare you? you? But was he in the first one, too? Was he? Was he? I don't know. I don't remember, actually. I don't remember. It was Wait, probably, what, was it probably, the end? Maybe he was. It was probably so dark because, I mean, it seems like they're doing the same thing. Remember our big complaint about the first one? Well, we didn't hate it, but all the action scenes took place in the dark. Yeah. Couldn't see shit. It seems like because even when they showed Carnage, I was like, it looks. Oh, I was like, there better not be a fucking mouse in this apartment. Oh, <laughs> you get a bird outside. You yeah. freaked out. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like Carnage looked, uh, he looked good. But yeah. again, it was it was it was at night. Yeah. So it seems like they're gonna do the same shit. But at least this time, if Venom and Carnage fight, you would be able to tell which one is which because yeah, the different what colors. Was what was the name of the other one? I don't remember. But they were Riot? both. Was it both, Riot? Yeah, it was Riot. Like they were both like it was like black and dark blue black, <laughs> like it's a slightly yeah. different shade of black. <laughs> but I'm like considering that this isn't really connected to the Spider Verse. Why not just make it like upgrade is a better Venom movie? Yeah, for sure that. Wait, what do you mean? Just like completely change the movie premise or something? What do you mean? By no, it? I just meant like make it rated R. Like, oh, make it rated. Just rated go, R. go extreme. Did they say what the rating for this is yet? Based on the tone and the trailer, yeah, this, yeah, this shit right? is not rated R. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. Can you imagine it being such a kiddie tone and then it's rated R? Despite that, it would make yeah, no sense. No, <laughs> but but if you have a movie with carnage in it. And there's no carnage. Then didn't you kind of fail at your own premise? Like it's carnage. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, baby carnage. I gotta see carnage making his or hands gonna, to or, axes. Or they're gonna do like with Venom. You see, he eats people, but you're not gonna see the like like King Shark. You're not gonna see the blood yeah. and. Oh, even, even that. I mean, it opens with that sign that says like no eating people or whatever. So Venom's like a good guy now. They just completely skip past villain. Well, no, he Venom. eats villains because you saw him. And the trailer, he was like about to eat somebody. Oh, but maybe he was like, did that happen in the and other movie said too? in the first movie, like, I can only eat villains or whatever. Right, that's right. He did threaten to eat Miss Chin though. Yeah. <laughs> also, he spoke Chinese. What was Cookie that? Monster. When he walks in, he's like, I'm bacho, Miss Chin. I'm like, what? <laughs> 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 I didn't even learn 
And he, he can't even hear her. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, because even when she was like, I'm going to eat Miss Chen. No, you're not. What did he say? Yeah. Only, Ven- only Venom can hear. Is it- and that's Tom Hardy. Oh, that's still Tom Hardy's well, voice. At, well, uh, at least in the first one it was. I don't know if it, it is in this one. His voice sounds so, like Cookie Monster is a great comparison because I'm like, I saw that on yeah, I saw that- everybody say that on the internet. I was like, that that's true. Yeah, he, he didn't Monster. sound that wacky in the first no, one. No, he did didn't. He? No. Yeah. Even his stupid lines didn't sound that wacky. Like a turd in the wind. That sounds badass compared to the bullshit he says in this one. <laughs> Wake me up before you go go. Yeah, he didn't I was like, that, but it's so stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was. What is this? What is this tone? That's what. That's how I feel. I don't, I don't know. I, but who knows? Maybe it might be the best comic book movie ever. Better than Infinity War. <laughs> you know what? Save it. I've seen people making this theory online that if Andrew Garfield Spider Man makes a cameo, that would save it for me. Like that would be like a okay. If it's gonna exist anywhere, if it exists in the Amazing Spider Man universe, that makes it a little bit more interesting. But if it's just gonna be, like. I, I, we want to we want to touch the hem of MCU actually, so bad. Actually, now that you say that, if Sony was smart, they would do that. They would do that, especially considering. Even though Andrew Garfield has been like, no, it's not true. Liar. Yeah, liar. Like, fucking liar. Wild <laughs> off protest too much. Yeah. I don't believe a shit. I don't believe uh, a motherfucking thing you're saying. Hey, bro, bro, let me, bro, let me stop you right there, bro. Let me tell you right now, I didn't get a single call. I'm like, you're lying. <laughs> I, like, I see the smile on your face. Like, yeah. Stop fucking lying. There's nothing to ruin, bro. I swear to God. Mike, wait, you didn't even act like that a second ago. Yeah. <laughs> why, why are you so defensive, bro? I don't understand. Especially considering how hurt you were about that your, the franchise was canceled. Because he loved the fact that he was cast as Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man yeah. is like his favorite hero. You, did you see interviews like, of him after like the, the the series ended? And he was like, I really wish we could finish it. Like there was like I wanted to bring this certain element to the character. He was into it. So for him to be like, no, bro. I don't know what you're yeah, talking about, like, bro. He seemed, he seemed excited. He's talking about like, yeah. oh, I wish I was... This. It's like, no, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> I know Mickey's on the other side of that camera with the, with the gun yeah, to his head. The sni- yeah, the sniper. Brass <laughs> 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 huh? <Brassy> shit, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Put a cap in your ass. <laughs> so I, I, when you say that, I would actually... If Sony, if Sony was smart and they want to try to start their own mm. franchise with the Spider-Man stuff, they would do that just... Let Tom Holland be in his own universe. Let Marvel keep that. Yeah, and then just do your own Spider. Well, I don't. Grant, I don't know the contracts and logistics. And it's really win-win, even for MCU. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You can have that Spider-Man. Go, go have fun over there. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know the contract and logistics of that, but just have say it's his own universe. We're doing our own Spider-Man thing over here, so that way people could get their wish. He's separate. He's Spider-Man without the I mean, Marvel. Far the from Marvel home. Stuff. Far from home would set it up if it's a multiverse story. Yeah, so that'd be dope. Because then Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man would literally exist in another universe. Yeah, and then Andrew Garfield gets to yeah, continue his wish and still be Spider-Man. Yeah. Be an older Spider-Man. And I'm down with that. Yeah, I'll be down with that. Yeah. And then we could finally get, even though it's kind of too late, because Venom already exists. What? Because I was going to say, we, you could finally get a Spider-Man and Venom in the same universe. But, but I would say this kind of because, you know... Yeah, it's like working backwards with it. Yeah, it's working backwards with it. But still, I would, I would be down. If, could you imagine if Sony was so smart... That Spider-Man is actually not a huge part, but let's say for the third act, he helps Venom fight Carnage, and they just don't show you any of that. Because all you saw was like two shots of Carnage in this. What if that was the kick? I, I know I'm, I'm making myself more excited. I'm setting myself up for failure. But like, how amazing would that be? How uh, amazing! <laughs> like, right? Like that would make how so much sense. How spectacular would that be? Yeah. <laughs> how ultimate? They wouldn't do it. <laughs> They're not gonna do it. It's too smart. <laughs> that makes too much sense. <laughs> what else? 
That's not that's kind of yeah, <laughs> spectacular, amazing, ultimate. Yeah. How superior! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even that's a storyline be dope. A superior Spider-Man story. Yeah, but. I don't think it, even in the MCU, I don't think they would because the definitely not the MCU. The, out the Doc Ock that they're introducing is Alfred Molina, so yeah. I mean, I would yo Sony, you could keep your your Tobey Maguire stories even. You could continue. <laughs> nah, I don't think Toby will come back for more than this one. Maybe because there's even rumors that he's been like he's being difficult. Granted, I don't oh, know. Really? I don't know because they said the same thing about like Ray Fisher, and then it turned out no, y'all were the ones being fucking yeah. <laughs> Did you read um what was the story about uh, Spider-Man No More? Was that it? Where Spider-Man's older and uh, Venom's the main villain. It's the future and he's older. And Mary Jane died from ball cancer or from ball radiation. Semen, semen cancer. Yeah, semen radiation, which is so fucking gross and weird, but <laughs> that's the way they went with it. But I could see Tobey Maguire being that Spider-Man. Maybe not that old, but like an updated story for that. What is that? Is that a... Uh, Stranger Things? Yeah, I was starting it. All right, let's watch. Good morning, children. Good morning, Papa. How are you today? Good, Papa. Good. I'm glad to hear it, because today I have something very special planned for you. Eleven, are you listening? Like, I mean, okay, more Eleven story, but last time we got more Eleven story in that, that one-off episode, Noah was happy about it, so... <laughs> no. But, I mean, <laughs> it's funny, because a lot of people had that reaction where they didn't like that stuff. I, I like the flashback, or not the flashback. Not the flashback, the... The side story where, where she adventure. met, like, Seven or whatever the fuck her was number it seven? was. Seven? I don't remember the number, but... The, one of those. Oh wait, maybe it was seven. That's why in the trailer or teaser rather, you saw the little ball fall on seven. So maybe that was her. Maybe yeah. I don't remember though. Yeah, I just me either. picked a random number. Maybe you're right but, though. But, <laughs> I like, but I actually like that because I wanted to see more of that explored. I like the idea of it. I didn't like how they executed it. That was my issue with that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because part of me out with their punk band, their, their punk group. Because part of me feels like, even though. Beep beep. Even though the whole Demogorgon stuff I was interested in, I kind of feel like it's detached from the, like, where did Eleven come from? Who were the other, like, this more than just Eleven? Yeah. I feel like all of that storyline just, they just threw the Demogorgon shit in there where I'm just like, but I'm like, well, what about her backstory? True. And she's kind of just uses like a plot device to fight these otherworldly beasts like they, they, they couldn't fight without her, so. Yeah, but I'm like, but how does this work for the world? Yeah. So... I mean, at the end of the last season, that big smoke monster was still there, right? Yeah. It was just floating over the town in the other, in the upside down. Yeah. I wonder if this is, is, is this going to be the last season? I don't know. Probably. I heard four seasons is like Netflix's max <laughs> to be profitable or something. I think maybe a season five, I think. Yeah. I'm just saying, because if it's the last one, I would like to see Stranger Things go global. I mean, we have a story now in Russia. We have a story in the U.S. Because we also know, like... Even though... Uh, it could be Last of Us level. Even though it seems like this season's going to be kind of a prequel, it can't really be because we still have to figure out... Wait, it's going to be a prequel? 
Well, based I'm, saying, on that I'm, I'm saying based on that trailer, it seems uh, like they're what they're doing a little bit more prequel, getting more backstory of Eleven. Mm. But at the same time, we still got to get more uh, Hopper. Yeah, Hopper. Yeah, like, what happened? He's uh, clearly not dead. Yeah, he became the Red Guardian in <laughs> Black Widow. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> so, what a funny coincidence that is. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to see what happens, and they need to make uh, what's his face. Is it coming out this year, Christmas? They need to actually make him gay. Who Hopper? No. Uh, Billy? What the fuck is the name of the kid that got trapped in Upside Down? Oh, Bill? Was it Billy? I don't think it's Billy. No. I'm just thinking about like generic white people. I know the actor's name is Noah. Yeah, no. Fuck. Was it Bill? I'm not thinking about... No. That's it. <laughs> yeah. but they, Bill? They teased it. Again, queer baiting. They've teased that he's gay. But there's even a moment where uh, in season two, I think... Where uh, I can't remember any of their names besides Eleven. Yeah, I'm, I'm blanking right now. But Eleven's boyfriend. I remember like the, I remember the other characters like like Steve, Steve yeah, the hair Harrison. Yeah, like, Steve. But yeah, I don't, I'm blanking on their names. But anyway, yeah. So I, there I, was I a moment where Eleven's boyfriend. I can't think of his name. I know the chat is like screen. Yeah, this is his name. <laughs> but I keep saying the chat. It's no chat. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, there was like he he was yelling at him because remember he, he all he wanted to do was keep playing uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons and all that other stuff. Yeah. And then uh, Michael, no, it's not Michael. Whatever. Anyway, he was like, it's, oh, okay, it's, it's, okay. Wait, there's Finn. Wait, no, that's Finn Wolfhard. That's his real I was name. Like, that's his real name. No, Dustin Will. That was it. I was close. Will Will, Will same shit. <laughs> but they was like, it's not my fault. You don't like girls. Right, I do remember that scene now. Yeah, so I'm like, I can see that. And he's the only one that didn't ever have a love interest. No, everyone else. Yeah, everyone else had somebody. one. Yeah, did Dustin? Yeah, Dustin had the the girl. Remember, never ending story. Oh right, 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 uh, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, even the black kid got somebody. Yeah, he, he had yeah. he had the he had the redhead girl. Yeah. Wow, I don't remember not Lucas. I don't remember none of the names. <laughs> Lucas, Will, Dustin, and Mike. That was their names. The only one I didn't get anybody was Steve, because he 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 liked that girl who ended up being a lesbian. Yeah, Steve Steve has the saddest story. <laughs> Meanwhile, the other girl, uh, who was somebody's brother, Mike's brother, fucking cocaine dude, who got busted with cocaine or whatever, and looked like he was on cocaine all the time. Okay, did he get busted with cocaine? I don't remember mm-hmm. him doing drugs. Yeah, he got busted for cocaine in the airport. I mean, you look, you look at him. You look, he's strung out with something all the time. Like he looks like, but I don't think he did drugs. I mean, he got arrested for having cocaine. Maybe he was selling it, but I don't think he did it. Are you sure? I don't remember him doing drugs. Are you, are you positive? Why are you defending this guy? <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not defending him. I'm saying I don't remember him doing drugs. I, I mean, I'll look it up while you continue with the news. Well, it's another trailer. Is it coming out in the, the winter? I thought it was like Christmas or something. Uh, I don't know. I closed it. Oh, okay. Never mind. But it's another trailer. I don't know if you saw it. Stranger Things dropped another trailer. Wait. Two trailers? I mean, not Stranger Things. A Quiet Place. Oh. The last final trailer. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. I did. Well, I didn't see it. Okay, so let's I need watch to watch it. it. <laughs> I don't know why he came all the way up here. There's nothing left.
groupe. I mean, it was just 30 seconds. We just saw the... Yeah, it just, once again, reinforces the premise of... Or at least, not the premise, the, the, the storytelling device that they're going to at least flash back to how the invasion of these quiet place monsters invasion started. Invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah. Which I never saw that. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> also a classic. But yeah, Love, Death, and Robots. I'm happy. The only thing I'm, I'm wondering, like, what is going on with, like... What? Netflix, Disney, all these short seasons. Because I feel like... Eight I episodes? Think season... One was more than that. No. Love, Death, and Robots? I don't think it was more than eight episodes. I think it was probably about the same. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, oh, we're 14, not. 15, 16, 17, 18. That was Love, Death, and Robots? There's 18 episodes? I count. I just counted 18. Okay, so here's the reason why they shortened it? Yeah, three. I don't remember 18. <laughs> yeah, three, three robots. Beyond the Killer Riff, Ice Age, Sunny's Edge... The yo- when the yogurt took over, <laughs> you, you can cut that one. <laughs> Secret War at six, Sucker of Souls seven. I don't remember what that one was. Sucker of Souls. The suits. I don't remember what that one is either. Uh, Sucker of Souls is uh, the vampire. Never mind. I'm like, there's a vampire one. Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, Good hunting, so that's ten. The dump. Shapeshifters, which is my favorite one. Fish Night, Helping Hand. That's when the girl got stuck in space. Right. Okay. Uh, alternate Histories, the Hitler episode. So that's 15. Lucky 13, 16. Blind Spot. And then Zima Blue. I mean, it would explain why it's coming out so much faster. Mm. From announcement to release, eight episodes. I mean, I don't mind I mean, eight not, episodes. Is it that much, is it that much faster? It also depends on... Because some of those like three minutes, like five minutes long. Like some of them are really short. Uh, Yeah, like when the yoga took over was six minutes. Yeah, so maybe they just took out some of those super short ones. I would hope. I would hope it's not eight episodes and some yeah, of like five his- minutes. Alternate Histories was eight minutes. Yeah, so maybe that's why. Maybe. I mean, if they're longer, then sure, but... Were they? How many were thirty I mean, minutes but even, plus? But even some of the how many were, uh, of oh, the I just, I just closed it. Oh. Let me open. It I was curious up. how many of the original seasons. Because I was gonna say minutes. even some of the short, like the really short ones, I liked. Not the yogurt one. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, yeah, you can cut that one. That's fine. Uh, how many were over thirty? None. I think the longest. Was oh seven, shit! The longest was seventeen minutes. Oh, so maybe these are longer. Now, if they're not longer, I'm going to eat my words. <laughs> but they're at least 20 minutes each. Yeah, the longest was 17 minutes. Okay. Well, if they're 15 and 20 minutes, I think that it probably balances out to the same length. Again, I'm just speaking up my ass. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, let me see. I would just hope that they're higher quality. Cause if they're the not, only one that was super short that I liked, because like the Hitler one, whatever, because that was six minutes. But I like the uh, Blind Spot one. A gang of cyborg thieves... Stage a high speed heist. Oh, they all died basically yeah, I like throughout that. it. I yeah, I like that one. I like that one too. And that was nine minutes. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So no, you don't know. What you Fingers don't know. crossed. But I'm just like, what is this trend of? Short- Probably better, easier to produce too. Shorter episodes, faster turnaround, easier to produce. All of the above reasons. I was literally just talking to a filmmaker who who was really worried about the future of um, streaming full movies online. 
And one of the reasons was that Netflix doesn't have money like that. Like, and it's not actually, he said that it's not uh, fiscally responsible for them to have any show over four seasons. That's why a lot of shows get canceled after like one or two seasons. Because of like every every season, the actors want more money, uh, higher production costs, and the fact that Netflix is in like four kajillion dollars of debt or whatever. Like they don't. Yeah, that's why they canceled. Even though, and I'm still salty about it. Why they canceled uh, Sense Eight? I thought they were bringing it back with the movie and shit. They never did that. No, they came back with a movie, but they oh. did a final movie. But they were can't because they actually filmed on location. So yeah. whenever the person was in San Francisco, they went to San. It, it, China, all this stuff. So that shit got expensive. And then they yeah. had to bring the cast there. Then they had to bring the cast back to San Francisco, like to shoot the scenes when they yeah. merge and all that. And, that got, and I get it got expensive, but fuck you. You knew what you signed up for. Well, let me ask you this because his, his, uh, As a, at least should have got a third season and then a movie. His suggestion, or not, his, not recommendation either. His, what he thought would be a solution for it would be to have advertisements on even Netflix. Would that make you mad? Even though you pay for Netflix to have advertisements at the beginning, or you could uh, do like Hulu, where you have—that's what I said. You have uh, the the version of Hulu with ads, or you can pay more. I thought even when you pay for it, you still have that. There's still ads. Not on the shows I watch. I don't see any ads pop up. Oh, because like I watch Hulu to uh, watch like nine one one Lone Star, and I don't see any ads pop up. Or I like who Buffy's on Hulu. Well, Netflix doesn't even have that kind of option where you can watch it for free on any level. Yeah, I was gonna say Buffy's on. Well, no, the free option on Hulu is gone. You still now you have to pay. Oh, so you're still but, paying. But there's a version that you're paying that has ads, and a version you're paying with no ads. With no ads. Oh, so you pay more for no ads. Yeah, we get to pay regardless. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so same kind of model, but for Netflix. Yeah, I mean, and I mentioned this, I think I mentioned this before. I don't mind waiting 30 seconds to a minute of advertisements, you know what I mean? Like, I'll wait, I'm not that impatient. I'll, I'll be my phone for those 30 seconds, you know what I mean? I don't need to, like, oh, it's got me right now! <laughs> and yeah. if it helps production costs, like, I'd be more than happy than to watch a shitty toothpaste commercial. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fine, because I mentioned, I mentioned this before with, with regards to, like, uh, if everything were to go to streaming, that type of model won't be sustainable. If we if we expect the level of high quality, high budget things yeah. that we're that we're used to with like the Mandalorian, yeah. uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, etc., everything will eventually start to look like the CW because they have to. Because even if you get like like say I think right now Netflix has like two hundred million subscribers, so maybe times you know, uh, let's say ten dollars or whatever. Yeah. That's like a couple, you know, I don't know, times, whatever. So let's just say they get like $2 billion a year of guaranteed subscription costs. Yeah. But now they have to divide that up because they also have to pay their employees. They have to pay the actors, yada, yada, yada. And then they also have to put that money into all of their productions Mm -hmm. as opposed to say... Black Widow going into theaters, everything that black that movie makes goes directly to Black Widow. Yeah, and then the pro- well, and, and paying off the production of the of the movie, and then the profit that they make for that can also fund other projects, yeah, like lesser known projects and things like that. So you don't really, you can't really do that in a streaming model because mm. now everything has to go to it has to go to everything. Yeah, you pay for the big budget stuff and then the lesser lesser production. Uh, stuff that they do. Yeah. So it's not it's not sustainable if you still want if you expect that level of quality. Yeah. I mean, even Netflix as a platform, like as a service, the fact that they're in so much debt and it's just like, no, nah, we're good for it. Like, how long can that keep going? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> and part of it is because 
the way Netflix works is, and why they're spending so much money on original content is because a lot of their money that they do have has to go towards licensing things. So as you think about Netflix, you're like, yeah. oh, because, you know, The Flash is on Netflix and, uh, I don't know, fucking... The Office used to be on Netflix. It's not on there anymore. But guess what? They had to pay NBC a shit ton of money to get the to get the rights to put it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So once they start having their own original content, and because a lot of it doesn't always hit, like a lot a lot of things for Netflix is more about quantity as opposed to quality. Yeah, there's a lot of trash on Netflix yeah, that you don't even trash. know about. <laughs> a lot of people get their stuff put on Netflix. I'm like, how the fuck is that on Netflix? So. Netflix is really trying to, because you know we're in the streaming wars basically, and especially now that everything, everybody, every studio and things like that is trying to have their own streaming service. So they're taking all this stuff from Netflix, like Peacock yeah. now has The Office, which was the like number one viewed show on Netflix. It wasn't their original content; it was The Office. Mm. Now it's gone, so that I'm pretty sure that hurts Netflix. Yeah. So. I guess once they get to the point where damn near everything on Netflix is original content, they won't spend the majority of their money on licensing fees because mm. they're going to own it, yeah. which is why they're spending so much money trying to adapt the Millarverse. But I'm like, are people really checking? Because even like something like Jupiter's Legacy, I've never heard of it before. Yeah. And if you're going to do that, then you should fucking do it better. <laughs> like- <laughs> but when you think about comics, what do most people know? Marvel and DC. Marvel and DC. Yeah. Marvel and DC. So they're trying to you know get more... Yeah, original, not Marvel and DC because obviously they can't mm-hmm. comic book because you know comic book properties are in right now. Yeah, so that's why they're doing. Where can we adapt? Where? Where? Yeah, where? where can yeah. we adapt? You know yeah. that. That's why you got raising Dion and things like that that yeah. they're trying to buy. Naomi on CW. Yeah, like that, yeah. And, but even with that, like they technically don't even own that. They have to buy it from the owner to license it. But it's still, it doesn't belong to a specific studio. Yeah. So they're not spending as much money. Mm-hmm. So that's that's their way of trying to cut costs. Because hmm. right now they're still paying a shit ton of like they're still like non original yeah. uh, programming on uh, Netflix. Curious that, to see what that the landscape that they're paying for. Yeah, it's curious to see what the landscape's gonna look like in like five ten years. Like what what's gonna be like what's gonna be the movie going experience in ten years versus what we actually accept as streaming. In 10 I, f- years. I feel like blockbusters are still good like an Avengers Endgame Infinity War Blackwood those movies are still gonna go to theaters yeah but like I mean but we're getting to the point where it's like our government's like hey man vaccinations are in alright open everything back up 100% we're fine like I feel like giving another year I feel like the government's gonna be like back to normal full capacity well no I, I still I still feel like that it's gonna be back but I feel like more people are starting to go to the movies for the event movies yeah. but like something like a I don't know. Um, it depends on what they give us the option. The Fault in Our Stars. Yeah. Like those mid-tier budget movies. Yeah. I feel like they're not going to go to theaters. It depends on they're if gonna the go. distributors are going to release them same day in the theaters or not. Like when, when the theaters just weren't an option, I felt like it was, I feel like the streaming was like, people were more willing to do that. But like in a year from now where everything's full of capacity, I feel like they're going to go back to trying to push the theater experience again. Well, no, I still think they're going to push the theater experience, but I think yeah. it's going to be for the bigger. Do you think they're going to do? Because you said you said still? five, you said five to ten years. I'm yeah. thinking like, like something like a Love Simon. Five you, years from now, I don't think they're going to try to push that for theaters. They're going to be like, no, I think a movie like that will work better. You think so? On streaming. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm just I'm just curious. So if you think that's what's going to happen, that's interesting. Because especially considering how many movies are now like 
we're getting saturated with so many movies and new releases and everything like that. Yeah, every week like, is something else. Like, yeah, oh, every, shit. All right. Every week there's a new movie, and people can't afford that. Most people will go to the movies. Like, I went to the movies maybe three times a week because I had, I had the AMC A-list. But had I not had AMC A-list, some of the movies that were, that were good movies that I actually enjoyed watching, like A Parasite and things like that, mm. I would have gone to see that because I'm like, I can't afford. Now imagine you've had kids. Times that yeah. ticket price by like three or four. So, like, so most so most people will go to the movies maybe once a month, if that. Yeah. So things like a Love Simon, a, a Fault in Our Stars, you know, those those smaller budget movies, mm. they don't make what say like obviously you know I'm not necessarily comparing it one to one, but they don't make like an Avengers Endgame type of thing where you know because most people aren't going to see it most people are saying oh i really do want to see say love simon but i also want to see black widow i can only choose i got you know a family of four yeah, bank for your we buck. all want to see it we, I, I can only choose black widow yeah love simon i maybe have to wait till it gets on streaming or whatever yeah so i feel like that's going to be the choice especially since we're being so saturated with so much content yeah that yeah people are going to make that because people people are already making that choice yeah 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 Oh, COVID. Such an interesting game changer you were. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's it for trailers. Okay. What else we got for news? But uh, Akira Toriyama came out and said uh, Dragon oh, Ball Super is coming out with a new movie. Yeah. A new original. Everyone's assuming it's going to be a new original cooler movie. movie. Yeah. What? Everyone's assuming online it's going to be a new Cooler movie. Because they made Broly Cannon in Super. So they're like, let's make Cooler Cannon next. He's also a popular villain in the movies. <laughs> I mean, they made Broly better. So if they were going to do it, I'd be interested to see if they make Cooler better. Is that even canon? <laughs> no, Bro- Broly wasn't canon either. But they made it canon. No, no, I'm saying, is the new Broly canon? Yeah, the or new Broly. just a new movie? No, no, the new Broly's canon. No. They mention it in the manga. I still or haven't seen it. <laughs> you haven't seen it still? It's it's a good movie. I mean, it's it's like ninety percent action, but it's good. It's a good Dragon Ball movie. All right. <laughs> yeah, you say that. You're not gonna watch it. <laughs> I'm not. It's a fun watch. So I don't know why you wouldn't watch it. It's like it's very breezy. It's action packed. It's it's very. I think the animation is beautiful. Easy breezy beautiful cover, cover girl. girl. Well, something that not that might not be easy breezy. Uh, Justice Smith. Who was the lead in Detective Pikachu? And the movie did pretty well. Yeah. But he's saying he doesn't think there's going to be a sequel. Why? Well, though, they did at the end bring Ryan Reynolds out of Pikachu's body. Because, spoilers, it was dead. They could always put him back in. <laughs> just put him back in. That's so sequel-y. Like, he's just like, yeah. yeah, we saved you from his body, but now you're back in that body for the sequel. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I mean, that's what movies do, right? But he said, I would love to participate in Detective Pikachu too, but I don't know if it's going to happen. I think we would have to just. Uh, kind of bury our hopes. I don't think it's going to happen. I really hope so, though. Honestly, I'm such a huge fan. Who knows? Who knows? I hope so. Mm. Oh, does he hope so, though? Yeah. <laughs> There's hope. Is there hope? I mean, I'd be down. If not Detective Pikachu, I mean, unfortunately for him, I, I mean, don't we make Detective You can even have the same characters. You can have Ryan Reynolds in it. You can have Justice Smith in it. But just make it set in that world. But don't make Detective Pikachu again. It's, it's an awesome Pokemon world. It like, is. They made a Pokemon world. Yeah, they did. And it was pretty good. <laughs> if you want to make a fucking connected universe, there you go. Right, right there. Start from there. <laughs> yeah. 
but something that is going to get a sequel, which I mean, we already kind of knew, especially when it made so much fucking money, is the Joker. They found they made oh, they officially they made, announced they it. They officially announced a sequel for the Joker, <laughs> even though they said they're not going to do another Joker. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, you are. Because they, they watched Jared Leto take his line. Didn't make almost a billion dollars. Yeah, it did. We're, we're living in a society and fucking uh, what's his face? Uh, wow, almost a James Franco. What's his name? Uh, Joaquin, Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix saw that and was like, fuck you, Jared Leto. I'm taking it back. <laughs> fuck Zack Snyder. <laughs> fuck Jared Leto. I live in a society. <laughs> Not that poser. But, uh, so they're doing a Red Sonia movie, which I never read. Oh, Conan female? Yeah, pretty much. Female Conan. And they, uh... They cast their lead actress. And guess what? Hannah, Her hair is not red, is Hannah it? Hannah John Common. Is she redhead? Of course not. Trash! Trash! I bet she's black, too! Trash! <laughs> I, mean, I mean... Is she black? I don't know if she's black. Oh my god, I was joking. Because <laughs> they replace all redheads with black people yeah. now. <laughs> I don't know if she's black, but she's brown Oh my god. I was joking. This is her. This is uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, I can't think of her name, but what's her face uh, from Ant Man? Yeah, the chick from Ant Man. Um, the invis not invisible. Um, uh, she could face through things. Yeah, face through things. Was it Ghost? Was that yeah, her name? Ghost? Yeah, she definitely was. I don't know if she's black, but she's definitely not white. No, that's hilarious. Is it a mandate in Hollywood that if you're a redhead in any adaptation, you automatically become dark skinned and black? I don't. <laughs> It keeps happening. It, keep, it keeps happening. Like it's not—it's not, it's not no, a joke anymore. No, it's, it's not a, a joke it's anymore. It's a real pattern. It's, yeah. it's just as valid as black people get killed. Wally, movies. Wally West, Ariel, Iris, um, throw a dart. Every every redheaded character is now black. Mary Jane, Lex Luthor was a redhead technically. Is he? Yeah, he was. He was a redhead before he lost his hair. And now was he in Superman Lois? Black. <laughs> and there's others that I can't think of off the yeah, top of my head. Yeah, it's a bunch. I can't think of it either. And funny enough, I just saw a casting announcement where they did cast a redhead girl in something. And was there like a Twitter war for, about it? It was for a character that wasn't redhead. <laughs> it was the opposite. It was a black chick that they recast as a redhead. No, it was like a blonde head. I can't remember who it was. I think it was maybe Eunice's page. Uh, okay. So it might have been Flash related. But funny, he said that he was like, the one time they actually cast the redhead is for a character that's not redhead. <laughs> I'm like, is it because there's so few redheads in the world? Maybe. But for the like Red Sonia, her hair is like red, red. I always assume you wear a wig. Like, I wouldn't assume it's a natural redhead. But they're like, nah, we're black. The complete opposite of redhead. It's like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, sure. So, so I don't know. Wait, 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 wait a second. Her name's Red Sonia. They're just going to call her Sonia. That's bullshit. That's not the character then. <laughs> like a Mary Jane Watson, like an Iris West. I'll give you these. But when the character's name is Red Sonia, you're like, no, nah, she's black now. It's like... Or then, brown, because I don't know if she's black. Whatever. <laughs> Dark-skinned Sonia. It's not, it's not Red Sonia. I mean... I this mean, is it's... the one time I'm going to be like, but what about redhead representation? Huh? What about that? <laughs> I mean, it's... Th it... This is the most iconic <laughs> redhead, for, like, other than Orphan Annie. Like, <laughs> recast Orphan Annie as black I mean, well, too. I mean, I was going to say, they did... Uh, they an, did do that? They did an Annie movie with a little, little black girl. Well, there you go. <laughs> and J and J Jamie Foxx. Oh, that's Fo right. The Jamie Foxx one. Yeah. I didn't see it. Well, <laughs> there you go. So... <laughs> no, no. But real talk. If a redheaded person got upset and was like, why is there no redheaded representation? Would you be like, shut the fuck up? Or would you be like, you're not wrong. And this is why, I mean, I feel like in the first couple, I mean, I'd I, be like, fuck, shut up. 
But now it's like, yeah, <laughs> I kind of see where you're coming from. Yes and no, because at the end of the day, I'm like, but it's your hair color. Like, you're still white. Like, you still there's still white representation. Yeah, but... Like, just get somebody to dye their hair, sure. But, like, you're still... Like, if you're identified... <laughs> oh, because I can say the same thing. There's not that many bald superheroes. Like... But there are, though. Are there? Bald black... Bald black is kind of a look. Is it? Yeah. Jon Stewart, the new Jimmy Olsen is bald black? No, in the cartoon he was bald, but not in the comic. Really? Yeah, he has oh. hair. I don't know, bald and black is a look. <laughs> and, and yeah, Nick Fury now. Yeah, yeah, but Nick Fury. That's, I, I, I can, you can name a small hat, Luke Cage, Nick Fury. Okay, now name all the redheaded superheroes. Redheaded superheroes? Yeah. Um, I was going to say Mary Jane, but she's not a superhero. No, I mean, I mean an adaptation. Jean, Jean Grey. I guess uh, she was still redheaded in the in the new ones. Yeah. Right? They made her redheaded. Yeah. yeah, okay. All right, that's one. All right. The Phoenix. <laughs> Fire incarnate. <laughs> no, black hair. Like, what? <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm talking about, like... I get what you're saying. It's, yeah. it's, 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 you're still white. Because I'm like, I'm still, I still see black people. Like, yeah, but I'm sure a redheaded person is like, like, yeah, but they say I don't have a soul. I want, <laughs> I want a redheaded. <laughs> so, I mean, but yeah, it's definitely starting to be a thing. Is it a Hollywood mandate? I don't understand. And I mean, part of me is like... Because on one hand, I don't necessarily have a problem when they do race when they do race bend, but at the same time, I do because it's starting to become the norm. Yes. To it's, the, it's, to, the point, to the point that other characters that actually do exist are getting ignored. Yes. Like, actually, I, now that I just reminded myself, I need to add this in the news. I thought this was something that we did. Or no, did we talk about Black Superman? Or was that last... No, I think there was no. The news came out this week. So yeah, so this also I'm like, did we? This also merges into the conversation. So uh, Warner Brothers came out. Oh, that's right. No, we didn't talk about it. I think we talked about it before when they hired Ta-Nehisi Coates. But yeah. now there's more information came out. And what it's about can go on. Yeah, and can yeah. go into this conversation. So they're looking for a black director to do the Superman movie with Ta-Nehisi Coates, mm. and they came out according to Variety or whatever they said sources no Hollywood Reporter they said sources at the Hollywood Reporter indicate that this movie is not like Valzad it's not Calvin Ellis yeah. it's Black Clark Kent yes why why oh why so it also goes into this whole conversation especially of like, in a world where we we now are living in a post Miles Morales world and Valzad's basically the Earth two Miles Morales for Superman. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of storyline. Yes. Takes up the mantle of the, the fallen. I know hero. some people want Calvin Ellis president of Superman. I personally like the story of Valzad. I don't better. think he's that interesting, Calvin Ellis. Like, if you want to do it, sure. I mean, we, we are living in a post where we had a black president now. Yeah. But in terms of like, I don't. I think Valzad's a more compelling character. We we have Miles Morales now. Valzad's that version of Superman. I mean, I feel like that's more interesting, especially if you do incorporate like his pacifism into it. That'd be an interesting take for a, a character in live action we haven't seen before. A Superman that doesn't want to kill people? Crazy. He doesn't even want to fight. Yeah, crazy. But, but after the, uh, the Zack Snyder Superman, I feel like that'd be a cool juxtaposition, you know what I mean? Yes. But nah. Clark Kent again. Because we haven't seen that enough. <laughs> and so, going, going into what I was saying, like... I don't understand because because even think about what like Black Panther did once they made a movie. His character got way more clout in like the comics. People were way more interested. That's why when like the Ta-Nehisi Coates comic, like those shit sold. Yeah. There are people that have mixed react feelings and things like that about them. But 
the movie helped push Black Panther more into the because even though he Mainstream. was even though he's been around for a while in the comics, his comics have been like here and there, and nobody they they weren't really that much of a focus. Black Panther wasn't the Black Superman for Black people. No. Yeah. And I'm and I'm not and not even just that, but I'm talking I'm not even just in in the 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 cultural mind, but I'm just talking about even in Marvel too. Okay. Like since the movie, they've used him more. Like they never really fleshed out Wakanda mm. in the comics before, even though it already always existed. But now, because uh, Secret War Two was after Black Panther came out, right? Because they gave that motherfucker the Infinity Gauntlet, and that like he, I was like, they give him Black Panther stain. Before Black Panther came out, was it before? Maybe Black it Panther came out twenty eighteen. Secret War, yeah, Secret War is twenty fifteen. Oh shit, that was way before then. Yeah, I don't know why I paired that together. Never mind. <laughs> but the Ta-Nehisi Coates comic came out like twenty seventeen. Mm. So right before, because they used a lot of his stuff for the movie. Got you, got you. So it's like, but his his stock went up after the movie, especially considering yeah. it made so much money. And now people are more interested in Wakanda. They're focusing on it more in the comic as well. So like, you make a black Clark Kent. It's, it's like, why though? When you already have Valzad, think about if you make an, or do a Valzad movie. Now you're going to Valzad put, book. Yeah, then you're going to get a Valzad book. I mean, and then it's also like Warner Brothers... They are always fucking up when it comes to their characters and shit like that. Like, and they're always late to the game when it comes to like diversity and introducing black and Asian characters and things like that. Like, yeah. Black Panther was introduced in like 1969, I think, in the comics. Mm. Black DC didn't have their first black character until like 1973 with John Stewart. Oh wow, I didn't know that. No, 1959 with uh, Black... <laughs> Over here, you got the numbers right? <laughs> yeah, let me look this shit up. I mean, DC just stay fucking up. And in a world where, like I said, like we have a mo- we have a template now where you have a white hero who dies in the line of duty. He passes the mantle on to a, the next superhero in line. And in this case, instead of Miles Morales, you got Val Zod, who's from Earth, from, from also from Kryptonite, or Kryptonite, also from Krypton. Just from the Zod. 19, 1966 is when Black Panther first showed up. Okay. Just from the Zod family, who are apparently all black people, but they made that work in Krypton, where they literally made the Zod family line like a black family, which I liked. And if you could just pull elements of that into the Val Zod story, I think it would make sense. Yes, and that's why I thought they did make all the Zods black, because I thought they were trying to hint at Val Zod. Yeah. But then the show got canceled, so we don't know. Maybe that was the route that they were going to go, but... yeah. Especially by the end of that first season, they did a thing where Superman wasn't born anymore. Right? Yeah. That's, that's how it ended. Yeah. yeah. They changed the future or whatever. Yeah. That actually might make a lot of sense. And then Val Zod's the one to fix the timeline and bring main Superman back, probably. Because it, it would be Zod's ancestor who would be Val Zod. That, the ultimate irony of Zod being defeated by a Zod who's Superman. But even with that, like, as my, even talking about like giving them proper representation, like, even though I think Val Zod's storyline is much more interesting, I even think just based on that, they didn't really put any thought into Val Zod's character in, in the, the sense of yeah, in the comic, yeah, in the sense of yeah. why they where gave, did he come from? Like, why, why not even why just name Zod? Like, yeah, that <laughs> I was gonna say more so that like they gave his name Zod. Yeah. We already know a Zod in the comics, but he has nothing to do with that Zod. So I'm like, yeah. so then why is his last name's or why is he yeah. a, from the house of Zod? Krypton was handling it better, mostly because 
the name is iconic, so we're just giving him a black, like, just give him a different name then. Yeah. But, in the same, but to be fair. If you're going to call him a Zod, connect him to Zod. Yeah, I agree. And that's why I think Krypton was doing it better. But to be fair, just like Miles Morales, I feel like the movie did a better job of his characterization and his origin story. Oh, yeah, I agree with that, Than even too. the comic did. I agree with that. And that's, that's one of the beauties of the movies. If they do it right, not only do you get that, that propelling synergistic effect of, you know, bringing more eyes to the comic, but you can you have that opportunity to solidify the story. Because now it's not... People think about Miles Morales' origin story. It ain't the fucking comic Ultimate Universe origin story. They think mm-hmm. about the movie. And the same way, you could do the same thing with Val Zod. You, you kind of get like a second chance to remake these characters. And Val Zod is a character who I feel like he desperately needed that that kind of like uh, movie lens on him to kind of like uh, solidify his story. But no, Clark Kent. In the 20th century... So it's a period piece of a black Clark Kent... Yeah, 20th century. But what does that mean? Are we, we're now in the 1950s with Clark Kent or being black? Or it could black? be the 1990s. It better be past the 80s, because otherwise it's going to be a racism thing? Like, is it going to be a racist angle to this? Yeah, like, I don't, know, I don't understand the point. Like, what's the point? Like, there are already two black supermen. Just give us... A, it's like, DC fan... I, I said this on somebody's uh, comment on TikTok, but I was like... Uh, cause he made a video about like this is stupid. And I was like, DC fans are like, hey DC, give us John Stewart, and DC's like, nope. Uh, we're gonna give you Black Superman. Oh, cool, Val Zod, nope. Calvin Ellis, nope. Black Clark Kent, fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah. What are you doing? And then on top of that, like it feels like because this is all on the heels of the whole Ray Fisher thing and the accusations of racism. Like it seems very convenient to me that a you think about what they did. They removed him from the. They removed him the from Flash, the Flash. Yeah. Then now, conveniently, there's a Latina actress playing Supergirl in the in the Flash movie now. Wait, what? Yeah, they were there's a there's they cast Supergirl in the Flash. I didn't even know that. Is she Spanish? I mentioned, I mentioned this. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, there's a Supergirl's going to be in the Flash, and she's Latina. She's the first Latina actress and playing she's the Flash. Cousins to Clark Kent. Okay, sure. All right, no, forget it. <laughs> How's Krypton work? Never mind. <laughs> they're, they're aliens. It doesn't matter. But what connection? I mean, lineage should anyway. <laughs> what connection does Superman or Supergirl have to the Flash? Who knows? Because they took out Cyborg because he was supposed to be in that movie. Oh, I know because uh, the Flash was in the Supergirl show on the CW. <laughs> That's probably what they're. That's it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. But like, it's like. Oh yeah, we're gonna take out this black act, but don't worry, we're gonna put another person of color in there. Like, and then, don't worry, guys, we're gonna do a black Superman, but not an actual representation of black Superman that exists. We're just gonna put another. Somebody said the term blackwashing. I don't like that term because it doesn't make any sense. Because you mm. think about representation, black people cannot wash away representation from white people. Blackwashing is not a thing. Yeah, but you're still inserting, you know, this character where you don't have to because mm. you already have black characters that are Superman that you could put in there if you could introduce a black Superman. Yeah. Like, I don't have a problem with them doing black because somebody was like, oh, why do you have a problem with them doing black Superman? No, I don't have a problem with you doing black Superman. Black. I have a problem with you doing black Clark Kent. Yes. Especially in what we've seen that story so many times. Like, and if you're going to change that story... And the fucked up thing is they announced it on Harry Cavill's birthday. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that fucked up part of it. That was like the most petty part of the story. But they're doing a thing where, like, I, I just don't understand. We've seen that story so many times. So if you change that story enough where it's different now, then why not just have it be another character? Like, I, and it, it's fucked up because this is the same argument that we've heard before from the other side. 
when other characters turned black. And we, we, we know the other side of this argument. We were like, but if, the, if, if their if their storyline has nothing to do with them being one race or the other, it doesn't really matter if they're black or not. And I've argued for it in that case. But now it's a situation where it's like, there's no there's no reason to do this. We have alternatives that are black. We have other storylines that could be explored. Why are we race swapping this character and we don't need to? But then you could say the same thing about other th- shit, like like Ariel. Why is Ariel going to be black? I don't know, because she is. I'm not saying I'm on the side of the argument, but it's fucked up now that they've done it so many times. And now that's, I have to but be that's like, what I was ah, saying, but they're doing it so many ah. times. <laughs> and, 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 and yes, like... Not to say mermaids can't be black, like because I saw people. This mermaid can't be black. Unrealistic. <laughs> like, unrealistic. There's no. There's no sun. There's no. You, the deeper you go under the ocean, there's less sunlight, so it wouldn't make sense for there to be melanin underwater. Shut the fuck up. What? It's a fucking mermaid. <laughs> like, like what? don't. That's don't Steph- well, don't, you have tits either because. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't Stephanie Meyer the bullshit where Stephanie Meyer literally put in canon why vampires can't be black. In her books, they she detailed that in the book. Yes, it's like all right. Here's a here's a, a three page aside about why there can't be there's any a, there, nigger vampires. Yeah, there's a there's a whole thing in the in the movies where because the the director and I talked about this. The director wanted to have more representation. She so she wanted more black vampires. And Stephanie Meyer was like, absolutely not. So that one black that one vampire because you said you saw Twilight movies. I yeah. didn't. So the one black vampire in there. She the only reason she was okay with that is because he was a villain. What what was her logic for why there couldn't be black vampires? Because the whole thing about they sparkle in the sun. I, I can look they it up. They sparkle in the sun so they can't be black. Yeah. Because black don't sparkle. You, can't, you put glitter on a black person, nothing happens. <laughs> it's just... It gets, the, the glitter gets absorbed by our dark skin. <laughs> like a, it's like a, like a black hole of light. It just absorbs all of the real light. Because <laughs> I asked the, what was the reasoning because if her reasoning gives it out for villains that I'm like that makes no sense to me like well, it's okay because he's a villain so he, he could be a vampire I'm like so your logic is a black person can only be a villainous vampire black people can only be villains in your mind like I'm, not, I'm confused what this means <laughs> she says she wrote it I wrote that they had pale glistening skin so black can't, people can't have pale black people can't be pale No, as if there's not pale black people as if if you put a black person and gave them no sunlight for like a year, they wouldn't look paler than if you had them in the sun. No? That's not a thing? And she said the only reason that that pale glistening skin came through is because they had olive skin. And so the director is like, there are black olives. So... Yeah. And people can glitter with dark skin, girl. Like, again, you throw glitter on a black person, the light doesn't get absorbed by our skin. Like, what are you talking about? But yeah, so she, uh, she didn't So all to... I'm hearing is... Racist, These, racist, yeah, racist. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> These are my justifications for being racist. It makes sense, right? No. No, Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> it's fiction. Yeah. So. Yeah, even with the mermaid thing, it's like, okay, it, okay if your, your whole reasoning is not realistic, then okay, they can't have hair then. Why would they have hair underwater? They can't have boobs then. They're not breastfeeding underwater, right? It's almost like they're just like, now it's a mutant fucking fish monster. <laughs> there you go, Little Mermaid. <laughs> realistic. So, I mean, I get, I get the original intention of it because a lot of these characters and a lot of these properties and franchises and stories existed and were created when black people couldn't even fucking vote in this country. Yes. We weren't considered people. So like, yeah. So like, <laughs> so things, why would write a story about us? So like things like Fantastic Four and Spider Man and Iron Man and the Hulk and Bla- I mean, not Black Panther, but uh, 
uh, fucking why am I drawing a blank? Batman and Superman mm. and Wonder Woman and Green Lantern and The Flash. All these stories white, that we, white, yeah, oh, white, Aquaman. All of these stories. Superman <laughs> came out. Superman came out in the '30s during yeah. like the height of Jim Crow. You Batman. Could only before. be a black superhero back then if your name had black in it. <laughs> like even think about the early black super like Luke Cage. Like Luke Cage was a stereotype. Black exploitation. Sweet yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Uh, and so great googly moogly. That yeah. <laughs> so I get wanting to add some level of diversity that wasn't there in the original source material so that's why maybe you'll get a black Jim Gordon because they they would all the damn characters were white yeah the whole Justice League was white yeah so it's like that's why you got a uh, John Stewart on the original uh, Justice League cartoon yeah because everybody was white yeah so I get the idea behind it but now it's becoming so frequent mm-hmm that you're ignoring other black established characters. It's becoming a parody. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said before, it's the same thing as like... Like even Red Sonja instead of like... Yeah. Not, yeah. Now it's Black Sonja. <laughs> what if they change their name to Black Sonja? I mean, said, think, think, of black can, think of Black Canary like, and they actually cast a black person. Oh, with, shit. Uh, just, with, I didn't even think about that. With Journey right. Smollett. You're right. you're right. I forgot about that. You're absolutely right. <laughs> It's like uh, there's a there's a but not there's a, like if you're gonna cast a black why not Huntress? This it's is kind of on the nose. Yeah, and they cast a black black canary. Yeah, it, this is like the interesting line, and I, I feel like I, I used to talk about this the the slippery slope. I kept talking about it, but people kept look. You even you kept looking at me like what are you, slippery slope. We representation can't be bad. But it's like this is this is what I meant. Where it's like now we're getting to the point where this is just as like problematic. Where where progressiveness becomes borderline problematic. Where it's like. Yeah, but now it's just as much of a trope as black people die in horror movies. Like it's it's become that the fact that I could joke about it. You you said a redheaded character. I was like, let me guess, she's black. And it was true. I was joking. <laughs> like yeah, it's I don't know. It's interesting. And then it's, a, they it's don't, an interesting problem to have. I'll and say then that. not even just that, but they don't even go fully. Uh, they don't like fully commit to it. So for example. Michael B. Jordan was the first person that they cast as Johnny Storm. But then guess what? His sister was white. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got a black Ariel, but her love interest is going to be white. Yeah. And her father... I mean, this I don't have a problem with her because her father is Hispanic. So she could be... Granted, I don't know how this works with the ocean. <laughs> half mermaid, half Spanish, half black. Come but on, man. But her, father, but her father playing King Triton is Javier Bardem, I believe. Uh-huh. So whatever. That's still that's fine yeah but it's then like so you're gonna do black clark kent i bet you lois is gonna be white uh, for sure the john you think they're gonna recast the entire story to be yeah, all white people I, I bet the kents are probably gonna be white you think the, oh they bet because that's you know why i'm like i hope they don't do that because they i'm just thinking about fantastic four since you brought it up like you can change the race of a character as long as the race doesn't have anything to do with their actual character traits. But for something like Fantastic Four, it felt like a missed opportunity to have a black father figure and then the siblings are one's white and one's black and not go into that dynamic at all. They never even touched on it really. And like that's an interesting like I'm sure that created some type of strife in their life or some kind of you know, some there's a story there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but, that, but that wasn't even a factor in the movie. I'm sure if they do the same thing with a, a, a white Kent raising a black son to be Clark Kent, that's a story in itself. Yes. And I'm sure they wouldn't even touch it. They would just treat it as if, like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's normal. It's normal. It's fine. They, they might have one throwaway line where it's like, you're different, Clark. 
But it's like, it, but the context, like but the insinuation yeah, is, yeah, but the insinuation is because he's black in a white neighborhood getting picked on. But it's like, you got to rise above that, Clark. But no, the, the yeah, but the actual, what they're really saying is because he's an alien. Yes. But ignoring the... The racial aspect of yeah. it. Yes. Stuff like that. I feel like if you're going to do it, you need to make that part of the story. You can't just ignore it. Like, even with Johnny Storm and uh, uh, Sue Storm, like, I didn't even really feel like they were siblings. siblings. You barely even got that. They barely they had like one scene they talked to each other and they weren't even that familiar with each other. No. So I'm like, why bother then? Like either make them both black or don't make him black or him and the father black. Like, you know what I mean? Keep it, if you're not going to touch on it at all, don't put it in the story. But if you're going to do it, that'd be, you could you could have that inform his character because he had like this, like this chip on his shoulder and he was like a hothead. But, the only, but maybe but, it but, comes but, from that. Like, but you the, know what I mean? But the thing is, like she was the one that was, because everybody assumed that he was going to be the one adopted. No, she was the one that was adopted. Yes. So Listen. even that, like, I feel like what well, she should be the one with the chip on her shoulder, but then that's not necessarily Sue Storm. True. Interesting. Cho- I guess maybe they got the the guy to be their father because he had a really cool voice for the trailer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he had a really cool voice though. <laughs> but like, even just the dynamic, like, it's like that's his. No, that's his actual father. So yeah, like, it would make more sense if the father was white and Johnny Storm was black, and then that would explain why Johnny Storm has that. A kind of attitude problem. Maybe he never felt like he fit fit in growing up, or like you know what I mean. Like maybe part of the story, but nah, <laughs> just like a one off line of like, yeah, your sister, your what? And we're never talk about that again. Okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's my problem with it. It's like you do this, but then you don't actually fully commit to it. Yeah, if everybody else in that story is still white and the black Clark Kent story, because I mean they like, do it all. The they do it all the time. They do do it all the time. That's why I agree with you. I think they probably will do that. But they're like, what's the point? representation without representation on paper only without i talked about this shit a yeah. lot when it came to specifically when it came to i did like six parts six videos on this specifically when it came to gay characters on tiktok but it's the same shit yeah. it's just representation on paper only hey guys we're gonna make star lord bisexual or whatever but we're gonna show it with him embracing a guy like this <laughs> i'm showing it for you to see it yeah. but obviously the audience can't just see hugging it, a yeah, guy it's just hugging guys see, yeah, he's bi. He, yeah see he's bi or like Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman comes from an island of all women. You don't think she's ever been with a... Yeah, she's totally... Of course she's bisexual, but we've never seen Wonder Woman with a, with a woman. I still say she'd be a good match for Hawkgirl. <laughs> that just makes sense to me. <laughs> so it's like the representation on paper yeah. without actually do or committing to it. Mm. It's, the, it's just all the same... Hollywood representation. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. But speaking of representation... Yeah, virtue uh, signaling. Yeah. Uh, there's a rumor that Monica Rambeau is slated to appear in the Doctor Strange sequel, Multiverse of Madness. Huh. Which I guess... I'm like, why though? I was gonna, yeah, I was going to say why, but I guess if Wanda's there, sword and... Oh, maybe. Chasing, I don't know. She's 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 going to be there just for after Ter- the movie's over. Be she, like, she, you know... You, you, they yeah. never know what you sacrifice. <laughs> That's going to be your only line though. Yeah. Because <laughs> I do feel like... Wanda has to be the villain in this movie because if you have Doctor Strange and Wanda on the same side, what the fuck is the threat? <laughs> it's true. Is it still Nightmare's the rumor? They never even confirmed who the they villain never is? Said, they never said. I think Nightmare was going to be the villain had it still been Scott Derrickson. Mm. But I think now, because I don't even think... 
don't I even mean, think this multiverse of madness. I don't think Scott Derrickson wanted to. I think he would. Just, I think he wanted to make this like a real, like a straight horror movie. And Kevin Feige is probably like, nah, that's not where we want to go. I doubt they're gonna make Wanda a villain though. I mean, it ended on a very kind of villainous note. The fact that it just showed her like actually projecting herself, reading the Necronomicon or whatever the fuck. It looked pretty evil. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if Wanda's not the villain, then and they're both on the same side. Yeah. They already said that Wanda's more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme, and then you have the Sorcerer Supreme on top of that. Who like? It's gotta be like a nightmare or like a Dormammu returns or something like that. But even still, it's, 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 it's even, weird even to me. Even Dormammu if it's Dorm- still, even like, if it's Dormammu, I'm like, but no time stone anymore. That was the only thing that protected him last time. Yeah, but we haven't seen anything in terms of the level of power that Dormammu has at least based on Dormammu in the comics versus Dormammu in the movies mm. they really show him have the, a level of power that like damn I mean, near Wanda and him but they did show him killing him instantly every time he showed up like he's, he's yeah just, but he also wasn't trying to fight him and then he was also a new sorcerer now he's true. the sorcerer supreme true or technically he's not because they never actually gave him they, the, yeah never actually gave him the title maybe he'll get it in this movie maybe yeah so I feel like Wanda has to be the villain right Wanda still got to go to jail. <laughs> uh, I doubt it, but I could see it being interesting if she was, but I doubt she will be. <laughs> Especially with like the little head pet they gave her at the end of WandaVision. Like, if, if they were going to go that route, I feel like they would have set it up more in that series. Well, speaking of things being set up that they're not really being set up, they're just doing it just for the sake of doing it. And I have a feeling after this whole thing is over, it's never going to show up again. Remember I mentioned that they're having a gay Captain America Oh, am, the I, comic? am I problem with that? Yeah. Because, yeah, more than likely, it's just like, we're just doing it. And it's gone. <laughs> and, it's, and it's gone. It's just for pride. Yeah. Well, they also announced that they're doing more with that. So they're uh, not just the gay Captain America, but they're introducing a Native American Captain America. Mm. So a Native America. Yeah. Native Captain America. So the America. more things they do like this, the more you're right. Because <laughs> they, they keep introducing these like, yeah, rainbow so diversity Captain the- America. That, yeah, I is... Is that yes? Is I is felt that the same progressive at all? It looks like I, a fucking stereotype. I felt the same exact way. And he looks even, like those old like not just that, yeah, but yeah. then this too. So, but before you get into it, because I felt the same exact way, and then not only just that, so guys, just look up the photos of the Native American Captain America. It'd be the equivalent if there was a black Captain America and he was wearing like a fucking daishiki and like had a spear instead of a shield. (laughs) So I felt I felt the same exact, and not only just that, but then I was like. I'm not native, so I couldn't speak on it, but I was like, I feel like it's a little problematic to have a Native American, a Native person, wearing these colors of the people that basically conquered and caused them genocide. But then I had to think about it even more. A, I found out that the people behind this that also are creating the character and are drawing the character, they're also Native. Okay. So you actually have native people behind the scenes in the creation of this character. Okay. But then also think about think about what Isaiah Bradley said, like no self-respecting black man would want to be Captain America. Yeah. So I'm like, it's kind of the same. It's kind of basically the same thing. Yes. There are a lot of problematic blacks. Like no real black superhero yeah. is like re- a revolutionary, like trying to take down white supremacy and things yeah. like that. Like most of them were created by white white writers. Yes. And then you have black writers. Even think about the pro- this some. Uh, things were like Blue Marvel. There's a lot of problematic things in Blue Marvel's origin. Yes. And that was written by a black guy. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I get what you're saying, but again, it'd be the equivalent of 
if we made black, if, if if Sam came out in his Captain America outfit and it looked like some African shit, and it was like, bro, you're African American though, right? Yeah, but I'm I'm wearing these African tribal attire, but just colored like Captain America. I'd be like, Ugh. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. It'd be like a Mexican Captain America comes out with a sombrero, but it's painted like Captain America symbol. <laughs> But like I said, I'm not. He's I'm got not, a poncho on. <laughs> but, I, but that's what I was going to say. Hey, I'm Captain America SA. Like, yeah. no. That's what I said. I feel the same way, but knowing that it's an, uh, a native writer and artist, that makes me go, I mean, if. I don't know. I don't I can't even necessarily say if they're okay with it. Because. Because, <laughs> like I said. Captain America comes out with a samurai outfit. He's got a katana. <laughs> I am. Captain America. Like, nah, I don't know, man. But, but what I'm saying is, I don't feel like it's not it's not necessarily my place to be offended. But I do kind of I'm like, but you be offended if it's the equivalent for us. If, but, that's if, what, but I'm but I'm saying, but it's black, so yeah. But I feel it's the same thing. But I feel like I don't know because I mean I'm not I'm not native. Maybe it's not offensive for. I feel like other races have the same. This is exactly what our, our email was talking about. We need a third person's podcast who's Native American to talk about this right now. But I'm like, even if we had a third person, like if yeah. Jamie was on the podcast, she wouldn't necessarily be able to I speak. Mean, speaking of Jamie, I was just hanging out with uh, my stunt friends and uh, Ko. If you listen, Ko, shout out to you. Uh, he's Asian American, and we're doing a Mortal Kombat trailer skit kind of thing. And he specifically didn't want like he he, he was doing like a Kung Lao or, or Liu Kang type of like action scene. Um, but he specifically gave the note. I'm not writing it. It's my friend Gary, black guy, writing it. Um, but he gave the note that he wants. Uh, it'd be a subversion of expectations where you see he, he looks like a Kung Lao like stereotypical like Asian martial artist but then at the end of it it cuts and he's actually like he's Johnny Cage he's actually like on a movie set and he might look stereotypical but it's for a movie and it, you kind of get to have your cake and eat it too that way and I'm like that's what the fucking movie should have done it's the movie should have had Johnny Cage with an Asian like Louis Tan rather than some white guy they're probably gonna get in the sequel but he even he he doesn't want to embody uh, stereotypical Asian stereotypes. You know what I mean? And like the same thing. So he wouldn't want an Asian Captain America that looked like a samurai. Like <laughs> it's like a really you got a rice hat on, and that's 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 cool because you're wearing Captain America colors though. Like still well, yeah, but, but like I said, I got to go back to the fact that it's native people that that are creating this character. So on some level, they're okay. I mean, they're obviously okay with it. But then also you also you got to figure out like the di- the dichotomy and the dynamics of characters or people that don't really get that much representation. Pull, yeah, representate like how many native art, or artists or comic book writers or whatever are there? <laughs> just like just like when you think of black women, there aren't that many black women writers or even black men writers and and artists that are given that much clout in mainstream comics. So sometimes yeah. you just you got to you got to get in where you fit in. So it's like Yeah. Maybe they might not have had the idea and they were hired because the concept was created, but they're like, you know what? Oh, well, man. we're going to at least come in and bring some level of authenticity to it as opposed to letting white writers handle it. Man. So we're going to try to bring, we're going to try <laughs> to handle it as best as we can. Cause at the end of the day, they're not Marvel. So they, they, yeah. they can only do what they can do. Yeah. But since they're not Marvel, like, okay, well I hope some white person came up with that outfit and then like you said, they were brought in trying to make the best of it. But if they came up with that, I'm like, bruh, Mm. <laughs> I feel about that. <laughs> so I mean, who knows? But my whole thing is more than likely, like, oh, Native American Captain America, Native Captain America, and 
let's get the headlines and then it's probably going to be in like two issues and I'm never going to see this person again so I mean, then that it's looks like terrible. so then what's the point yeah it just again virtual signaling because that looks terrible I, I'm not even going to mince words that outfit is garbage <laughs> like like did you not care at all I'm like, like even this though looks better than than this oh for sure at least because it's color and depth and stuff but I mean just it just feels stereotypical he looks like every Native American character in a fighting game like you got the ponytail you got the square jaw yeah Night Wolf yeah Night Wolf <laughs> fucking uh, what was the one for Street Fighter they're all the same they all look the same like that's, that, should, that should be a red flag right there where you look like every other Native American stereotype <laughs> but it's the Captain America colors. Might be an issue. I don't know. <laughs> but then also with that, talk about virtue. I mean, I don't know, but more than likely because there's way too many fucking mutants. Okay. So they also introduce they're introducing a new gay mutant to Marvel for during the Marvel Pride event. Okay. And uh, his name is going to be Carl Valentino, and uh, he's quote. A mutant who had an extraordinary impact on an X-Man long ago. I just feel like all of these announcements for... And his mutant name is Som- Somnus. And he has the mutant ability to give... Con- he has the mutant ability to control other people's dreams. Okay, maybe... And this is uh, the outfit. He looks like Prince. Why, <laughs> why is his outfit so flamboyant? I mean, all right. You know what? Here's my issue with stuff like this, right? It just feels disingenuous. And maybe I'm just jaded. Maybe I'm pessimistic. And that's the, th- and that's the thing, too. Like, and, and, and that's my problem. Because like, the artist is gay. And the writer, the person that created him is gay. Yeah. Or bisexual, Steve Orlando. And, but who set it into motion? Like, who gave them the authority to make this character and have this not? I mean, Marvel, had, sure to say, Marvel had to say okay. Yeah, I'm sure they're the ones that had the mandate well, well, of, the, the artists, we need gay characters. I think you, you're gay. Make a gay character. Well, they're both white. The artist and the uh, the writer. Yeah. I just mean they're, they're higher-ups. Oh, yeah. Whoever gave them the authority to do this. Yeah, because even even the, the, the shirt that he's wearing, it's, I'm like, it's, it, like, it's, it's, like, I'm like it's the same outfit as Wiccan. Oh, it is? I'm going to show you Wiccan. He's like wearing the the stars on his body, like it's like it's like a, a snapshot of the night sky. Yeah, I'm like it's his whole same, shirt. It's the same outfit as Wiccan because it's fabulous and it sparkles. And Wiccan's gay too, right? Yeah, Wiccan's gay too. <laughs> bro, I've seen it. I'm like, bro, come on, man. They're glitter <laughs> and <laughs> like that's not like, cool. <laughs> And, I, 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 and, funny, and funny enough, I'm, I have to show you my TikTok video now because I literally just made a video about this about the Met Gala. I don't know if you saw the X Men, the Met Gala outfits that uh, no. that they released. So they're having this uh, event in X Men comics called the X Men Hellfire Gala. Okay, and it's similar to the Met Gala. You know how people come showing the extreme like the outfits, oh, and yeah, people okay. go all out. Yeah. Wait, so they have like a, a so they're a having a fake they have, one. They're having a Marvel version characters? like that for uh for, no, just for for X Men. Oh, for X Men. So uh, it's all drawn. It's all drawn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, some of the outfits like I like. So they were so to promote it. I think it, the actual event, the comic comes out next month. Okay. So to promote it, Marvel has like released like the outfits for certain uh for certain mutants for okay. like. So like for uh, Sync, uh, Colossus. Okay. I like I like the outfits. Like, 
Okay. Even uh, Dan Claus does look like a vampire. What the fuck? He looked like Dracula, like straight up Vlad. Like, but, that, but that, like, trench coat or whatever, though, that outer yeah. coat, that same Oh, that's, that's, I want uh, that. Havoc? Yeah, Havoc looks cool. I want that outer Wait, coat. Wait, who's, who's that one with the rainbow coat? Sink. Sink. Who's Sink? Shut, fuck you. <laughs> but I like, but I like that coat. Uh, Sink is, he's basically, uh, Hope Summers before Hope Summers was born. They have the same power, except they killed the black guy and then replaced him with Hope, and then they brought Sink back recently. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> comics got you. Oh yeah, like Storm, Wolverine. Damn. Some of them, some of them I like. Some of them I fucking hate. Which ones do you hate? Like I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you Charles Xavier. Like what the fuck? Charles Xavier. What the fuck? Uh, where is he at? At the end. Oh Jesus! What is the hell? He looks like Kanye West or some shit. <laughs> or fucking CeeLo Green. We went to the Oscars and it was all gold or and like, shit. Lo- like or like Mystique. Like I love Mystiques. On the far right. Yeah. She looks like uh, Edna from Final Fantasy VIII, the the sorcerer's villain. And uh, like, this is Angel. Okay, okay, open chest, but I like the the draped over the shoulder look for this jacket. And so they really, yeah. So they. So wait, what's the story for this? They're actually all going to a gala event or something. And that's why they're dressed like that. I don't know what the story is, but yeah, they're having a whole Hellfire Gale, and then. Uh, uh, Emma Frost is inviting uh, very prominent people within the Marvel Universe. So they also uh, released uh, Johnny Johnny Storm's outfit that he's going to wear to the event because he was invited. Okay. And I'm like, come on, Marvel. You're, you're telling me he's not bisexual or something? Like, come, come, Who? Come, come on. Johnny Storm? Johnny Storm. I thought he was bi in the comics, no? They- Again, representation without... It's representation on paper only without actually doing it. Yeah, they okay. said he is pan bisexual, pansexual. They said bi or pansexual. I'm, make up your mind. Pick one. They, are they kind of the same? They are, but they aren't. Like bi, if I'm bisexual, that means I like men and women. Okay. If I'm pansexual, that means if you're trans, if you're non-binary. Oh, okay. So I'm, attra- I'm attracted to you. Got you. I feel like it's the same shit. <laughs> I mean, you could you could say. I mean, technically, yes. Man and woman, not, trans is still man or woman. You know what I mean? I like, mean, yes, but technically, because I mean. Because some people would be like, no, I'm not attracted. I don't, I don't want to train. I don't know. But so I guess to separate that. I guess. To, yeah. All these weird delineations. Like, if you're super straight, so weird. That's, that's shit people made up. <laughs> super gay. It's all made up. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's all made up. But no, but people. It's stupid. But people made that up to, 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 to as a way. Like, all lives matter. They made that up to try to. Uh, pull up, like to is it to differentiate like I don't I'm not attracted to trans people yeah yeah so I'm super straight I don't want trans but it's like even a trans woman I'm a man but even a trans woman I'm not attracted to if you didn't know you're trans you're trans attracted you're just so insecure that because <laughs> if you didn't know I mean if you don't know I guess but that's, that's a person by person basis too you can't even say like all trans women look like women like it's like person by person case but yeah but this is so this is Johnny Storm <laughs> His entire back is out. Yeah. And the, they put extra detail on his ass chaps. Of course, definitely. Like, he's got, like, tight leather pants and, like, his booty's all tight. Like, what? And then, uh, so, so, uh, Ooh. the person I usually Too have on, the person I usually have on my YouTube channel, Ron, he's the one that sent me that. He was like, nah, 
Because he, he was like, I'm straight. No straight guy is wearing that. I'm like, yeah, maybe in real life, but this is Marvel. They're going to say, oh, he's fashion forward. And all because well, I'm like, said he's bi or pan. No, right? but this is what I'm going to say when I kept, like, when I was talking about representation on paper only. Okay. They said he's bi, like, because they said he had a sexual relationship with Dakin, Wolverine's son. Okay. But we've never actually seen it. And then outside of that one issue with the, not even in the issue, because they never said it in the comic. Okay. Only the writer came out after the fact because somebody tweeted her and was like, were Dakin and Johnny Storm sleeping together? She was like, I would hope so with all the right, with all this work I put into it. What fucking work? We've never seen it. So outside of that one moment that they had together, they would just, you just saw them in the, uh, I think I showed you the panel. Oh, right. Well, okay. he was changing and all, after, it looked like they just finished having sex. Yeah. Outside of that, they never really touched on Johnny Storm having any attraction to men. Okay. Or referenced it or anything like that. Yeah. This is like, even though it's not really a reference, this is kind of the biggest reference yeah. with his outfit. Yeah. But even then, I kind of feel like you're just trying to play play it fast and loose. Just like the Wolverine cover that I showed you with Nightcrawler looking fucking naked and all this other yeah, stuff. Absolutely. It's like, you're teasing it. <laughs> you're saying, hey guys, look at this. It's gay. Yeah. But then it's like, no, not really. Because probably more than likely, he's probably going to bring a girl with him to the dance. Yeah. It's like, well, then what the fuck is the point of this then? What is that outfit, bro? Yeah, That's not the... a straight person outfit. <laughs> I would never wear that to a party. So I get all, I go, I go, that to say that's my that's my roundabout way of saying damn Jordan your ass looking good in those pants right like, like you're back out too what <laughs> so that's my whole roundabout way of saying let me show you my TikTok video regards to my problem with Iceman's outfit and Prodigy's outfit okay going into just talking about gay characters like why do they have like why so okay here's, do, do you show the outfit yes. oh, somebody hit me up on Facebook asking if I've seen the pictures from the X-Men Hellfire Gale and what was my opinion. So after we talked, I decided to turn this into a video. But for those of you that don't know, in the comics, the X-Men are having this huge event called the X-Men Hellfire Gala, similar to the Met Gala. I think it takes place in June. And so to promote it, Marvel has released the designs of the outfits that they will be wearing at the event. Some of them I really love, like Storm, Mystique. This is Colossus, or should I say, Zaddy Lossus. Others that I like, Emma, Rogue, etc. This is one of two outfits that I want to talk about. This down here is Iceman. What the hell? He's wearing heels? Yo, he does. I actually like Prodigy's outfit. I think he looks good. However, first you got these two male queer characters. Why are they both in wings? It almost looks like the same outfit. It's just one is made of ice. Yeah. And then also, based on everything that we know from their personalities, like, would they actually wear this? Yeah. When have we seen Bobby ever wear wedges? This fan did Bobby so much better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, what? So he just went super fabulous for the outfit. <laughs> that's my problem with the whole thing, cause like yeah, Cena Grace wrote wrote Bobby in, in in the comics. He's a gay man, but now all of a sudden you got Bobby saying yes, Queen, and then you got him showing in the Hellfire Gala. He's is, wearing wedges. This is still adult Bobby, right? This is still adult Bobby. Okay. Time they, time Bobby they, went back. Yeah, they all went back. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm so behind. I, I don't now know. you got him showing up at the Hellfire Gala. He's wearing heel. Yeah, he's wearing wedges. He's wearing a dress. He's had, he got wings. And not to say that guys can't wear skirts or anything like but I'm saying based on the decades, yeah. and granted, I get most of his time he was in the closet, Yeah. but even still. I mean, I was like, that's actually, that I've seen that happen. I, I, I'm thinking of Kenyon Lonsdale. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Kenyon Lonsdale, before he came out, I would never have guessed that he was even like gay or bi. But no, then as but, soon as he came out, like- it was... Fabulous! Like, like he was wearing shit like that, like with wedges and everything. But I feel like that's a little different in the sense that he was an actor, so he had to put on a certain 
I don't know. Maybe. Cause yeah, I, I don't get, know. I'm just I saying. Get, <laughs> I get that mentality. But even when he came out, like even well, in his even book, um, uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Old Town Road. Because I was Nas, gonna say, because I was gonna say, even when he came out in his solo book, he still wasn't wearing heels and wedges and shit he like never that. Had he was the still, opportunity. He to. still put on a suit, yeah. and that's the same way I feel about Prodigy. Prodigy was out in the Young Avengers book, yeah. but guess what? When he went out to celebrate with the team, he put on a suit and tie. He said he felt good in a suit and tie. Like now he is Prodigy the one that gets got married in X Men. The, the big X, X-Men marriage No, that, book? that's North Star. Oh, okay, okay. I just knew it was a black guy that got married. And I knew he wore a suit in that, so. Yeah, that's yeah, that's North Star. So I'm just like, not to say that that doesn't happen. Like, yeah, when people come out, all mm-hmm. of a sudden they... Little Nas em- X? Yeah, they embrace He's, the- he's giving like this to the devil now. <laughs> so far moved from, want to take my elf to the old town road. But I mean, even <laughs> when he dressed, that was still a little bit of that. I guess... It ain't nearly what it is now. <laughs> but he gives a lot of names to Satan. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's, it's Satan. <laughs> but there was a there was a reason for that. <laughs> so I I do get that that does happen, but at the same time, I'm like, based on what I know from their personalities, mm. they wouldn't wear this. Yeah. Like 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 I showed the the fan artist uh, Chango ATX on Twitter. I could see Bobby wearing that more mm. than I could see. Him wearing the outfit. And then also, not even just that. Let's say it would make sense for Bobby to wear that. Why do they both, these two gay men, why are they both, like I said, the same it, literally outfit, looks like, it literally looks like the same outfit. Wings. Except one is made of ice mm-hmm. and one isn't. And they're both wearing wings. They both have the same skirt, yeah. flare. It kind of looks like they're both wearing, well, no, Bobby's wearing wedges, but uh, his is like, like almost like Wonder Woman strap-up boots. And I think, like, I think he looks good, Prodigy, more so than Iceman. But I'm just like, Almost cross-dressing. But, yeah, I'm just like, I don't... Based on what I know from their personalities, I don't think they would wear that. I mean, from what little I saw in the comics of Bobby even accepting that he was gay, I never got that impression that he would wear a dress like that. But what do I know? I'm not... It's not my world. (laughs) Just, I don't know. So, yeah, I just... I don't know. I just feel like... It's like, gay... Flamboyant, yeah. <laughs> and there are some people that do that. Yes, they never had the opportunity to dress the way they wanted to. Michael, how dare you <laughs> tell them how they can and can't dress? Going to their Hellfire Gala, okay? Let them have it. Yeah, and, uh, and Iceman looks fabulous. <laughs> Iceman's outfit looks fucking terrible. It does because it's like a weird merger between his Iceman suit, like when he puts on full ice. That's why I said he looks like a Power Rangers villain. He does. A really but, flamboyant but even, villain. But even, but even the fan art that I showed, he still... We're going to toss your salad. Ooh. <laughs> but even the fan art that I showed, he looks... He's in his ice form, yeah. but it's still a better fucking outfit. Yeah, it's a better version of it. So... Yeah, it's all, it, all, it all goes together with, with, with representation. And, and sometimes it, the representation that you do get, even when it's by people of that ilk mm-hmm. it's sometimes done kind of poorly i mean just because you're of the race or of this the same sex or of the same sexuality it doesn't automatically give you the past that what you're gonna create won't have problematic repercussions you maybe didn't even think about when you made it you know what i mean just I mean, perfect example people are go, flawed people per- fuck up perfect like, example i go back to is wonder woman <laughs> yes that's a great example you gave Patty jenkins all that power to as a woman to make the ultimate woman story and what did she do Granted, <laughs> granted. <laughs> but yeah, no. like I go back to the I could so, so yeah, so, so you can see it's more. That looks way better. Yeah, it looks way better. Yeah, I'm showing him the fan artist from the, that. Uh, and it's, it's from still Iceman. got like if, if you want to 
communicate I, that granted, he's bisexual in his outfit. Gay. It does that gay. while still kind of making. Oh, he's gay? gay. Oh, he's yeah. gay. He's not gay. Yeah. Okay. Well, overall, same thing. Overall, though, I would prefer if he was in human form, though, because I feel like it would be more of a contrast. Mm. So, like, his regular Caucasian skin also with the ice around. Yeah, why bother with the full Iceman look anyway? I feel like just a typical artist thing. It's easier to probably draw. Like, I feel like sometimes they forget he has a human form. Yeah. Because you're hanging out in this, like, casual environment, but you got your powers fully activated. Yeah, because even, like, moments in the comics, like, they'll have him... Though, did Colossus has... He has powers on, too, didn't he? Yeah, he had his powers on. Yeah. But I like the way it looks. I guess they don't trust... <laughs> but even with that, I was like... They don't trust the Hellfire Club. But even with that, I was like, how does that... Like, because he had his full beard. I was like, how does that work? <laughs> it's a metal beard. <laughs> but it wasn't metal. I, 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 was, I was trying to... But, like, sometimes... I'll be, I'll be thinking sometimes... In the, like, sometimes they forget that Bobby has a human... Because there's moments where, like... I saw. I, th- I think I saw a comic where he was hanging out with Spider Man, and they went out for lunch. Yeah. And I mean, they talked about it in the comic. They were out eating, yeah. and he was in his full ice form, and he was eating on a burger. I'm like, shouldn't a burger like be mess- freezing? Yeah. yeah. And the Iceman kind of. He was. I mean, and they did talk about it in the show, like or in the comic, where it's like, how are you eating in your ice form? And uh, Bobby was like, well, how are you eating up? Because Spider-Man was upside down. Yeah. He's like, well, how are you eating upside down? He's like, touche. Yeah. So, I mean, I get. <laughs> good point, I, good point. I, I, get, I get that. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, just make him go human. Because like, yeah. even if he's in ice form, like, shouldn't the burger or whatever that he's getting be I just soggy, feel like it wouldn't be enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Shouldn't it be soggy and wet? I, I guess don't know. Maybe how, he's I don't know all, how mutant powers work. Yeah, maybe he's all ice, so does it matter what it tastes like when you eat it? But then why you eat it in your ice form? Do you have taste buds in your ice form? I got a lot of questions about that ice form. <laughs> or sometimes when he's just walking around normally, like he's yeah. just in, he's in his like, he's not fighting. He's in his ice form. Can you fucking your ice form? <laughs> you have yeah. ice stick? How does that work? Like I've seen moments of him. Does you dick it hard? Or does it snap off like ice like a popsicle? Like how does that work? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But I've seen moments of him kissing guys and he's in his ice form. I'm like, put him human. Make, draw him normal. And then wouldn't your, your, the other guy's face stick to you like when you stick to ice? That's why. That's why I'm like. You know what I mean, like. <laughs> that's why I think like, or even like when artists, and again, it's like it's like, but it's an artist thing because I think about when uh, Iron Lad and Young Avengers, hmm. he was dating uh, Stature, uh, Cassie Lang. and they showed them kissing, and he had on his helmet, hmm. so she was kissing him through the metal, like. Yeah. Take off the helmet. Like, See, okay, but just shit like this is why we spend four hours on a podcast. <laughs> We've been talking about it for 30 minutes. <laughs> I've been falling for 30 minutes. Well, it's your fault. You're the host. Cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's interesting. I like the topic. I'm just saying this is why we were like, oh, we just randomly go to four hours. Like, no, this is why. Because we had nothing to talk about. We talk at length about something. <laughs> but fair. to be fair, it is interesting. <laughs> but, I mean, that's pretty much all I got to say about this. But we're probably going to spend a long time on this, too. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but... No, this, this, so this is the last... I'm, I'm pretty much almost done, but it's okay. the last, last two things. So uh, this one's probably not going to be as long. Okay. But this is just a funny thing. So uh, there's this whole criticism about the lack of diversity in the Golden Globes and the voting, uh, the people that vote. Yeah. Basically, all of them are white. Of course. Of course. And so now people are coming out after all these years. <laughs> now, all of a sudden... People are coming out saying, oh, let's boycott the Golden Globes. We shouldn't... Uh, they were used for the Oscars, too? Wasn't this the thing? Oscar too I'm, just, I'm not even talking about just watching it. I'm just talking about just the Golden Globes, period. Oh, okay. Like, actors are coming out. And I'm not talking about the fans. I'm talking about oh. actors are coming out and okay. saying, oh, we need to boycott the Golden Globes until they add more diversity behind their voting board and things like that. Because the Golden Globes, even though... In terms of awards, like it's the Oscars and then it's the Golden Globes. Yeah. People still don't take the Golden Globes that serious. Like fucking get out, TV, right? Get Out was nominated for Best Comedy. In Golden Globes? Yes. 
All that was just TV. It's fucking That's st- retarded. Fucking <laughs> stupid. Like, what? Best comedy? Best comedy. It's fucking stupid. I wouldn't even say it's that funny. Like, I mean, there's funny parts in it, it's but it's not a comedy. stupid. <laughs> That's like a white guy going, ha isn't racism funny? <laughs> so, to add into the uh, accusations of racism, sexism, and not, not, non-diversity, things like that. More isms, sir. Yeah, all the isms. Guess who joined in on the fight? Who? The Asian white girl. The Asian white girl? Yes. Scarlett Johansson. Oh, oh, oh. Who could be every... Wait, what did she say? She, she Why just, is she chiming in? What'd she do? She's just basically uh, uh, coming in and saying, like, as an... Uh, what did she say? As an actor promoting... A, well, blah, 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 wait. For a fundamental reform. Come on, ScarJo, don't fuck up. Just say something smart. <laughs> Just say something smart. <laughs> Where, like, stupid. Where's, where's her quote? I can't find her quote. They're like it's still buried throughout this whole article. But basically, she just said. I hate when they do that in articles. But basically, she just said, uh, "Us, act, we need to step back from the Hollywood Foreign Press, who is the, the body that votes at the Golden Globes, until they add more." But I'm like, "But wait a minute." Weren't you the one that was taking roles from other yeah, races and sexualities? Yeah, weren't you the one that played an Asian girl and then tried to play a trans man? And then defended and then it. Went, yeah, and, and never apologized for it. Defended it. Said it's the same thing as if I'm, if I'm an actor and I want to play a tree. Yeah, I remember that. That was a big thing. So I'm like, yeah, you probably should shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like, again, virtue signaling. Because now I feel like, now she's like, all right, I got to put this out there now. So I seem like I'm on the up and up. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, like, just don't say anything. Just shut up. <laughs> she, she never apologized for that. Like, Of course not. That's the rule number one when it comes to being a, a public figure. You never apologize for anything. Because it shows that you're weak. And there's blood in the water. I'm half joking, but that's what Trump literally did. And it worked for him. So never apologize for anything. Yeah, but uh, fi- so final thing, uh, uh, Gal Gadot did an interview with the, like an Israeli press or whatever, N12, okay, Israeli newspaper, and she came out and said a little bit more about the Joss Whedon situation. And oh, she finally, said, <laughs> uh, he kind of threatened my career and said if I did something, he would make my career miserable, and I just I just took care of it instead. So basically, saying that she went to the higher ups, and. Uh, Probably Patty Jenkins or something. Uh, they quote unquote handled it. Uh, it says uh, the privilege uh, of a white woman. Meanwhile, Ray Fisher's a knowledgeable, <laughs> knowledgeable source said Gal Gadot had multiple concerns with the revised version vision version of the film, including issues about her character being more aggressive than her character in Wonder Woman. She wanted to make the character I mean, flow more from one film to the next. Uh, the biggest clash, sources say, came when Whedon pushed Godot to record lines. Excuse me, to record lines she didn't like, threatened to harm Godot's career, and disparage Wonder Woman director Patty the Jenkins. Lines she didn't like. I thought you were gonna say the scene where he has flash fall on her boobs. Well, that too. But uh, she's like, said, what are the lines? They say that. No, uh, no, they don't say what uh, the lines are. I'm like, what lines? Uh, Kalel, no. <laughs> She's like, I hated that line. He told me to say it. <laughs> but she said, I'm happy for Ray to go out and speak his truth. I wasn't there with the guys when they shot with Joss. I had my own experience with him, which wasn't the best one. But I took care of it there. And when it happened, I took care of it there. And when it happened, I took it to the higher ups and they took care of it. But I'm happy for Ray to go up and say his truth. That is like so, the most passive fucking cosign. I mean, with, with all of that, like, obviously... Fuck Joss Whedon. He should never work yeah. ever again in Hollywood. Sad. So hopefully they don't 
Mel Gibson him where Mel Gibson disappeared for a couple years and then he came back and it's like all's forgiven. Yeah. It's like no, fuck you. Like and then it kind of makes me wonder who else in Hollywood is continuing to work that that was like a Joss Whedon or worse Harvey Weinstein uh, that 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 we don't know about yet that we haven't that yeah. you know. That Probably is- so many. Like the fact that you don't hear about this shit at all and they try to keep it under wraps. And then you have the fake ass presses at, press releases after a movie's done where everybody's always just like, yeah, it was the best experience ever. Like, you're all fucking liars. Yeah, so I- Having worked on, on sets before now, I'm like, not everybody likes everybody. Don't, don't lie. <laughs> don't yeah. lie. So it, does, it, it does make me wonder about that. Like, how many more Joss Whedons are there that we need to find out about? Yeah. And uh, then also with that, like, and I know I made a vi- and I made a video about this, and I'm like, because I don't want to make it come across like I'm victim blaming. Okay. But at the same time, I'm like, Ray Fisher has been speaking out against this for damn near two years, yeah. And really, nobody has said anything in except the Justice League cast except Aquaman. for really Jason Momoa. Yeah, Aquaman. And even his statement was kind of like, oh yeah, everything. He was just sort of like, yeah, I listened to him. That's yeah. really all he really said. But even still, like. Yeah. He said something. And yeah, because somebody else said in my video, well, there was there was something that Gal, what Gal Gadot said. Yeah, I had a bad experience with him too. Like maybe like a year or so ago. But not really. No, like, not really. And then also hearing that, you know, I took care of it then. I spoke to the higher ups and it was, it was handled. But yet there was no, like you didn't say anything. Like Ray Fisher was basically, I said this in my video. Ray Fisher was in an ocean drowning by himself, yeah, looking for a life raft, and nobody in the Justice League, Justice League, really said anything except for Jason Momoa. <laughs> the seven are that united, are they? No, <laughs> unite the seven, indeed. <laughs> so that's the only thing that I have a give a side, a give a side eye to with this whole Gal Gadot situation. Like you, like. Oh. To me, it's the privilege of a white woman where she gets to be like, yeah, I just talked to somebody. Oh, white, white presenting because people are like, oh, she's not white. She's actually Jewish. I don't give a fuck about that shit. <laughs> she's white. <laughs> if you're light-skinned, you're white. Um, yeah, she, just the ability to be like, hey, um, uh, I don't like this. And it was, quote, unquote, handled. Because I'm like... But Ray Fisher couldn't go to anybody. Cause, like, who's yeah, because I come on it from like... They can also say maybe it's her clout I, from being on Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's definitely her clout yeah. from being on Wonder Woman. It's part of it. So, because it's like, I come at it from a conflicting end because I'm like, yes, at the end of the day, she's a victim too. So the focus doesn't need to be on her. The focus needs to be on Joss Whedon being fucking trash. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I'm like, but Ray Fisher has been like, Gal Gadot's still getting her movie. She's yeah. still getting a Wonder Woman 3. Ugh. She's still getting her, like, she's still getting her check and everything like that. She's still working. <laughs> Fail but, upwards. Yeah. But at the same time, like, Ray Fisher's damn near been blacklisted from WB. They took her Cyborg Damn near, for they, sure is. They took his Cyborg movie. They took his away from The Flash. Yeah. But I feel like, not even just Gal Gadot, because I don't want to just put it on her, but like, if, like, especially like, I don't think Ben Affleck, but I mean, Ben Affleck really, he just said, oh, it was a troubling time or whatever, but like, he's also going through his own shit. Yeah, like, he's also going through his own shit, but like, Ezra Miller, Henry Cavill, they didn't really say shit. No. So I'm like, if, if, I feel like if all of them, like, United came out, yeah, seven. United, <laughs> and said, like, and fought the real Steppenwolf, Joss Whedon, and said, like, or Ezra Miller, like, came out, was like, hey, it's not okay that, like, like yeah, no, I want him in my movie. Mm-hmm. Like, well, he's he's also got his own things going on with the choking bitches. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, I, I get that. He's got to yeah. lay low. <laughs> yeah, but people seem to have forgotten that, which is so fucking weird. So, 
because of, I'm like, yeah, if we he, pick and choose who we cancel. He's just yeah. like, nah, he's the Flash. So I'm like, if he would, if, if they were, if they, if they came out and had stronger state, like, no, what y'all doing to Ray Fisher is not cool, and I'm not okay with it. No, rehire him, put him in this, give him his cyborg movie, yeah. give him his, because I'm like, not to say that she has the most power, because she's still a woman at the end of the day, working through man, but at the same time, but at right now she, in our current political climate, women have a lot of power. A lot of power. If she had come out and, and validated Ray Fisher's story then, at the, at the height of the Me Too movement or like right after, she would have fucking made noise. But, but that's what I was going to say. In terms of Ray Fisher versus her, she has way more power than yeah, him. Because, yeah, does. at the end of the day, her Wonder Woman movie did do... I'm not just talking about the second one. I'm talking about the first one. The first one. That was the, that was the movie that really... The only movie that really the DCEU had that yes. people actually liked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in that sense, they're not going to get rid of her. No. They, they want they're they're going to want to make sure she's good. Yeah. So yeah, if she did, because like even with this state, it was like, oh yeah, I, I I'm glad Ray Fisher's speaking his truth. Yeah. That's like, good for him, patting the head. That that's yeah, that that's kind of how it feels like yeah. to me. And I mean, like like you said and again, like if, I keep saying, like I don't want to, I don't want to make like make it seem like I'm victim because I'm not putting it like saying no, she's a villain. Victim, she's not right? the villain. No. But you you are make, making a point. It's an interesting examination about the nature of privilege, and not necessarily even just privilege of race or sex, but privilege of even uh, clout. Like like you said, Ray Fisher coming into Justice League was the bottom of the totem yeah, pole. Yeah, he was the forget just being a black. That's also a factor. Not forget just just being a black man, but also having no credentials underneath. Yeah, this was his, Justice League was his first movie. That's why for so long. It was so easy for Joss Whedon and Warner Brothers to sweep his statements under the rug for a year. How long was he trying to ring that bell? A year plus? That's why I said like two two years. Yeah, but if like you said that they had united a seven like a real fucking social justice league. Yeah, <laughs> to, to the point that when he was first talking, I, a lot of people didn't believe him, myself yeah, included. Me too. But if they had all come out and said it, that's all they had to do was say something. It would have. That that exam that 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 magnifying lens would have zeroed in Joss Whedon a lot faster than two years. I, I'm sure of it. I'm sure within the first month, if they had all come out and stood together as a social justice league and made that statement together, it would not have taken two years for anything to happen. And the fact that she can be so passive about it just to me shows privilege. Maybe not privilege, privilege as a woman, but even just privilege as somebody in Hollywood where you, there are levels of you know we've seen. Harvey Weinstein's that have so much power in Hollywood that they can throw it around and, and rape people and get away with it. The same thing for people like like Gal Gadot. Not that she's raping people. I just mean that she has power. And that's a, that's a real thing in Hollywood. And also, she didn't want to jeopardize that power. That's why no one said anything. Ezra Miller, Jason Momoa, they all had prospects in the future. And then look at Ray Fisher like, who the fuck are you? Like, you're not even among this Hollywood culture really that's why he is so like adamant about his his position but when it comes to you know everyone else they all have something to lose so that's why they maybe didn't say anything and I mean also like because at the same time because somebody else said because again like I made a video about this they were like well he threatened her career so she's worried about her career I'm like I get that too but even in the same very the very same article, she said, I, I went to I had, somebody. Yeah, I had a problem with him. I went to the higher ups and they took care of it. So clearly your career is not in jeopardy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like So it's yeah, it's so, so it's not like she and Grant, I'm not in her head. I don't know what you know, maybe how long it took her to go to the higher ups. Maybe yeah. it took a while. But even still, she found some level of 
not I don't want you to say courage, but she she had a level of support system around her that she felt she can go to the higher ups. Yeah, and they did. They took care of it. And do you think Ray Fisher had that same support no, system? No, he didn't. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like, and I feel like they all are in that same. It's I get it. You, everyone has their own self interest, but that inherently means it's what? It's selfish. Like they were being selfish. They were thinking about themselves before even what's right, even before their fellow co-star who's going through shit. And the fact that after the fact, they're just like so passive about it. Like Gal Gadot was just like, yeah, I'm glad he, he spoke his truth. I'm like, but after everything has come out, it's a lot more than speaking his truth. It's like, this is really terrible problematic stuff that happened on this set that shouldn't ever happen to anyone. Even to you, it should never happen to anyone like that. But yet, all you're doing at the end of the day is just going, good for him. And moving on because you can't, you know, what I mean, because you have that ability to, but Ray Fisher doesn't, and I don't think it's fair to him, especially when you're supposed to be the Justice League. <laughs> you're the Justice League. <laughs> you're supposed to unite for things like this. <laughs> so that's kind of, yeah. So that so it just it just rubs me a little the wrong, the wrong way. That's really what it boils down to. Like, and I have to keep emphasizing this. Like, I'm not saying that she is the villain in this situation. She no. is a victim. Yes, I get that. I'm not dismissing that. But it's just, I don't know, the, just the dynamics of it just rubbed me. The, especially then you add the racial dynamic components between. Yes. It's and, a factor. It's not, yeah. not a factor. And just the whole idea and conflate, like, the thing about, you know, actual allyship and what it means to mm. be an ally. Like, yeah. it's all, all, it's of, that, real all easy. of that is in my head. Yeah, it's real easy after the fact to say, I'm glad he spoke his truth. But why did it take you two years to say that? Because I also hear that too. Like people are like, "Well, why are you speaking up now? It's been like twelve years or whatever. And now you're only speaking up." It's like, no, I understand that mentality too of not speaking up immediately. Like I told, I told, I told you the story before. I still haven't told my mother I was molested as a kid. Yeah. Because I'm just like, what's the point? At this point, what's the point? Granted, it's a different situation because I'm like, he's dead. Like, what's the point of bringing it up? Yeah. So it's no reason. But so I, but I still get the mentality yeah. of not bringing it up yeah so when people are like so when i even when i'm saying like why are you speaking up now it's not from the same because when people say that it's like oh i don't believe you no i completely believe her yeah i get that i, I completely believe her i'm yeah. not saying that but just the whole he's been speaking out for like two years and now all of a sudden you're like oh yeah yeah he ray, ray fisher like I'm yeah it, it i feel like the comparison's different because in her case it's nothing that extreme, first of all, but it's also a thing where if she spoke out, it could have really helped. If she's truly an ally, if she truly cares, if she's like good for him, if she truly believed that, and you had a corroborating story that exactly illustrates his issue, you should have said something. Frankly, like I, I, I it should be a responsibility as a superhero. <laughs> if you really that scene, because it, it, you gotta. Take everything into consideration. The scene in Wonder Woman 84, where that, or even in Justice League, where that moment with the little girl, and it's like, you could be like me, little girl. And it's like, but you're not going to speak out to help your fellow co-star who is less powerful than you, Wonder Woman. You're not going to be Wonder Woman right now to somebody in need in real life. You know what I mean? Like, we're not a superhero. <laughs> it's like, she's a superhero. And with great power comes what, Michael? <laughs> No responsibility. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> That's how it works in real life, but it's supposed to be great power, great responsibility. Because I mean, because I'm just thinking about the comments that I've gotten on my on my thing. Not nobody's ever nobody's like come out and attacked me or anything like that. But there's just like, well, remember she did speak out about it a year. She just said it was a tense work environment. I'm like. I but get that, diminished that. It. but that's like not but that diminished it like, her statements before made me still feel like Ray Fisher was over exaggerating yeah cause I'm like I mean yeah you're saying that but like 
I feel like that's not necessarily a strong statement. And, I, and, and again, I don't want to just put it on her because she, no. she, like I said, Henry Cavill, Ezra Miller, I think no, the they, difference, didn't say, though, they didn't say shit. But I think the difference for, for Gal Gadot, why I put more responsibility on her, is because she had that example in her back pocket that literally vindicated his story. You know what I mean? If she just came out and 100% rode for him, like that, that happened. That happened to me, and it was upsetting. That's all you would have to say, and the news machine would do the rest. You know what I'm saying? But she didn't. And I mean, yeah, you could say the same thing for Ben Affleck, same thing for Henry Cavill, but they didn't have those same stories. They could talk about it in general. No, they might not have the same stories, but the fact that they didn't even say shit. Even just to say, oh, I didn't experience that, but if he did, like, I don't know. I don't know. But I that doesn't like, vindicate his story in the same way. No. That puts a maybe out there. But her story literally vindicated the story. But she was just like, nah. <laughs> I handled it. I'm glad you handled it. But but Ray, he's not handling it. He's losing all his future jobs and he's 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 destroying his future in Hollywood because he's the only one that's speaking the truth. And he feels so passionate about it that he doesn't give a fuck about the opportunities he's ruining. But it's like he wouldn't even have to do that if you stood next to him. You know what I mean? And then imagine like Joss Whedon would have probably never got the never got the nevers. Yeah. It would have had a ripple effect. Yeah. But we'll never know now, because Wonder Woman didn't want to stand <laughs> stand for truth, <laughs> justice. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. that's it. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's all the news. Yeah. All right. Well, that wasn't too long, and that was you know important to talk about. I think. But yeah, we're almost at four hours because well, because of you. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get an email. Uh, victim blaming you guys are victim blaming. You think so? I I honestly I mean, like I to get, hear. I, I, I mean, I've gotten it already. Again, nobody's attacking me, but they're just yeah. like, I hear you. I hear why you're conflicted, but it, I don't know. To me, it sounds like you're victim blaming. But no, the nobody. T- nobody's like no. The, but no there was the, one the, person. There was one person that was like, because I because I made I made a video about the person to blame is Joss Whedon. Yeah, first and foremost. <laughs> I mean, so, so one person he wasn't aggressive about it, but he was like, oh, I don't. It, it kind of makes me sad that you don't want to give up Joss Whedon because you have a personal. Is that and what you it, pers- heard? it personally affects where, you where or whatever. It doesn't sound like a. It doesn't sound like a safe gaven to me. I what? was like, where did I say in my video? I'm like, I said. Joss Whedon's trash and should never work again. Yeah, where that come from? What the hell are you talking about? People just hear what they want to fucking yeah. hear. <laughs> That's the only comment that I got and that was like, like yeah. not an attack, but yeah. it was just like... Well, I'm interested. Anybody out there listening to this conversation right now, if you have any thoughts about this, please email in because I would love to hear from you. Especially if you feel like we are victim blaming. I don't think we are, but you know, we're just two guys in a room who knows what the world thinks. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's our episode for this week. We are at the three hour and 40 mark, so not oh, quite four it. hours. <laughs> oh, that's it? Fuck you. I told you it was going to happen. I was like, that's, no. not, that's not that long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's not over four hours yeah, like last no, week. I thought it was going to be like four, four and a half hours. Oh, the days when we used to have 50 minute episodes. Oh. <laughs> that was before I was here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we talked too damn much. But anyway, next week we'll be talking about... That's because, uh, cast- you, that's because you love talking to me. That's, yeah, I do. That's what it boils down I to. I do. We, yeah. we have good banter. <laughs> um, I was going to say, oh, Castlevania next week. We have good... Never mind. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> God damn it. I was going to... Sound sexual. Yeah, I was going to say sexual. <laughs> Our yeah, chemistry is just too real. I was going to say, if you think we got good chemistry now... <laughs> God damn it. Wait until tonight, girl. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's trying to make Striking Vipers real life. <laughs> Part-time lovers. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, VR is a thing, so I mean, at some point. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I 
would never play that. I think we talked about this on the episode when we reviewed that 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 story. But I'm like, I, if you if you ever had a VR game, you're like, hey Jordan, you want to play the new Mortal Kombat? It's got full <laughs> VR immersion. I'd be like. I don't know, Mike. I don't know how I feel about that. This might, this might be a treatment. Is it? I might have my girl wash on the side. You're just sitting there like jerking like, like this. And she watches she's like, like, get out of the game. And she's like, that Michael must be winning. Yeah, he is winning. Eh? God damn it. All right, that's it for this week. That's what I host George with. Michael. Uh, and we will see you next week. Bye. Striking Vipers yeah. in 10 years. Peace. <laughs> phallic things jordan oh my god <laughs> dicks am i right all right so we only got three days to talk about so this should, this should be fast this should be fast <laughs> two hours okay all right